And welcome to RPG Digest! Yay! In this live stream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment, oh, we love to comment, on the RPG hobby as a whole. I, me, myself, and I am the only one here to, oh, I lied. I'm oh. John Maxley Auschlow, your favorite. Hey, I heard what you said in your pandemic scream last night. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it. You ready? Okay, do it. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to piss on your house. <laughs> but not if it's on fire. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm your favorite, most cherished curmudgeon critic and judge. And along with me is lip smacking heathen dog. <laughs> who, Hello, in theory, is supposed to be more centered. That's what I have written in my notes because I have to have it remind me of that. But I'm not sure if that's true. It's so, absolutely yeah. true in comparison. In comparison. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. And uh, I hope everyone is having a great day. That'd be, that'd be, well, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, today we are going to talk about Coriolis and how rules light may not be rules light. <laughs> oh, it's rules light until you start actually using equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rules become weird. <laughs> every piece of equipment just happens to be different than every other piece of equipment. <laughs> nice. And then it's after that, we are going to uh, talk about uh, some uh, some happenings uh, be between uh, a, a game designer that uh, we're familiar with and uh, who's and, been and cool some with YouTubers. Us. Yeah, who's been cool with us and and some uh, and and some YouTubers. There's some friction there, a little bit of it friction. May not be cool with us after today. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And uh, in a minute, we're. Good job. <laughs> and uh, in, in a minute, we're going to... I, I want to address... Uh-oh. Uh, that's right. I want to address some uh, some people who uh, have given me some YouTube comments on my segment ones. I want to apologize before he does this. I didn't read YouTube comments a single time this week. Okay. I've been busy. I'm a bad, bad person. I okay. Well, in, in the past week, uh, two people have commented that that my uh, my information was bad. On which games? Uh, one of hey craft crafty 2025 thank you crafty uh the the one that was uh 20 hours ago oh the was, pal uh, palladium oh no, oh, no okay sorry no, go on. no that was uh the uh degenesis uh specifically palers okay and said that it was filled with bad information okay and that was it see i don't mind you know people saying i'm wrong but tell as, long me why. As, as long as they tell me what the fuck I was wrong about, you right. know, 
that would be great. Did you so respond with, saying that? I did. I responded to to both. This is this is both within the last like seventy two hours. The the other one the other one was uh crap. I can't. I'm blah. I'm blanking on the name of the system. But it 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 wasn't Degenesis. It was something else. Okay. Uh, I responded to both of them, saying, "Hey." In the beginning of the of, of the thing, I said this is a high level over, overview. Mm-hmm. If I have given incorrect information, re- reply to this message, and I will pin that comment so people have correct information. If it's just something you thought was important and I didn't discuss, well, that's a time constraint. There's nothing I do about that. I'm sorry. Especially with the degenesis ones, I said several times. <laughs> yeah, listen, is true. this is nowhere near enough information for you to get exactly what these cults are about. But if I gave you all that, each one of these would be an hour long. Mm-hmm. Each each single cult will be an hour long, so I can't do it. So, hey, to to you who who commented that I was wrong with the palers, I'm not going to call you out on the stream. But uh, please <laughs> reply than me, to the I message. Would. Tell me what facts I got wrong. If I actually said something wrong, I want to know because I, the worst thing I hate, no, the, the most thing I, the, the thing I hate most, there you go, uh, is telling people things that are factually incorrect. Like I am just flat out telling you something that is not true. I hate that. I well, hate I, it. I, I agree because we already come in with a lot of opinion as it is Yes, a lot of vitriol and whatever else. If you can't back that opinion up with fact, then you're just blow, you're just spitting out hot air. So yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you on that one. Now, I mean, I'm much, <laughs> I'm shorter than you when it comes to people like that. I, I'll pretty much tell them to f off. I don't care. But depending on how they write the comment, of course. Right. It, it, they, they didn't start off with heathen dog, you're a dick, or you know, suck suck Osama's balls or whatever. You know, so something like that. They they, they were just said this is loaded with 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 inaccurate information. Great. But Give that was examples. It. it didn't Give me, tell me, me what examples. The, yeah, exactly. What what was wrong? If I if you don't tell someone why they're wrong, they can never correct their their thinking and or behavior. You're not helping anyone. You're just saying something to say something. All right. So some I and I understand these are YouTube comments. I'm not yeah. looking for Tolstoy oh, or anything like that. All right. Dude, you forget you forgot to have me take off the the surprise background that we're not supposed to have up right now. Oh, oh, get out of there! Get out of there! Get out of there! <laughs> hey, by the way, anybody who saw what that was is going to get a hint for later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if if you see this on YouTube, or I'm sorry, if if you see any of my segments on YouTube where I'm giving out information that I say is true, and you know it is not true, and Noro. Ice is coming after you when you hit Alabama. All right, fine tooth comb. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Yes. But, I, mean, uh, I mean, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Don't do that to her. <laughs> but please, in the comment, tell me what I got wrong. That way, I can make adjustments to let people know that I was wrong and this is how it really is. And I will thank you publicly. I will thank you for your comment because it was helpful, informative, and set me straight. That's what I want. That's all I want. And to be fair, Heathen Dog's much better about that than I am. If you correct me, I'm just going to still tell you you're wrong because I want to be right. Yeah. <laughs> He's not lying. All right. Uh, so uh, that's our PSA. We, we might address that again if he wants to in segment two. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know you're adjusting your camera, but I'm also leaning back too. So I know, but I had to adjust my camera because my God, he's getting so small. <laughs> I so didn't big. zoom in as much. Dude, I, I was so right. You saw that I didn't jump in until like what, 12 minutes prior or something yeah. like that. So normally I'm here a half hour prior. Oh, crafty. Unless it's me telling you that you're wrong, then it's, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so. cry. All right. Um, Good morning, Hunger Ewok. And uh, yep. Mr. That's what I was waving to. Yep. So let's, um, oh, well, geez, actually, no, no I, I've got to ask you, like, uh, how your week was. Oh. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I mean, uh, all of the work is done uh, on my basement, so everything is moved back. All the furniture is moved back to where it's supposed to be. The carpet is is replaced. Um, the the uh, like like I said before, the the uh, concrete work was shitty because you know plumbers did it. <laughs> so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to repair that once it gets warmer because the the uh, concrete sealant that we use. Uh, has to cure in a 40 degree or higher environment. And um, that's Fahrenheit, 40 degree Fahrenheit. And right now we're looking around zero to five. So not he working out. What's your logic? What do you mean, what's my logic? What? No, no, no. It, Mr. Max Bold. Oh, uh, if you like to be right, the best <laughs> way to be right is to admit when you're wrong and correct your position. Yeah. Doubling down doesn't make you right. It just makes you doubling wrong. No, that, that's me. Yeah. Fight fire sure. with fire. They don't admit that they're wrong. I'm not going to admit that I'm wrong. And I will come with the gasoline and light them on fire. Whoosh. Okay, see, see, th this this is where your script in the beginning makes yeah. a lot more sense. Center. <laughs> and not center. <laughs> Can we drag these things so that you're a little bit more center? Nope, can't. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, everything everything's going pretty well. Um, can't complain. My, my son's going back to school uh, for two days a week, starting the first week of March. And you you should see the 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 uh, the, the pictures of the schoolrooms where they have the the desk six feet apart, and they have the giant like uh, cubicle barriers with a window in front, so you can see the teacher, but you can't see anything else. They have to have water bottles with uh, with straws in them so they can put them under their mask. The, the only time they take off their masks is when they are actually eating. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now, a little public service announcement that might get me fired. I work for the federal government. Hmm? Biden passed that dumb bullshit rule that says you will wear a mask anywhere you are in federal property. No, I will not. I will wear it when I'm in my office and within six feet of people. I will not wear it when I'm outside walking between my car and the building. I will not wear it if I'm in the office by myself. I'm not, look, these face stranglers, you, it's time for herd mentality. At first I was like, okay, whatever. People want to overreact, let them overreact, blah, blah, blah. At this point, fuck y'all, die. <laughs> I seriously, I don't give a shit anymore. I am not going another year wearing a mask. That's just fact. I'm not going another year wearing a mask. Now, if I go to Heathen's dog's house and he says you're putting on a mask in my house, I might go in to use the bathroom, grab a drink or something. Well, not, not with a mask on. Uh, but then I'm going to leave. I'm not going to spend another year wearing a mask. If I have to go shopping and they say uh, wear a mask at the store, I will wear a mask while I'm in there, and then I will take it off as soon as I get to the parking lot. I get the idea. I get the concept. But I'm not living two, three, four years of my freaking life wearing a fucking mask. And take that shit and shove it up your asses. Yes, as as soon as I get vaccinated, I'm I'm with you. I don't. This mask thing is 
pissing me off. But un until I get vaccinated, I'll I'll deal with it. I mean, uh, I don't care about protecting. As a matter of fact, my my first mask was actually a a heavy duty painter's mask, where it had the it had the 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 two can uh, filters right here. But I my I air, my gas mask. Yeah, but uh, it, it filters the air coming in, but it just blows my air out. So I wasn't protecting anyone from me, but I was super protecting myself from everyone else. And that's really all I care about because, you know, fuck you. I'm me. I'm more important because I'm me. But no, and, and, and the thing is, is that might sound selfish to a lot of people, but that's that's true. I mean, I'm uh, I am my most important person. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's just fair. And he even dog, he's his most important yeah, person. I, I'm, the, I'm the lead character in my story. <laughs> right. Everyone else is supporting actors, you know? And, and hey, you know what? Some some supporting actors really hold up their role. Others can uh fade in the background and die for all I care. I don't really it doesn't matter to me. So uh yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, I still have that painter's mask in my car. Sometimes I just put it on and it looks it's huge. It's like, you know, it's a painter's mask, it's huge, it's a big yep. thing, an industrial one. I, but, I have uh, yeah. I have a gas mask from the Air Force from when I was in the Air Force a long time ago. Apparently, I either didn't turn it in or something. I don't know, but it's got a filter on it and everything. I was wearing that for a while until people were like stopping and ask. I'm like, hey, you want me to wear a mask? This, this, this is one the works. best mask ever. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 suddenly if suddenly COVID turns into mustard gas, you're all dead, and I'm and I'm right. I'm picking through for loose change. <laughs> right. That's what's happening here. <laughs> look, look, I mean, I, I want to be very clear. I'll be very serious for a second here. I believe in, you know, in being smart. I believe in information. I believe that, you know what, if you're in a crowd of people, like, you know, when the people in your weirdo area were acting all nutty and storming your capital and whatnot and trying to kill your governor or whatever the hell they were trying to do, um, those idiots weren't wearing masks and they were in a crowd. That's just dumb. I don't care that you weren't wearing one. I believe you have the right to not wear one. I believe you have the right to be dumb and die. My thing is, if I'm outside in the fresh air, <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask. It's just that simple. I don't care whose property I'm on. <clears throat> Actually, there is one. There is one good thing about uh, wearing a mask in uh, in Michigan, Wisconsin. Yep. No, here too, it or, acts as a scarf. Yeah, it's 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 warming. <laughs> it's very warming. <laughs> There's a guy around here who wear. Oh, this is this is too funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good I, one. I mean th this is the thing is i know somebody's going to hear what i said and say that i'm a hardline anti-masker and that's not true no i'm a hardline anti-masker when it doesn't make fucking sense that's you know i don't just and, and here's the thing you know i know somebody's gonna be well you work for the federal government you have to follow laws i don't follow laws he the dog was in the air force with me for different reasons but we both got into a little bit of trouble <laughs> For, you know, for, again, for different reasons, because I think in a different context, but we don't necessarily follow laws that are stupid. Just because you make a rule doesn't mean I follow it. I make a rule if it makes sense for safety and security. Well, that's safety. Not really, because we all get colds. We all get flus. We all get chicken pox. We all get all types of weird stuff for maybe the first month. Yes. Okay. We got to figure this damn thing out. Put on masks. I'm not wearing a mask for two, three, four years of my life. You notice the difference there? No. Right here, your wife here. Married over 10 years. Never, never seen heathen dog in person. So I don't have to worry about coming to, well, you, we've never been in the same country. 
before. That's <laughs> why much. you've never seen me. I the last time I saw him in person was uh, was at Gen Con. The time before that was my wedding. Yeah, there's like a two-year stretch right after I got out of the... No, not right after I got out of the military. Oh, no, it was in between the military and... Um, I'm sorry, it was in between Kuwait and Japan, because that's when I got licensed for all that other mess. And I think I was over at your house, like, what, once a quarter or something like that? Just one time to hang out, one time for Gen Con, another time, for, yep. uh, I think, for your wedding, yeah. Yeah, you were you're my wedding, yep. And uh, Made me yeah, drive but, to freaking Chicago. Yeah, and th that was before you guys were married. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so uh, we, we have literally never been in the same country, but we will now. And, and you I know what? Uh, I still don't have furniture. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But the thing is, uh, uh, because Gen Con 2020 was canceled, or 2019, which, which one we were going to? 2019? Well, yeah. we were supposed to go 2020. We started doing it every right. five years on the on the easy right. years to remember, 2025, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Right, right. We, uh, but uh, it was canceled, so I had to refund my plane ticket, and they, they gave me a free voucher for a first-class ticket anywhere <laughs> in the lower 48 states so guess guess what heathen dogs coming to visit you better bring some furniture <laughs> I'm, I'm, i don't have furniture man <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think i can haul the furniture with with my first class ticket i mean they, they do give you some leeway but uh i don't think couches <laughs> are leeway happy biden's day eve <laughs> you know it's funny as i've got two people that i know from california strangely enough my current supervisor and my supervisor before they both said the same thing nobody's complying with mask laws anywhere like restaurants are open people are walking around outside so all this crap about gavin newsom being crazy and you know having all these weird laws and so forth apparently nobody in california is complying with them mm, well people are complying here there's masks mm. everywhere i mean uh, just uh the it's it's more like you say where uh people out walking their dog or people out for a jog they're not wearing masks they're they're just staying away from people you know yeah. like they're 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 coming down the same street one of them will cross the street mm -hmm. you know so they do Whatever. here in germany too yeah it's fine that's fine but uh if you're going to or from an, uh, a building you put a mask on when you're in the building yeah. and then when you get out get in your car take your mask off that's it I, I can get with that with one caveat there's one caveat that i still don't agree with Let's just think of it like your workplace. If I have to be there for eight hours, I'm not wearing a mask for eight hours. I can't wear a mask for eight hours. Not without, just, it's uncomfortable. What's weird is what, what surprises me is I could wear a gas mask for eight hours, like a real gas mask. But right. every, I was talking to my wife about this a couple weeks ago. The reason was, is I don't know if you know this, but I always fell asleep in the gas mask. So, you know, it was comforting to you. I, I'd put it on and, you know, what am I going to do? It's alarm red, alarm black, whatever the hell is going on. And you can't do anything until they change the alarm. I just lay back and fall asleep. I mean, but uh, like like at work and, and so on and so forth, like, or if I had to do school, I'd be doing bathroom breaks like every, you know, every 15, 20 minutes. I just got to take that damn thing off. And, and I'll even tell you, it's not even, well, first of all, there's two things. Number one, I'm blind as shit. So I have glasses. So I have that whole fog thing with the glasses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, it's not the breathing part that bothers me. It's the crap behind the ears or behind the neck. I start itching it like a cat or, you know, if it's behind the ears, it actually starts causing me pain. I don't know if it's because my glasses or whatever, but like, it's just uncomfortable. Well, that, that's, that's the really cool thing about the, uh, about the industrial painter's mask that I have. It's actually headgear. Mm -hmm. Where it doesn't oh, that, attach around the ears, it attaches yeah. around around the Same head. Same with my gas mask. In the back. Yeah. yeah so no, no, I recommend no, getting one I, of those. 
When I put my <laughs> gas mask on, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, when I put my Why gas not? mask on at work to be to be a dick, uh, there are still rules that I have to comply with and so forth, like to get my job done, like talk oh, on yeah. the phone. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, you have to talk on the phone. That's yeah, it. so forth. When I put that on, though, I had it on for like an hour before I took it off and didn't even notice it. So I think you're right. The, the over-the-head thing doesn't bother me, but the yeah. behind the ears... I'm going to get that razor mask when it finally comes out, but that'll be after COVID's all done anyway, so... So... Anyway, I don't know how we got on that subject and and did all that, but we got gaming stuff to talk about. This is a gaming channel. This isn't a mask yeah, channel. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't care if you... Well, it, but, but if you want to... If you want masks... We can, we, can, we can get you some masks. Uh, did you, uh, so do you guys have the rule? So in Germany, we all had to update our masks to some weird F2PP or some crap. It's a different type of mask. Uh, it's a, I think it's the equivalent or very uh, similar to the N95 masks and so forth. So you in Germany, we're not allowed to just wear cloth coverings over our face anymore. Oh. You actually have to wear, I think it's F2PP or FP22 or some crap like that. You can look it up. Um, but it's a specific type of mask. So yeah. All right. If you're looking for masks, go ahead to the to the to the Redbubble uh, link you put in there. You you can get yourself some masks, some good that, masks. Some some masks that have demons and orcs on them and so yeah. forth. But apparently not. Apparently, green lives don't matter. Only on T. Only on T. Public. Only, only on T. Public. public. Okay, good. <laughs> so yeah, but they kept orc lives matter. Just they didn't keep green lives matter. So go figure. Yeah. <laughs> I love people. Oh no, I don't. All right, so what is RPG Digest? We are conversations about the TTRPG, not the mask hobby, the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful, as Heathen Dog tried to mention before, but we are also opinionated. We give you the information you need to hear, not what you want to hear, and we're certainly not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate this hobby. Although I'm starting to see a lot more small channels pop up. Some have been around for a couple of years. They just never popped into my YouTube streams and so forth. But uh, right. I'm seeing more and more smaller channels you know, like ours, essentially, with a couple hundred to a couple thousand people popping up, basically saying, Watsy, go F yourself. So uh, I'm starting to like that more and more. Uh, so that's good. good. Yep. Uh, don't like our commentary? Well, tell us why in chat or the comment section or, or join us on stream in segment three. There you go. And always remember that when you're playing uh, role playing games in you know, our RPG hobby, it is about escapism, not representation. We're here to be entertained, not to be activists, and don't gatekeep people unless they're dickheads. So organic diversity from natural inclusion. Leave your politics away from the table. Uh, hey, there we go. Here are our links. I would tell you that I answer YouTube comments, but the last like two weeks I've been bad about it, and last week I haven't even been there. <laughs> so, so thank you to Heathen Dog for answering some comments, because I did not. Um... But you can follow us. I, I even Discord. I'm sure uh, people have noticed that I have not been on Discord nearly as much. Uh, it's just got actually happened. the last two days you have, but the week, the whole yeah. the week as a whole, no. But the last day or two you have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shadzar's back posting, so yep. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of things happening there. Uh, so that that's that's cool. So you know, between Umbri and Shadzar and uh, Malish and uh, um, what's this dude's name? Uh, that's Shadzar again. Um, well, Mar Hawkman, of Smashed. course. Smash, that's who I was looking for. Smash. Yep. Um, Crafty, of course. And we're getting a bunch of getting people talking to each other. So, you know, we don't have to answer everything now. So that's good. Um I had another person ask why our Twitter or why our Discord looks so big but doesn't have the activity of one that big. I was like, eh, there's a lot of history on that one. Let's just say that 90% of the people that you see on our Discord probably don't exist on our Discord anymore. Uh. And 
hey, this is all about segment three. If you want to join us on the stream, you can come and join us on segment three. And we want to thank our monetary backers, which already we got donation from Crafty today. Thank you very much, Crafty. And because of that generous donation, we are going to use his suggestion for one of the topics in segment two. Outstanding. And awesome. Also want to thank our YouTube members and Super Chatters, our Subscribestar backers, and those who donate through Streamlabs and PayPal. You know, um, we don't... Yeah. We don't, we don't really give a lot. A lot. Yeah, we got to work on that. Work on what? On, on producing something other than just this. Yeah. It's just finding time. I mean, this week is a perfect example. If I had to produce something, it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, you know. Well, what you can do is hire is an editor. Is make you do it. No, is hire an editor, <laughs> right? And uh, take uh, take uh, me and, uh, and Garthon's game streams, edit them down to like a 25-minute format thing, and start popping those up on YouTube. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that I watched that pandemic thing yesterday... I was going to ask you, do you even talk to Garthon anymore? Like, I, he's not streaming? He's not doing anything? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, no, I, I, don't, I do, I don't, yeah. We, okay, I, but, I actually but, call him sometimes. I mean, uh, his, uh, uh, his, his son accidentally uh, uh, destroyed his wife's computer. By, you oh. know, kids, it, 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 it wasn't like he, like, you know, knocked it off. Maliciously did it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't malicious. It was, it kept shutting off, so he kept turning it off. Well, it kept shutting oh. off because the, the cooling solution had yep. failed. <laughs> and by doing that enough times it overheated and killed the chip so i i sent him my uh oh good morning rames there i sent him did, my did you uh, read that did you read it morning gentle beings oh and u2 max oh yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I i sent him an old motherboard processor and ram that i had laying around and he was able to repair his wife's computer and it's all good so yeah subs get to host games in the discord we can talk about that yeah I, I mean i'm not i'm not against it I, I i always look for like how can this go wrong <laughs> so i have to think of the how can this go wrong part but that's not a bad idea i'm gonna cough and then we're gonna move on okay see look at that the, when you find the right button it's just amazing yep all right you know not every it's we're as we were talking before about mass and so on and so forth it's covid time and you know what not everybody can afford but if you enjoy what we do here go ahead and uh follow on twitch subscribe on youtube be sure to hit that like button especially if you're watching on the youtube side hit the like 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 share like and share you know subscribing is great but you only have to do that once but if you share every video or a lot of the videos how about that let's be fair yeah. a lot of the videos if you yeah, share yeah. a lot sure. of them share the ones you like yeah that's fine and uh and then like them mash that like button oh yeah and of course, our chatters and lurkers. Oh, we got 100 bits from Ravenslayer. Oh, thank, thank you very, you very much, much, Ravenslayer. Ravenslayer, I, I hope you are someday feeling better enough to, to come back on stream with me. That'd be great. I mean, I, I, wa I want you to feel better. Oh, is, that, is that why he hasn't been streaming with you guys? Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a long string of bullshit. <laughs> Where's the hate button? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure wow, we get a you, lot. You really married up, didn't you? I know, right? That's okay. You're going to stop her in Alabama. It's all good. That's right. <laughs> you're, you're already contacting ICE for me. Thank you. FBI! <laughs> She's in the closet! She's in the closet! 
right. All right. And uh, obviously, if you don't want to give us money, which is really weird to us, but hey, if you don't want to give us money, you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. It is right there on the Twitch page. If not, I'm sure there's a link somewhere around the YouTube side of things. And uh, yeah, we also want you to, if you're watching on Twitch, it's funny because people say, have you checked out these guys? Have you checked out those guys? But nobody ever says, hey, we think that these would be great for friends of the channel. So if you think that there's a channel out there that would be great for us to have on that little list, not sure what that list is, well, watch on Twitch. Hover over the screen if you're watching on PC or there's a little icon. looks like bar graph. If you're watching on tablet and uh, phone, you'll see a list of other people to follow, like Spectral Fire and G-Rock Pro, and I can't remember who else is on there. <laughs> um Go ahead and follow them and tell them Legion of Myth sent you. But, you know, we've got room is to Red add a couple Specs more on there. there. Is who on there? Red Specs. I think Red Specs is. I think I took took off um, the British guys. Not that there are any. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, it's just they never watched us. We never watched them anymore. It was that oh. kind of thing. So nothing, nothing wrong with them. It's just, you know, sometimes people move on in life, right? Yeah. So yeah. I do check out Red Specs when I can. Um we got into a discussion about uh, dress in the workplace the last time I watched one of his uh, his shows, and let's just say he and I disagree. <laughs> ah, those youngins these days think that they can dress however the f they want at work. Okay, and we go back to this page. Don't need a disclaimer, and we don't need segment three. So I think we're ready for segment one, don't you? Go for it. Oh no no no! Oh my god! I can't believe I didn't do this. Uh, go ahead and waste about 10 seconds of time. Okay. Let's see. Um, um, Nerdarchy. Uh, Crafty thinks that Nerdarchy would be, would be a good friend of the channel. And he has a slash S. I don't know what that means. It means, it means slash I'm going to punch him in the fucking face. Oh. Except for he'd probably punch back, so I don't want to do that. Uh, oh, okay. Well, carry on. <laughs> oh, sarcasm. Yeah, sar That's sarcasm. Yeah, okay, no, I got I, it. Some to feed maximal pizza's fat is going to kill him better than poison. That is true. That is true. When you when you're when you're 48 years old and you eat like an eight year old something, you know your your body is going to quit. Seven year old. Oh, sorry, seven year old. <laughs> your body's just going to quit. Okay, are we ready to talk about uh, segment one? We are. Which, which is, I think, on the screen for everybody. We're going to talk about Coriolis. Now, I have to do a little bit of setup here because I have like 18 screens going on to get this uh, done right. But uh, what, we're, what I'm going to be going through today is a quick, I can't stress that enough, a quick mock combat. So if you're going to give me a lot of hate in the YouTube comments about how a character could have done this or a character could have done that, I don't care. It's a quick mock combat just to get you into the Year Zero engine. And I learned some things about the Year Zero engine with this damn game. I'd like to think that I'm fairly versed with the... Hey, let's get that off the screen now. I like to think that I'm fairly versed with the Year Zero engine, okay? Like, okay. I understand Forbidden Lands, I've done Mutant Year Zero, and so forth. Now, they're all a little different. They all have little tweaks to them. Aliens got, you know, a little different than Coriolis has a little different than, you know, the Mutant games and, you know, so forth. But they're generally the same. I will tell you that uh, Coriolis <laughs> kicked me in the ding-ding. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, I can, I can whip through this no problem. Let me just get a quick little scenario down, do a little Photoshoppy-shoppy, and uh, bam, I, I'll get on there. It took me over two days to do this scenario, mostly because I completely screwed it up and realized I forgot something. <laughs> uh, something was, vital. Yeah, something vital when I was double-checking my work. So isn't that good that I double-checked my work? Yes. Now... 
I've got to slide some stuff around on the screen. Okay. So Heathen Dog, as soon as I start showing uh, the slides, I will not be able to see StreamYard anymore. You are going to be in complete control of everything for StreamYard. Except for, uh, you can't share my screen. <laughs> ah. Subscribe! Oh, we are, we're not in the uh, segment one. There you go. Uh, we were? No, so when you use that, it bumps to the segment oh, one okay. away. All right. There you go. So let me go to my Chrome tab. And let's go to my Googly Slides. Okay. Can you see the slides? Yes. So I should probably go full screen with those things, huh? Yeah. Present right. arms. <clears throat> there we go. I can't see anything. So if this is not presenting right, you got to let me know. It is. Don't worry. Captain. Captain, captain my captain. Now, I do have uh, I do have a PDF of the book open in the background as well, in case we want to reference it. At one point, I think we will. But okay. for the most part, this is what I want to tell you about these characters. There are four characters: there's a captain, two soldiers, and a data jin. Basically, consider that a hacker. Remember, this game yep. is Arabian Nights, so data jin, yeah, get it. Right. Um, when it comes to the attributes, the skills, and so forth, strength, agility, wits, empathy, hit points, I only put on here what's going to be needed for the scenario. Partially untrue because we don't use observation and survival, but everybody gets three talents. Yes, I know that. I'm only showing the one talent because it's the only one that matters for this. And that's cybernetic muscles. Okay, what, what are the asterisks next to command and culture for? Those are um, advanced skills. Okay. Uh, so you can only, and that's a good question. I mean, I'm glad you asked that because uh, uh, I don't have a note to say, hey, make sure I talk about that. So those are advanced skills. You can only, you can use um, basic skills even if you don't have a rating in them. So it's just zero. So let's say you have a four. So you see right there, it says strength three, force one, right? Right. That's three plus one. That means four dice. Okay. So well, it would just be whatever plus zero. Right. Now but on your the, the special skills, you need at least one point to even attempt it. Yes. And okay. I'm gonna talk talk about we're gonna run into a little situation with that later on. Um and in the way that uh, uh as you say, Forbidden Lands, why is it when I think year zero engine, I always think Forbidden Lands, but the way uh, uh Coriolis does it is they'll just say roll force, and you know force is strength plus force. So, so with this first character, this captain, the captain has cybernetic muscles, and what does that do? That Puts a little thing on the screen that won't go away now. There we go. Um, unarmed damage plus two dice. And move plus four meters per fast action. So he's got a little boost there. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Uh, apparently I can't move on. Let's move on. Okay. There we go. Soldiers one and two. I made them the same for simplicity's sake for this scenario. Okay. Uh, the main things to know about them is they have a group talent called Assault. And uh, that means uh, they get plus two range combat when they attack the same target. Now, the actual talent says when everybody in the group attacks the same target. I run it a little differently where I say when everybody in, in that area, that situation. Because if you got somebody on the... Uh, you know, if you got two people, three people shooting at something and a fourth person's back in the ship, you know, like Lieutenant Gorman. You know, I, I'm not going to say, oh, can't get the talent there. But if everybody who's in that scenario, in that scene, then you get the plus two. Hmm. Uh, it, let's see. Then the profession talent is, what's that? Well, with the, with the group talent thing, now everyone has to have that assault talent, right? Well, it, 
No, no, no. Not at all. Not everyone has to have the assault talent. It's just if you have it, you get a plus two. If everybody's shooting, everybody's shooting the same target. Shooting the same. Everyone that is doing attacking the same person. Yes, even if that person doesn't have that talent, he still has to. If he's in that scene, he still has to be shooting the target. Basically, it's a it's a command ability to say focus fire, and if you're focus firing, you you get plus two range combat. Okay, yeah, I I have problems with the with with that skill, but we're gonna move on. It works for the game. Uh, I, well, no, I understand, but I I have I have problems with it with the whole react. Fuck it, I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Uh, not not everyone is, having everyone in that scenario having to shoot the same person to get plus two is stupid. Well, good ta- would, would, talents are not supposed to be something you use every single round. I know, I know, but uh, I, I would say if everyone attacking this same target has this talent, then you get it. There's one guy who's a demolitions expert. You're, you're covering him while he's setting up some explosives, and everyone else is 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 uh, covering him by by attacking this target. Then I would give them that plus two RC, even though one guy in the same group is doing something else. I kind I of give I, it, to it it depends. Yeah. If if the person is completely out of what you can't have is you can't have uh you know two people have this and have those two people clean up where where the other two people in the background are always just twiddling their thumbs doing other stuff. The point of the assault talent is that everybody is assaulting. Go 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 go. It mm-hmm. also prevents its use from or it prevents it from being used every single round. Okay. Because talents aren't something that are supposed to be used every single round. There's something that's supposed to be used situationally. Now, that situation can occur, as you'll see in this scenario up, upcoming, uh, can occur uh, more than one round. But, yeah, now if you do it rules as written, which says everybody in the group, I mean, I can open it up here. The, the, what does the book say? The book says it really says everybody in the group, no, no, no matter of their geographic location. No, 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 no. But... You see, that's that's what I like about either rules like games or people who know how to interpret. They understand that that would just be silly if that's what it's yeah, we anyway. don't. So uh, I'm almost there. Talents, icon talents, group talents. So assault, you get plus two to ranged combat, but only when everyone in the group attacks the same target in the same turn. Okay. See now that, that I like how they say in the group, not in the party. Because well, the same. A, they call it, they call it group throughout here. So okay, well the the thing is a a, a group are, is is uh you know p- uh, things that are in the same geographic location. In, okay, you, you know, I'm just gonna say case. that you're yeah you're playing semantics on that, and it doesn't matter because they say group for everything in this game, so it's okay, all interchangeable. That's, that's just weird. But but right. but, but I I'd run it the same way that you're talking yeah. about there with the, with the caveat. So I'm I'm not worried about the, with the semantics on that. It's just these two guys have that ability. Okay. Um, and it will be, you know, come to play. And the, uh, the profession talent is combat vet where you can roll two dice and pick the best. Okay. So, so people who are familiar with D20, it's like having advantage with initiative dice. Yes. Okay. Um, now this isn't scrolling. Why are you not scrolling? There, uh, 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 okay. Datagen. Uh, I'm going to use this synonymous with the word ops or operator because that's what I was calling her at first. But, uh, okay. I went back and called it Datagen because that's actually what the class would be in the game. You will see that she doesn't have a lot of combat skills, but that's intentional because she's a hacker. Think of this as like a Decker from Shadowrun, um, uh, Shadowrun yeah, or a Netrunner from Cyberpunk. Now, notice that it doesn't have any profession talents and so forth. Well, that's because her profession talents just didn't matter for the scenario. What did matter, though, is her icon talent of the judge. Actually, no. 
Oh yeah, auto crit if a, if an attack hits. <laughs> now that I think about it, unfortunately that's never going to get into come into play for her. Oh, because she never got to hit anybody. Either that or I completely screwed up. Oh, okay. it wouldn't be the first time. Here are their weapons. I am not going to focus on this right here. I only have it here in case people on YouTube want to pause it and say, okay, what do you use for the weapons? Uh, the captain has accelerator pistol with a sensor scope. The uh, so oh, and a merc mercurium sword. Uh, think of that as a lightsaber. Okay, no, it's not. It's a um, monomolecular it, type thing. It's it's a liquid metal. So you hold a hilt, you turn it on like a vibroblade or something, and they sure. and the and the blade, the liquid metal forms into a blade. Oh, so it's like a budget T one thousand. Yes, there you go. <laughs> okay, or T two thousand, isn't it? No, or, one was it? Okay, yeah. Um. Uh, Vulcan Carbine is for the... Oh, that's, that's the soldiers have a Vulcan Carbine with the advanced scope. They also have one frag grenade each. And that'll come into play right off the bat. And the Datagen has a Vulcan Cricket. What's kind of cool about that Vulcan Cricket is it's like a little derringer, I guess you'd call it, because it doesn't do much damage. It only does two damage and has a, a crit value of two, which I can talk about in just a second. But it gives plus two to initiative. That was one of the first things that threw me off about this game. If you roll, let's say, a three for your initiative, but you yep. declare, well, I'm going to shoot with my Vulcan Cricket this round, your initiative is just bumped up to a five. And higher is better? Yes. And okay. But you have to use it that round. If sure. you don't use it that round, well, then you can do nothing. Now, that doesn't mean you can't combine it, because there are action points, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But as long as you spend action points to fire the Vulcan Cricket sometime during this round... You get that that bump up. You in get initiative. that bonus throughout the entire round, no matter how many actions you get, even if it's not using the cricket. You have to use the cricket at, at least le once. Yes, okay. and not and not as like a thrown weapon or as you know as a reload or something. I mean, you actually have to, yeah, you you have have to use the, as intended, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's another thing that threw me <laughs> me off. I was like, wait, what? Oh crap! I forgot about that because the other games don't have that. Well, no, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you, you should only get the modifier if you're using the thing that gives you the modifier. Well, what I think the point was is because there are a bunch of things that happen differently in Coriolis than the other Year Zero Engine games. Mm -hmm. That, uh, because it's a sci-fi game. So let's use one of the big ones. In the other Year Zero Engine games that I play, if you take a point of health damage, we'll say hit points, that actually sure. comes off your strength. And that means if you take two points of damage, let's say your strength is four and you took two points of damage, well, now your strength is two. That affects your rolls. Mm -hmm. This game doesn't. It has a hit point system. Okay. So I, I think in order to sci-fi it up a bit and to maybe make it a little less deadly, a little smidgen, <laughs> I, I think that's why they did it, but I don't know. It's not, it's not that it's a bad system. It threw me for a loop because I know the other Year Zero Engine systems well, and I thought I could just run into this one like riding a bike and just get a nuance. <laughs> so, um, just so you know, my, my audio just went dead. Can you say something? Testing, testing. Okay, I hear you. Like, everything in my headsets just went, like, dead silence. Like, I lost everything. Weird. But I can hear you, so we're good. Okay, so that's weapons. Again, you can pause it if you care, or you can look in the book. That's, okay. uh, that's what we're using. So Copy what's that. next? I said, what's next? There we go. So here's going to be our setup. Is that? Yeah, that is slide. So here's our setup. I did not use a full ship. I am constraining the combat to this area. And now I'm going to actually read what I have. We'll say scripted. Well, I can imagine that green guys are good guys and red guys are bad guys. Yes. Okay. 
And I, I'm sorry you can't read what it says on there. The Photoshop file is much bigger. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so this is a generic example. Picture the beginning of Star Wars, A New Hope. However, we're going to do this Coriolis style. Oh, where the stormtroopers break into the, mm -hmm. to the ship and uh, the, 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 the defenders have uh, cover positions. Yes, but okay. I, if you notice on the little map there, I actually added cover positions. Yes, I see that. So, little tribal. Um, one of the things I want to make very clear, Coriolis, Year's Year Engine, does not use squares. The squares are there for reference purposes only. Okay? This is not Dungeons & Dragons. A character can move approximately 10 meters, but I'm not. you'll see later on on a couple of them where it's not centered in the square. Well, right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. They're just there for reference purposes. All right. So... Prior to this encounter, each of the player characters that we mentioned before, and we're going to say that the four people, the captain, the soldiers, the soldier one, soldier two, and data Jin are the player characters, okay? Okay. They spent time in the ship's chapel praying to the icons. Religion is a very important thing in this game. For the remainder of this session, anytime a character prays to the icons, so that's called pushing the role in the other games, mm -hmm. uh, so basically you're re-rolling a skill check, for that, if that skill falls under the purview of that icon, get a plus two bonus to the reroll. So your reroll's actually better than your natural roll. If you don't do it in chapel, if you're if they're just doing it in this hallway right here, oh, judge, help me, blah, 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 you know, guide my shots to be true and let me lead like an awesome dude, uh, well, then it's just plus one. But I gave them credit for the chapel. Okay. Hindsight being 2020, they needed about seven chapels, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Uh, the captain prayed to the judge, as did soldiers one and two. The judge confers this bonus to range, the plus two bonus to ranged combat and command. Well, the captain commands, sure. and the soldiers want ranged combat, and probably the captain as well. Hmm. The operative prayed to the messenger. The messenger gives the bonus for the datagen, science, and technology skills. Which, again, if you're looking at character class, it makes sense, doesn't it? So, you know you're sure to meet resistance, or the PCs are sure to meet resistance uh, to the boarding attempts, but civilians aren't typically heavily armed and armored, so you're confident that if you don't get sloppy, you'll be fine. That's why there's only four of you invading uh, this, this ship. And it doesn't matter what the reason is here, you're trying to get a piece of technology, or you're trying to take it over, or, you know, maybe somebody in here is a bad guy, you know, you kicked your mom, and now you're mad and you're, you're in here trying to stop him. Stole your car, killed your dog. Yeah, right oh, John, yeah you got John Wicked. <laughs> You're about to be John Wicked. That's right. <laughs> As you'll see by the end of this, these characters are not John Wick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Did, when I sent you that link, did you see how my roles were going? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you'll find out. Um, so there's an electronic keypad to open the airlock, but you don't know the code. So it's oh. time for the, the operative, the datagen, to mm -hmm. earn her key. Sure. Meanwhile, as you peek through the small window you know, of the airlock, you can see pistol-wielding crew line either side of the walls. Mm -hmm. Unlike Star Wars, they're actually behind small walls of cover. I mean, they're not big walls, you know, they're just peeking around. I mean, they're, they're small because you, you have to be able to walk through the area, but it's enough to provide cover. Mm -hmm. Seeing this through the command unit, think of it as uh, the best example I can use quickly is Lieutenant Gorman from Aliens, where he's sitting in the vehicle, kind of looking through their cameras and so on and so forth. That's a Manic simplistic, control. right. It's a simplistic example. This is more portable, et cetera, et cetera, but, but you get the idea. 
The sure. captain directs the two soldiers to simultaneously roll in grenades to clear out the defenders. Uh, soldier one, you roll short. Soldier two, you roll long. Actually, I think I did that backward, but we'll find out. The captain rolls the command skill. So that's command plus empathy. And gets one success. So uh, what's the command skill? I didn't write down the numbers. That's funny. I did for everything else. Why didn't I write down the numbers for this one? So what's his command skill? Uh, empathy is four. And command so on seven dice, he got one success. Loser. I know, right? Oh, you're going to see a lot of that, though. I hate to say it. I'm just giving you a heads up, man. I even have notes in here saying, are you kidding me? Wait, wait. Uh, what is a success? You're rolling six out of dice, right? Wait, uh, so. uh, just a six. Only six Only is six is their success. So on average, yeah. he should have gotten one. Yeah. But okay. We'll just wait. So he didn't flub it. He just didn't <laughs> no. do well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's fine. One success in this game uh, with some rare circumstances, uh, rare differences, one success in this game is enough to get a success. To have an effect. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, in this case, yeah, you're right. It'd be more of a stepping stone because every success gives a bonus. Uh, but for most things where it's kind of a bit, you know, one or zero type thing, like shooting somebody, yeah. a success is a success. That, that's really all you need to worry about. Got it. Okay, so, da -da -da. so now... The soldiers will get a one die bonus if they follow his orders and roll the uh, grenades in. Okay. The operative signals, she's ready to open the door. The GM states that only one success is needed to open the door. However, since the defenders are waiting in a prepared position, technically not Overwatch as that costs darkness points. <laughs> what? Darkness points? Oh, what? we'll get to that. Yes. All um, right. I don't want to talk about everything. Uh, to, to be clear, this is a um, this is a basic overview, but there is an expectation for people watching on YouTube later that you've at least read through the book and have an understanding of what's going on. Heathen Dog hasn't. That's fair, and he's welcome to ask questions because of that. But for you out there, there should be a, a there's a small expectation that you've at least read through the book and have an understanding of some of the stuff I'm talking about. But we will talk about darkness points later. Um, remember. This game is very religion-oriented, and there's a reason for that. Well, there's a few reasons for that. One, it's Arabic-themed. And two, the darkness between the stars is, is a thing. It's Think of it as the dark side of the Force. That's okay. how I look at it. Other people say it's like Satan. Other people, whatever. I, I, like, I liken it to the dark side of the Force. Excuse me? So, so she signals that she's ready to open the door. Like I said, uh, so it's not Overwatch, but they'll have surprise when rolling initiative. That's plus two. However, each additional success that the Datagen uh, gets on, on her roll, the Game Master says, will lessen that by one. Now this is, we'll call this a house rule, or not even a house rule. This is just the Game Master looking at the situation saying, yep, those guys are prepared, they're ready to shoot you, but you know what? You're going to have more control over the door. Instead of it just sliding open, like, oh shit, it's open, guys! The more successes you get, the more control over that door you have. You can count down three, two, one, whatever. It, it, it just it lessens the surprise for the enemy. My, my rationale for it was more successes. I want to give you something as a benefit for it. Mm. So the operative rolls, three successes. We're starting off nice. good, right? Yeah, that's really well. Yeah, yeah this doesn't last. <laughs> this, oh. this indicates... <laughs> So in my mind, this indicates that she has complete control of the door. No surprises. She smiles and looks at the soldiers. Got it. Holding. Just say win. Both soldiers show the frag grenades in one hand, carbine in the other, and count down from three, two, one. On zero, the airlock slides open. Roll initiative. And now I have to do my first <laughs> disclaimer. 
So apparently, this is for all the people out there who know the rules in and out, backward and forward. I have apparently been using frag grenades incorrectly. Explosions fall under the category of atypical damage. By the way, a couple little spoiler alert in this one, sorry, but uh, I, I want to get this out of the way right away. Per those rules, critical injuries can only happen after the character is reduced to zero hit points. I have always used frag grenades as standard weapons and let crits happen with them just as with every other weapon. I mean, they're, they're in the book. You, you kind of saw it when I, when I did that slide earlier. They're written in the book the same way as anything else. So frag grenades, oh look, damage two, crit one. Vulcan carbine, damage three, crit two. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's written in the same way, so I treated them the same way. But apparently because, technically speaking, explosions fall under atypical damage rule, I don't like that. I think they should be treated as weapons, uh, just to be upfront with you. So I think that atypical damage rules should apply to like non-fragmentary explosives or internal ship explosions, like a fuel rupture. Uh, or, or other story-based explosions. You know, just random explosions around, right? Boom, 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 boom. But when you're rolling a grenade at somebody, uh, especially a frag grenade that comes with shrapnel, they're meant to kill. So I, I just, I don't feel, let's put it this way, I don't feel bad allowing uh, in this scenario or the players in my games to use it in, in that manner. Um, now, to be fair, I, I wanted to make sure I had this note written in here. I don't use critical injuries from MOOC NPCs. Okay, so I, when it comes time to declaring damage and so forth, and, you know, that random, that little red dot that you see there, that's just a MOOC NPC guarding the hallway. Okay. If that person shoots you, I'm not going to say, well, two successes, one of them is going to be critical injury. I, I don't do that to players because, as you'll see in a moment here, that can get quite violent. I do it with named or bosses, whatever you want to call it, or strong creatures. Yes, absolutely. But not, not with the, the, the yard trash. I also use simplified grenade combat, which is I don't roll an attack roll on each and every NPC that that grenade could hit. I roll once, and that's what happens. Your mileage may vary. You don't have to use simplified grenade combat. That's just, I want the game to keep moving, and yes, grenades can become quite powerful because of that. But they can also be very weak if you roll it out there and get zero successes. You mean I threw it in front of, in front of six people and got zero successes? Threw too hard. It was a dud. Threw too soft. I mean, whatever. It blew up and they were just lucky as sin. I, so, again, you can play with the more, more uh, poignant version of a grenade combat where you roll for every single person and you can choose to not have the uh the critical injuries until after somebody reaches zero hit points if you want to do strictly rules as written oh now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program here which is everybody rolls a d6 except for the soldiers they both have the combat veteran talent which allows them to roll 2d6 and select the best result the Game Master rolls for the NPCs as a group because they're all mooks. By the way, is there anything in chat I need to be aware of or no? Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, so Marhawkman says you threw the grenade and it rolled into a hole in the floor. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. What happened to the grenade? <laughs> there you go. That is true. But, but you you have been saying that that from now on the rolls get really bad. So Oh, they become interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so all the NPCs are going to fire their Vulcan pistols. The Vulcan pistol adds one to initiative. Uh, do I have that on the next slide? There we go, yep. Yes, plus one Vulcan pistol, yep. got it. So, 
However, by accepting the bonus, the characters must fire the Vulcan pistol or do nothing that round. The first character to act is Soldier 1, who got a 6 on his initiative. Following the orders of the captain, he declares his intent to roll the grenade long. Now, uh, again, if somebody wants to get really, really, really picky about this, they're going to say, well, you should declare intent before you roll initiative, so on and so forth. This is for an example. All I'm doing is sample combat. If you want to parse that, just imagine that that's what they did, okay? Okay. Uh, following the orders, uh, uh, he declares his intent to roll a grenade long. However, he is going to lower his initiative to three in order to continue to follow the orders and roll simultaneous with so Soldier 2 simultaneously with soldier two there we go english the attack roll takes two of his three action points all attacks take two action points well all natural attacks basic attacks however you want to call it take two action points an aimed attack takes three action points a quick attack which comes with penalties takes one action point but this is just a normal attack roll so it's gonna be two action points okay for his last point after the explosion he's going to move forward along the wall which will uh yep show on the next slide the second character to act is Soldier 2. Essentially, he's going to do the same thing as Soldier 1. So on Initiative 3, both soldiers roll their ranged attack, which is agility plus ranged attack skill. And we'll start with Soldier 1, since he technically won Initiative, right? So, Soldier 1's ranged attack skill is 7 dice. However, uh, I, I wrote that wrong. I think this was a due to the same. There we go. Yeah, due to the single success of the captain's command skill, Soldier One adds one additional die to the roll. So that's a total of eight dice because he's listening to the orders of his commander. That command skill can become pretty cool. At least yeah. I think it can. And he gets zero successes. Of course. So I'm, what what does that do to grenade? Did it? It didn't. I'm actually just going to move it ahead. You can see we're going to talk about it, but you can see what happens. <clears throat> well, it seemed eight. like it worked okay. With eight dice and not a single success, Soldier 1 is going to pray to the judge. This allows him to reroll any die that didn't come up as a six. Well, that's all oh, of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, plus he gets a plus two now. In addition, because he prayed to the judge back on the ship's chapel, he right. gets two extra dice. Exactly. So now he gets ten dice to achieve a single six. And you see what <laughs> it says there. <laughs> Great. Right? The GM rules that with one success, the grenade went a little off target. Instead of a nice, perfect hit on three enemies, only two of them are superficially hit. A frag grenade's damage is two, so NPCs four and five take two points of hit point damage, which is the grenade that go that went long. Sure. Uh, says notice since uh, the character prayed to the judge for the reroll, the G oh yeah, the GM receives one darkness point. So because he prayed, he he rerolled. The game master gets a darkness point. Which you can hammer the players with later on. At any time, yes. Okay. Soldier 2. Also on his rolls game, apparently. Yeah, yeah, also rolls eight dice. Yeah, notice, notice the successes that come after this guy, though? Yeah. <laughs> Soldier 2 rolls eight dice, and he rolls forces. And by the way, I did actually roll all of this out. There's only one place where I fudged a die roll, and I'm not going to tell you where it is, but I will tell you it's toward the end. Okay. And it was it was to keep the scenario going, really. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Soldier Two rolls. So forces says, so the NPC, uh, so the GM allows NPCs cover to partially protect them. If you notice where I position that grenade with that roll, it hits two of them from behind. Mm -hmm. 
but it hits the third one kind of through the cover. Now, somebody might argue, well, the cover isn't fully protecting him. Well, the point is that the cover is there. And somebody standing up isn't going to be a full fat person, you know, meter wide, whatever. It's got cover, damn it. Now, I just got a Discord message I'll have to read later. But uh, uh, with all those extra successes, you're doing more damage, right? Yes. Okay. So, but but we got to do we got to do the the uh, cover first. So normally this okay. would provide five dice of cover from a bullet or shrapnel, but I'm ruling as the game master that because the way the blast is angled, some of the cover's effectiveness is lessened, and I'm going to give him three dice to use as that cover. I mean, it's not a straight on shot. It actually, you know, it did hit him from you know some angles where that thing can't cover him. So I'm going to give him three dice, you know, to represent the cover instead of five, okay. and he gets. One success. The NPC gets one success. And I don't think I have that on the screen because no. that would have made sense for me to put on the screen. I do that later. Apparently, I didn't do it here. My apologies for that one. Um, but only NPC 3 gets that one success. The other ones, they're just screwed. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So a frag grenade's explosion radius may be small at 2 meters. By the way, anybody who wants to argue that, well, in the army we're taught that 6 meters spacing in between people. This game's range system doesn't use specific numbers like that. It uses uh, close, short, long, extreme. I may have missed one. But uh, the point being that, that uh, the radius, the explosion radius... Here, screw it. Of explosion radius of the uh, frag grenades is close. See that there? Yeah. So close is two meters. That basically means melee range. So if you want to, as a game master, say, well, I make it a little bit longer, that's up to you. But, but by... Yeah. So... Yeah, Mark Hawkman has a point. It, also, it, this is fiction. That is true. Yeah, this is... It doesn't have to match real. You're right. Absolutely right. I hope you popped that on the screen. No, no, I didn't. Um, a frag grenade's explosion radius may be small at two meters, four meter diameter... But its potency comes from the ability to cause critical damage, much, e much easier than many other weapons. It only takes one additional success in order we to... We got lots of those. Yes. As I said before, I preferred simplified grenade combat. One single roll for all. However, if you want to roll for everybody, you roll for everybody. I want this to move on. Of the four successes on NPCs 1 and 2, the first success provides the grenade's base damage of 2. So they took 2 hit points of damage, okay? Sure. From there, the player can determine how to spend the rest of the successes. The player spends a second and third success on additional damage. One point per success. Mm -hmm. So that's a total of four points of damage. Raises it from two, and then you add on the two extra successes to four. Sure. The final success, the player elects to roll on the critical injuries table, which is on, I think, page 97 of the Coriolis book. We'll get back to that in a moment. Okay. With regard to NPC number three, only three successes counted because the character's cover absorbed one success. Again, the first success is automatically two hit points of damage. However, in this case, Soldier 2 player states that he wants to use both of the additional successes on critical injuries. This means he rolls twice on the critical injury chart and selects the best result. Oh, you don't get two critical injuries. You just get no. the one you want. And that's one of the things I had to go back and fix because I actually gave him two critical injuries. Ah, okay. Um, See, that I, I, I was thinking that exact same thing. You got three exercises. I want three critical injuries. I want this guy blind, deaf, and his arm blown off. That's what I want. You know, I want all the critical injuries. <laughs> but well, if you only get to choose one... Well, what, then, well it's not choose, yeah, okay, it's roll. More, 
more 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 damage equals more better at that point. So you're gonna get your wish. <laughs> NPC one suffers four hit points of damage, right? We already yep. determined that. And the critical injury roll is fifty-two. I don't have the screen up. I can put it up, but then I'm bouncing back and forth between stuff. Uh, fifty-two is broken neck. He's done. So he just died. Well, he's unconscious. He's not dead. He's gonna be paralyzed okay, but from the he's neck down. Fight. He's done. Yeah. If you right, right. If you want me to actually read what it says fully for broken neck, I can. But again, this is supposed to be for people who kind of understand how the book is. Just know that he's unconscious. NPC two suffers four points of hit point damage also and sure. rolls a sixty four. Now, mind you, you're rolling six and six, kind of like percentile dice. The max you can roll then is sixty six. Right. So how bad do you think a 64 is going to be? Probably pretty bad. Severed aorta. He's dead. Well, he's got a couple of rounds to get some medical attention, but then he's yet, then he absolutely. Only 65 and 66 are actually insta-death. Actually, with, with a, with this a severed is, aorta, you, re, you realistically have 10 seconds of consciousness. Well, he goes unconscious right away. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I, I don't have the book open to tell you exactly what it says, but I think he's got like six rounds to receive medical attention before he's like irreversibly dead. So, so soldier two has basically pulled the weight of two of two soldiers. Yes. Now we know why he's soldier two because he's worth two soldiers, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and it's funny because as we go into rounds two, three, four, etc., um, it's gonna it's gonna they're gonna the enemy's gonna react that way too. Um, <laughs> so NPC only NPC three only suffers two points of hit point damage, sure, but two critical rolls. The first roll, and by the way, you get to pick. So it's not like you roll and then hope for a better one on the second re-roll. No, you you, you, you choose between which one you like better. Right. Right. So the first critical injury roll was uh, a 34, which is shredded ear and stunned. So basically yeah. some shrapnel hit his head. He's yeah. going to have some problems and so forth. Again, I don't have the book open to that page. But That's fine. When you, when you hear the second one, you're going to know why the second one won. Okay. The second roll was a 54. Sounds worse. Now, remember, a 52 is broken neck. Yeah. 54 is internal bleeding unconscious. So wow. basically, yeah. Uh, so it's he's just, just winter all day. Yeah. So uh, NPCs one, two, and three are, are gone. They're done. They're done fighting. If they're not yes. dead, they're they're happily on their way to the boatman. They're not dead because of hit points. But yes, if they don't receive medical attention within time, and most of these are like 1d6 rounds, mm. they're, they're, they are going to die. Uh, so at this point, both soldiers one and two move forward, spending their last action points. And uh, Datagen. So why is Datagen next? Because uh, even though she tied with uh, the rest... Actually, why does it say two? Oh, that's right, because NPC, that's right. They tied because the NPCs had plus one for the Vulcan pistol. I always let players go first. So all she's doing is disconnecting her security tablet from the keypad, stowing it away, and drawing her Vulcan cricket. That will be her three action points. Okay. And yes, you do have to actually do that. I understand. NPCs one through three. Well, they get to remain unconscious and bleed. Good. Good for that. <laughs> NPC four took some hit point damage, but nothing critical or life threatening. And unlike the other years your engine games, damage doesn't reduce attributes and thus doesn't reduce rolls. So as soldier two moves forward, and uh, I guess we could do this. That's that's where they'll be. Let's go back to here. Um. As uh, Soldier 2 moves forward, NPC shoots him with this Vulcan pistol. Has a range combat of 5 dice, adds plus 1 because of the Vulcan pistol for a total of 6 dice, and 0 successes. Eh. 
you're gonna start to see that a lot. The shot misses, and the game master decides not to spend a darkness point at this time because he only has one. So? NPC 5 is going to use his Vulcan pistol on Soldier 1, also using six dice. And you see the result of that on the screen. That's great. Yeah. Man, Captain, these, uh, these good guy stormtroopers are doing pretty well so far. Right? <laughs> The captain, through the command unit, he sees the first three NPCs are down and the last two seem to be too shaken to fire accurately. Everyone focus on NPC 4. Your armor should protect you from NPC 5, Soldier 1, but go prone just in case. Don't make it easy on him. And I did that intentionally so that one shoulder was prone. I I am trying to show some of the different aspects of combat. So while it might not be realistic to dive to the floor, I want to show the difference between going prone and not going prone. So he rolls his command and gets two successes. So next round, if they follow his orders, they'll get two dice added to uh, their rolls. All right, so that is the end of round one. <clears throat> that one went so hopefully Round slow. one was devastating for the bad guys. Yes. Now, remember, the bad guys don't have armor. I, it's somebody, I know somebody's been like, well, they had helmets in Star Wars. Well, this isn't Star Wars. Um, I just wanted you to kind of picture that scenario for the sake of what we're doing here. Now, I'm going to speed up a little bit for these. I hope, maybe. So let's start round two. Because Soldier 1 lowered his initiative last round, he is now permanently at a three until such time as he can raise it. Okay? So okay. remember, he held his action last round, so he's down to a three. But it doesn't matter. I mean, look at it. NPCs go on a one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, they go on or a two. Two, two. You're, yeah. you're right. You're right, because shooting. But it, still, it's last, except for the captain who who boned it's, his thing. I don't know. Well, the captain's just blurting out orders anyway. It, yeah. it, it's almost beneficial for him to be last right now. Because there's no rule that says the captain's orders must be given in that round. Okay? All right. So, um, the data gin is using the Vulcan Cricket, which gives a plus two to initiative. So, all of a sudden, she's in first place. She yeah, except she's first. way in the back, so hitting anyone's going to be tough. Well, if you look at her, she's she's only, what, five, six, seven meters away from him? Each square's a meter. Oh. Uh, yeah, approximately a meter. So, um, I don't want to say it's exactly a meter, because somebody's going to take a ruler on there somewhere. Again, the squares are just for representation purposes. They don't actually really mean anything, but it is, a, yeah, it's about a meter. It's only a 10-meter-long corridor there. It's a small ship. I mean, ships are tight places. So it also prevented people from going like seven by seven wide and blah, blah. Anyway, NPCs four and five are still using their Vulcan pistols uh, for a plus one initiative. That's why you see those bonuses on there. Everything makes sense? Sure. Okay. This is what's going to happen this round. Now you're starting to see the successes? <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. Soldier one still gets one. Didn't have to pray this time. Good job. Right. Oh, but Soldier 2 had to pray, but oh, look at that. Got two successes. Still, so- Soldier 2's killing it. Except now, apparently, you, the you, the Game Master, now have two dark side points. Yes, that's that's what will happen. Excuse me. Okay. So, Datagen decides to take an aimed shot at NPC 4. The operative's ranged combat skill is only three dice. Remember when we showed that from the beginning? She right. had a, So, she only has three dice. And it takes all of her actions to do it. And it takes all of her actions to do it. Exactly, yes. And she has no. She only has her agility and no, no, uh, no skill in ranged combat. She's a hacker. Come on, not a gunman. Her Vulcan cricket gives her a plus one gear bonus. So now we're talking four dice. And her aimed shot adds two more dice. Okay. Okay. So So now we're up to six. Okay. Theoretically, she should get at least one success. 
Well, even better than that, she's following the orders of the captain who gave her two more dice from his successes. Wait, I, I thought I thought the orders were the were the grenade thing. No, no, no. He changed. Remember, uh, remember when I said last round that he said uh, th uh, through the command unit, he sees the first three NPCs are down. Last two seem to be shaken to fire ac accurately. Everyone focus on NPC four. Your armor should protect you from NPC five, soldier one, but go prone just in case. Don't make it oh, easy okay. on him. Got so, it. Got it. All right. So she's getting eight dice. Eight dice. <laughs> Failed miserably. Yes. And she didn't pray. Oh, no, she can't pray because she prayed she, to a different god. No, no, no. She, can, she can pray. She just wouldn't get the extra two that would come you with get it. get a one. Right. But she decided not to. She decided, So with two armored soldiers between her and unarmored NPC, she doesn't think it's worth the time to give the game master another darkness point for a reroll. Okay. So, I mean, you saw how quickly one, two, and three went down. Right, right. Pretty much, and, and four and five are technically hurt. The soldiers yep. should be able to clean them up, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. So that, that was the rationale user. Since she used up all of her action points with the aim shot, she cannot claim the wall as cover. Basically, she's exposed herself to a potential gunfire uh, to get the aiming bonus. If she had taken a normal shot for 2 AP, then she could spend 1 AP to take cover to get the cover bonus. Which, in this case, would be... I, I would claim it as 5 dice for her. But instead, she basically just stood out in the open with legs spread wide. Ah, bam! Ramboed it. And missed. <laughs> and missed, yeah. Soldier 1 uses one action point to hit the ground to become prone. Sure. He uses his last two action points to fire on NPC 4. Soldier 1's range combat is 7 dice. We'll add 2 dice for the following the captain's order. 1 dice for being prone. 1 die for the Vulcan Carbine. 1 die for the advanced scope. Jesus Christ, like 20 dice. Only got 1 success? God damn. I know, I know right? <laughs> 2 dice for the assault talent because everybody's shooting at the same target. Fuck. That's 14 dice. Here's what my one note success. says. This is what my note says. Seriously, I rolled 14 dice and got one success. Not gonna pray to the ones did you get? I'm I'm really happy that that ones don't take away successes like in other games. Right. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, see, I'm not gonna pray to the judge since Soldier Two gets to hit and we'll have the same amount of dice. But so from this, that didn't help out too much. Yeah. Well, from this angle, NPC Four has full cover from Soldier One's shot. That's five dice to resist the one success. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 that's right. He got one success. Yeah. So that's only two damage. I, did I say zero successes? I want to make sure, because, I mean, I've got it written on here. I rolled 14 dice and got one success. Yes. I hope I said true. that. Okay. Yeah, that's what you okay. said. Yeah, one, one success, and that, that's, that's, you know, ridiculous. Soldier one so far needs to go back to training. Yes. But uh, the, what, what is the damage for his Vulcan carbine? Um, three. Okay, so... He does but, three damage because you only got one success, but, yeah, and let, the cover gives the gives the enemy soldier five dice of protection. Yes, but he gets zero successes. <laughs> and my note after that one says, "I will never use these dice if I play this game." By the way, I'm actually using the official Coriolis dice when I rolled this. Yes, yes, Mar, Mar Hawkman, the the green side of the stormtroopers, and and of course in Max Lao <laughs> scenario, the stormtroopers are the good guys. Oh, of course. Duh. <laughs> um. You know what's funny is toward the end I start putting the armor successes on on the slides. I don't know why I didn't do that here. So sorry about that. But rolled five dice, got zero successes. So uh, the Vulcan carbine's base damage is three, so NPC four takes three points of three more points of damage. He only has one hit point remaining. Hurt real bad. Yes. Soldier two is not prone and braced, but otherwise has the same bonuses as Soldier one. 
so he, because he's not prone and braced, he only gets 13 dice, not 14 dice to roll. And I put in squiggly asterisk at sign hashtag and and at up carrot. <laughs> Zero successes. Zero successes. And I, the, my note after that says, I just checked. There are actually sixes on every die. <laughs> so it wasn't trick dice. Right. Soldier 2 doesn't care about the darkness points. He can't believe he missed that shot, so he's going to call upon the judge to help. Like before, since he prayed to the judge, the ship's chap uh, in the ship's chapel before this assault, he gets plus two dice for a total of 15 dice to roll. And he got two successes. Well, you know what? At, at least now he's within the law of average. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so NPC 4 takes three more points of damage. He does not die. Wait, wait, uh, hang on. I got a question. Uh, wh where'd you put that extra success? In damage or in cr critical? Uh, uh, with the Vulcan card. Oh, so it has to go in damage. And here's why. Oh, why? He got a total of two successes, right? Right. If you look at the. Can you see my mouse or no? Yes. Okay. If you look at the Vulcan carbine, it yep. says damage three, critical two. That means oh, it takes two, at least two extra successes to yes. assign one of them as critical. Yes. Okay, got it. Check. Did not know that. All right. Uh, where were we here? Is it this one? Yeah, that one. So NPC four. Uh, for some reason, I said it takes three more points of damage. Why is that? Uh, did I roll armor? Did I miss the armor roll? Uh, the NPC. Oh, he does not die. He can go to zero damage. Du -du 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 -du. At zero damage, you're broken. Yeah. I don't know why he only took three points of damage. He should have taken four. Because it should have been three points for the success, and then one. Uh, one additional point for the extra success. So I screwed up. But for the so sake of argument, well, we're going to say he has an extra. He was just a little bit stronger than the other guy. So instead yep. of six hit points, he had seven. There you go. <laughs> Good enough. So, um, so anyway, NPC, so it says NPC four takes three more points, four more points of damage. He does not die. Uh, you can't go below zero damage. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. See, if I read my notes instead of. Yeah, he only did take three points of damage because you can't go below zero damage in Coriolis. At zero damage, you're just broken, unable to act, but you can be saved. And with the Vulcan Carbine, it takes two extra successes to apply critical injury. So that last success, I don't know if it's supposed to fade away or if that should automatically turn into a critical injury. I'm going to tell you for this scenario, I don't care. The rule, I mean, the, car, the Carbine normally takes two to do a critical. The dude's out of the game. Yeah, you, put him down, you put him down he's to done. zero hit points. It doesn't matter for the sake of rolling these dice. So, but guess what? The Game Master receives one more darkness point, as we That's talked about before, total. which is two total. Uh, so NPCs one through four are bleeding and dying. And NPC five decides to take two quick shots at Soldier One, then uses final action to scurry down the south hallway. Soldier One is prone, but is not considered protected by the wall for two reasons. Number one, the cover is intentionally angled to make it harder to use from the assaulting side. Yeah, good plan. Number two, he didn't spend one action point to use the cover. Now. Oh, you have to do that? Yes. Oh, okay. This rule can seem silly and will cause the occasional debate. Remember, this is a rules light-ish game. And sometimes, not every time. I would let the cover work even if not declared simply because it makes sense. In this case, I didn't because the rules say don't whatever. But I could see it either. If a game master said, well, I'd give him cover on that one. Fine, give him cover. I don't care. It's your game. But 
anyway, as you can see, I angled them intentionally to give the uh, defenders the advantage. So I figured let's you know, let, let's keep utilizing that. So the base ranged combat is five dice plus the Vulcan is plus one die. The quick shot penalty is two dice. So five plus one minus two is four. But you have you have two dark side points to use. I do. I don't use them. Oh, come on. That'd be oh. great. Two headshots. Blam, blam. Well, no, no. It just, all it does is, uh, does it give you an automatic success or a reroll? I think it's an automatic success. That'd be cool. Just one. It, it, it would be cool. I, I hope you like what I end up doing with the darkness points later. All right. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> at least the bad dice rolls aren't confined to just the player characters. And for the last action point, NPC file five bails around the corner to the south. Captain, finally the captain gets his turn. <clears throat> Hold at the end of the corridor. Check those corners for an ambush. Jin, maintain an overwatch position. And he rolls one success. So if they hey, do it... You know that? what? That's <clears throat> fine. With, with the way this game is going, one, one success is awesome. <laughs> right? So there we go. NPC 4 is down. NPC 5 ran. And that's how our new map looks. Now, these those edges here, like where you see the commander... These are just simulated areas. I just didn't want to make the map any bigger because I don't care. I understand. All right, let's go to round three. In round three, pretty much the same thing as last round. Yeah. So the operative, the datagen, as a non-combat expert, she decides she'll be prudent and comply with the captain's orders. She spends one action point on taking cover. Now she'll receive the cover bonus. And one action point on declaring an overwatch position. If anything comes out of that large door or around the corners of the corridor, she'll be ready with her Vulcan cricket. Her little now, pew pew. Yes. Qu question, question about the overwatch rules. That, that means she's holding her action for an event to take place. And once yes. that event take, takes place, she immediately gets to shoot, right? Yes. Okay. Just want to make As, sure that. With one caveat. Okay. Well, what's the caveat? You have to have the action points. Oh, she has one left. Yes. But it'll have to be a quick shot. There so you go. Okay, <laughs> so she's minus one or two. Two, yep. Two, because it has to be a quick shot. So yep. if she did not take cover, she could use Overwatch and and yes. uh, and do a regular shot. Now, I'm going to tell you that I have a note in here somewhere, and I'm not seeing it on my screen right now, so it must be lower, where I kind of say that I, I play a bit more fast and loose with those rules because you and I were both in the military and you and I both know that you can take cover and do overwatch at the same time. Yeah. Depending on the situation, I can understand somebody who's on a catwalk who has to dive to the ground, set up the rifle, look down the scope. Okay. I can see that being two separate action points, but somebody who's just literally standing at the corner of a wall, peeking around it with their, with her gun aimed. Yeah, you are automatically not only undercover, but I would even say if, if your arm is 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 touching the wall, you're also braced. Sure. Yeah. And and so. so again, rules like game, it doesn't try to account for every scenario. You as the game master can figure that out for your game. Okay. I, Got it. With with the exception of the couple of the mistakes that I made, <laughs> uh, which I think I corrected, but uh, I, I'm doing this the way I would do it, but I'm trying to stay as rules correct as possible. Understood. All right, so as we know, she's now looking down uh, down that hallway. Soldier one gets up off the ground, spends one action point, sprints sure. to the corner, which is another action point, and peers as best he can down the south hallway. So soldier one stays on that same side. So I, I'll just do this. Spoilers again. Oh, apparently I didn't put the right image there. That's freaking lovely. Because sh it should show that. Oh, look, I just did more spoilers. So anyway, um, 
He's, he's at the end of the hallway. Um, Soldier 2 does pretty much the same thing, but he doesn't have to get up off, off the ground. Right. And so he goes to the end of the hallway, and he, uh, Soldier 2, is looking to the north. And, you know, calls back, Ah, we're in position, Captain. Captain responds back, That crewman would have surrendered if he was alone. Go prone, keep cover, and carefully look down those corridors. Don't get shot. Wow, yeah. you, you can order someone not to get shot and they get bonuses yeah. not to get shot? That's awesome. That was, that was my one role-playing statement. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> the NPCs, as the round is about to end, the telltale hum of cargo doors catches your attention. Faulty lights flicker in the background and a silhouette. Who the hell can afford an armored exosuit? Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum! Okay, so... Uh, the 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 uh, pants shitting has now begun because both Soldier One and Two have absolutely zero cover against this this semi mech that just appeared. Correct, but they have awesome. something that I know somebody's going to put in comments and debate about. What? So, <clears throat> I want you to think of this thing as part uh, loader from Aliens, you know that Ripley piloted. Yep. Part Elemental from BattleTech, if you know what that is, and part Legionnaire armor from Warhammer. Um, Robotech Cyclone, without the motorcycle wheels. Well, yeah, yeah, that that yeah. that's not a transformer, right? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 oversized body armor. <clears throat> okay. Uh, it holds a weapon that is easily identifiable as a flamethrower. Also, not great, being that you're about uh, two three meters away. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now the yeah. operative had Overwatch. Oh, oh yeah, the operative gets gets a quick shot. Yep. So. Uh, the operative's overwatch position was meant to cover this exact eventuality, and her player is ready to roll attack dice. Unfortunately, the game master steps in and has to stop this. We what? already talked about it, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like my notes say because I because I follow this up. Earlier in the round, she spent one action point on taking cover and one action point on taking overwatch position. She mm -hmm. only has one action point available. Mm -hmm. The rule specifically states, and I quote. During this time, you can fire a normal shot, costing two action points whenever you want to. This means she does not have enough action points remaining to shoot. Oh. Now, well, that sucks. Whether it's a house rule or interpretation of a rule that doesn't say you can't do something, personally, I will allow the operative to use the quick shot feature. As noted earlier, I consider cover as... Full or partial cover, you know, it's like I gave that guy, what, a three dice instead of five dice, uh, you know, because of the grenade and so forth. I, I see cover more like that. As someone who is in the military, I can assure you it is quite possible to take cover and provide overwatch unless you only consider taking cover as full 100% complete cover, which would negate the ability to fire at all. Moving right. behind sandbags or a window is a natural maneuver. At the same time, I don't want overwatch to be a game-breaking uh, feature or turn it into XCOM. You ever played XCOM? No. Every round, Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. <laughs> it's like God, it's boring as hell uh, when you do it that way. But okay. that's how the games play. I, I don't want it to turn into that. Okay, so so, me, so you you allowed her to take that yes. quick action. Okay. I just needed to say what I said beforehand because the rules, if you go rules as written, would say technically no. prohibit it. Right. Yes. So. I would have let her take the quick shot. So the operative has range combat skill of three dice, receives plus one for the Vulcan Cricket, plus one for following the captain's overwatch order, and minus two for the quick shot. For a total so of evens out. three dice. As expected. Zero, Zero successes. Success. Sure. 
If you've got three dice, I'm not praying to anybody. No. Because <laughs> remember, she's not going to get the plus two, because that's only going to be for technology. Right. No, she wouldn't even get that. She wouldn't get any bonus dice because uh, her the the icon she prayed to beforehand was about technology. Oh, that's and right. It's not about combat. It's about, it's about uh, technology and whatnot. Yes. So Soldier 1 has no action points available. Can't, do, can't even do the quick shot. Nope. So even though he declared Overwatch... Because well, he had to get up from being prone, so he has no actions left. Exactly. Spot on. Yes. Soldier 2, like the operative, Soldier 2 has one action point available. The next question is, does he have an angle of fire within the 90-degree Overwatch arc to take the quick shot? Some weird purist out there is going to say, no, he's looking down the hallway. That would negate it. Bullshit. He wouldn't be looking nope. straight down the hallway. And nine, as... 90, Yeah, and 90-degree angle is the door. Well, 90, yeah, exactly. 90 degree angle, and you can't see my hands on here, but uh, 90 degrees, even if you look at the square that you got there, you, you see the, the mouse, right? Yeah, it, it touches the opening and, door. Well, technically there. it goes before, but shut up, dude. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it. So, just in case somebody wants to argue, as the Game Master, I would say that Soldier 2, so actually this way, Soldier 2 is looking down this hallway, would have the shot. So anyway, I can see arguments for 4 and against blah, 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 I don't care. He has a base range combat of seven dice, plus one for the Vulcan Carbine, one plus one for the advanced scope. Now, if somebody says, no, the scope is out of range, nope. Two meters are in between. It just says it has to be short or longer for that scope. Two meters is close. Anything after two meters is considered uh, short. Is that a technicality? Look, I, I, I don't do story games in the context that some people do, but I like the players as long as they're not abusing stuff, to actually have a little advantage. So, yes, I'm going to let him use his scope. Uh, and plus one for the commander's orders. And minus two for the quick shot. So that's eight dice. Yeah. It gets one success. Hey, that... You know what? So, Soldier 2 so far has been clutched this entire right? battle. Now, this is where I start putting the armor stuff on here. I don't know why I didn't do that earlier. So, uh, my bad on that one. So... The Vulcan Carbine does three points of damage to the Armored Exo, but it isn't called an Armored Exo for no reason. Got it. It has nine dice to resist. Jesus. Of course, now I roll well with four successes. So it just bing, 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 just bounces off popcorn. Yep, yep there you go. So off the Overwatch, uh, so that's the end of this round, but uh, the Overwatch has popped in, but hey, at least the Armored Exo knows that they can shoot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pyrrhic victory? I don't know. All right, let's go into round four. We got a couple rounds left. Uh, some of what I, I think I said this at the beginning, but some of what I was trying to do here was show different styles of attack and so forth. That's mm -hmm. why, like, I had the one guy dive to the ground for no freaking reason. Right. Uh, just, just so you can see how it affects stuff. All right, the operative is not skilled enough to fight somebody in an armored exo no, suit. There we go. Yeah. So she just maintains her ground. <laughs> She's like, I'll stand back here. I'll go pew pew with my little Vulcan cricket. And maybe I'll get super lucky. Maybe I'll get super lucky. Yeah. Um, how do you think that went for? Her? Probably not great. Okay, so yep, there you are. <laughs> soldier two, there it is again. I know, soldier right? Soldier two. Yep. Sol soldier one needs to go back to training or <laughs> yes. get, get, get on the proper meds or something because he's not very he's not very effective in this combat, <laughs> right? So the operative is not skilled. Oh, I already said this. So base three, plus one for the Vulcan Cricket, plus one for following orders, maintaining your overwatch, so five dice. As usual, zero successes. Soldier okay. one. 
he decides, and I'm going to skip some, if you really need me to do the fluff notes here, you can, but I'm just going to kind of say what's happening now, because I think we've got the idea of, you know, what they're doing. So, he's got a base 7, plus 1 for the Vulcan Carbine, plus 1 for the Advanced Scope, so that's 9 dice. <laughs> and 0 successes. Why didn't I pray to the icons? Because I'm telling you, at this point, I'm like, I don't even care. I could pray a hundred times, and the icons would probably just step on me. Stop praying to me, bitch! <laughs> you know, so, so no. Uh, Soldier 2, realizing that the person in the suit can only shoot in one direction, decides to follow... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you don't see it on here. You'll see it down here. Soldier 1 and Soldier 2 separate. Right, because it's a flamethrower. It can only go one direction at a time. Right. Right. So, uh, realizing that Soldier 2 follows Soldier 1's cue and heads south. Again, nine dice. Oh, look! Two successes. Outstanding. Soldier 2 elects to use the extra success for damage. So, the, uh, the exosuit uh, NPC rolls nine armor dice and only gets one success. So, instead of four points of damage, because remember, the carbine's base is three. The extra success makes it four. Sure. The armor soaked up one point, which the character inside the armor now takes three points of damage. All right. All right. The captain, recognizing the soldiers seem to know what they're doing, he relinquishes his command unit, draws his pistol, and decides to enter the fray. Okay, nobody, no more command bonuses. Correct. Now it's just time to balls the wall, shoot up. He okay. could still give command bonuses if he's aware of everything that's going on. So basically, if they're all packed together, he could still do it. Okay. Uh, or if he just luckily gave an order and somebody followed it, you know, I mean, you could have that as well. As long as you follow his order, he gets that role, that command role. So the exosuit NPC, seeing Soldier 2 as the larger threat, duh, it follows him and attacks with the flamethrower. The exosuit NPC... NPC is more skilled than the average crew who are dying in the corridor and has, yep. a, has a base of eight dice for ranged combat and receives a plus one gear. You know, I actually thought that that eight dice was going to be overkill. Like, I expected to kill a couple of people. But you see how these rolls are going, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, uh, he has eight dice for ranged combat and receives a plus one gear bonus for the flamethrower. Nine dice attack, attack on Soldier 2. Soldier 2 wears heavy armor and gets six dice to resist. Yay, zero successes. <laughs> Soldier 2 takes three points of damage from the initial success. For the extra success, the GM elects to just add another point of damage for a total of four hit points of damage. Okay. Remember, hit points do kind of matter. You, know, they, you don't have a lot of them. The soldiers have nine. We didn't talk about that at the beginning. Let me scroll all the way back to the beginning. Because we didn't talk about that. Hit points, uh, that's datagen. Soldiers have nine hit points. It's your strength and agility added together. Got it. So guess what they like to raise when they get experience points? Yep. Okay. The GM rolls three dice to see if Soldier 2 catches on fire. Oh, oh, the special ability of the flamethrower. Yep. Yep. And zero successes. Damn it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's your team. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm on the red team. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. You see them stormtroopers. All right, so we're now skipping into round five. Like I said, I'm starting to speed this up because I'm hoping you guys kind of understand what's going on. Uh, operative. She now, may not be. I got a question. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, is initiative ever rerolled? No. Okay. Thank you. You know how I feel about that. We talked about I it do. last week, but but it's not. She may not be the best combatant, but, op uh, but the operative, the datagen, recognizes that she needs to help her team. So with a hopeful side, she runs to take a shot, uh, runs forward to take a shot at the Exo. 
The GM rules that a shot is possible, but it's going to be at minus two dice. Okay, uh, because he's down. So what she's going to do is she's going to run from this position here. And she's going to use her movement to move to here. So she can shoot down this way. Okay. <clears throat> but is there a bonus for shooting someone in the back? No. Oh. That's now, you can, now, you can absolutely, as a game master, add one. You sure. could just say it's a less difficult shot. The thing is, is I see combat as a scrum, so I don't see the guys just kunk, kunk, kunk. He's actually pretty fast if he wants mm. to be. Okay. So, uh, you know, he's moving around a little bit more than just, you know, like a big tank. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, the GM rules that the shot is possible, but it's going to be at minus two dice as she doesn't have a clear line of sight. It, it's right at the extender of her movement range, and I kind of considered that this that this little nick of the corner is going to just be in her way just enough to throw it off a little bit. So it's going to be at minus two dice. So she's got a base of three, Vulcan Cricket of plus one, unfortunately a penalty of two. That only gives her two dice to roll. And the odds are not in her favor. Hey, look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, my... See, if, if I were Soldier One now, I would accidentally shoot myself in the face because the 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 the, the, the goddamn Decker just just <laughs> did more in that one action than you have in the entire combat put together. Soldier One redeems himself a little bit. Unfortunately, the Exo's armor rolled three successes and sold the entirety of the Cricket's two points of damage. But still, it was a hit. Yeah, right. Soldier One knows that his bad day must end soon, so he decides to spend <laughs> spend the effort and take. Three action points to use an aimed shot at the back of the Exo. Seven okay. base, plus the Vulcan Carbine, plus the Advanced Scope, plus two aimed is 11 dice. Holy shit, he got three successes. That's amazing, which means he gets a, he gets to use one of those as a critical. He could. I did not do so. I, oh. I, I did not do so at this point, no. Oh, uh, okay. the, re the reason was is I didn't want to take out the... Uh, I, I wanted, there's, there's something else I still needed to do to show for the, the sample here. Would I have done a critical... Probably, but also remember that a lot of those criticals are just like scrapes like, oh, uh, you know, you had your ear blowing off minus two to, you know, uh, you know, hearing things. When in that case, you'd probably be like, damn it, but you know, the damage would be better. But it, that, you know, six one half knows the other. There are other things you can do, but to be fair, to be 100% honest, I considered it. The reason I didn't do it is because there's a couple things I wanted to still show with the combat example that I couldn't do if I, if, uh, if I killed them right now. Okay. So... He decides to spend the one extra success on damage. Uh, I'm sorry, two extra successes. Sorry, one extra success on damage and an extra success to force the Exo to drop its weapon. Wait, I didn't know that was an option. Uh, again, you haven't read the book. I've, I'm, doing this, uh, I'm doing this for people who have at least gone through the book. Oh, okay. So, Fires three successes. The Exo rolls for its armor. Two successes. So the Exo, so that's four points of damage total. Remember, three base plus one extra success, right? Two. Minus the two. Are you with me? No. Okay. So the the carbine does three damage, right? Right. With one success. Yeah. So with two successes, it does four damage. Uh. Yes. Yeah, because it's just plus one per. Right. Now, so you have two extra successes. We're not talking about the other one right now. Okay. We're just because the other one is the dropping of the flamethrower. You have one extra success now. Yeah, with three, with three successes, it's a success and two extras. He chose to use his base. Well, he can't choose. His base damage was damage. One okay, of the extra successes was one okay. extra point of damage. I was confused. You're right. Nope, I'm no sorry. The, the exo armor rolls two successes, so drops the four damage total down to two. 
but also okay. drops the flamethrower. Oh. Now, now, could I have used a darkness point to say no? Yes. Yeah, I would have. Oh. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> you just wait. The reason I didn't kill that asshole yet. <laughs> I, I'm cussing to it. Just take me one. I'm sorry. Uh, Soldier 2 is still reeling from the flames that scorched him. Feels he has to unleash everything on this armored foe. Sounds good He's, to me. He spends all three action points to fire in full auto mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Swiss cheese, this guy. Right? Yeah. So, what is, what is the roll? The roll is a base of seven, plus one for the carbine, plus one for the scope. That is nine. Minus two for being in full auto, so we're back down to seven. Now, sure. this is how full auto works. You roll those dice. Mm -hmm. And in this case, he got one success. Now you roll an individual six-sider until you roll a one. If that first roll is a one, you're done. Just means that all your ammo went wild and you didn't hit it all. But that for every six, you for everything that's not a one, you keep rolling and you add up all the sixes. Right. So this Got is it. what he rolled. A six, five, three, four, five, four, six, four, one, done. That's two additional successes. So that's three total successes. Five more damage to the Exo NPC. I know, I, you know, you're probably sitting there going, my God, do a critical on him. I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't. Okay. I, I wanted to do that too. But I, yeah. again, I needed, I needed him to actually stay alive for now. So, excuse me. The nine armor dice repel two of the damage, so the Exo NPC suffers a total of three more points of damage. The Exo seems to be shaken, but still hasn't slowed down. The captain, no longer looking at the fight from the command unit, spends one action point to move to the end of the corridor to better assess the situation. Leaning around the corner, he snaps off a shot from his accelerator pistol. The captain has a five base damage for his ranged combat skill, plus one bonus die for the accelerator pistol, for a total of six dice. But why break a consistent trend? No success. Got it. Right. But the captain, he, no, he can't be outshined. So prior to the assault, remember, he prayed to the judge. And while he's probably was more interested in the command side of it, the judge also gives a bonus to ranged combat. The captain right. player decides to pray to the judge and reroll with plus two dice. So that is now, uh, what is it, eight dice? Eight dice, okay. One success, as well as a darkness point for the GM, who now has three darkness points. The accelerator pistol does two points of damage. Unfortunately, the exo armor rolled nine. Or rolls nine dice and got three successes, so negating the weapon's damage. Ping. Yep. The exosuit NPC. No longer holding the flamethrower, the exosuit NPC spends one action point to activate, release, unsheath, however you want to call it, a short sword, a short sword that was in its arm. Which, for this scenario, I am counting as a light weapon because there's no actual short sword in the Coriolis book, there's just sword. I'm calling it a light weapon because I wanted to do that just to continue on with this scenario if somebody okay. says no that shouldn't be light and he can't do all these things well i'm doing it for this scenario for the purposes of call play testing okay okay so um or was i so that's one action point to, uh, to draw that uh one action point to move to close range so now he's within that two meter mark uh that's melee combat range also mm -hmm. and he's going to do a quick melee attack sure which suffers the same Issues as uh, two. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he got he rolls five dice and got four successes. That is amazing. Yep, that's two base damage plus three more for a total of five damage. Soldier two took four points of damage last round and potentially five this round. 
Soldier 2 has only 9 hit points, so if all of this damage applies, he will be broken. But, he gets 6 dice to roll, and he got 3 successes. He only takes 2 points of damage, but he can't take much more of this. Now, I will tell you, this is the last round of combat. Okay. <clears throat> oh, didn't type a result in there because, you know, I was dumb. And I'd, if this was the old Legion with weekly live stream, I'd be cussing myself out right now. You'd be cussing at me. <laughs> well, my slides, I can't. All right, so round six starts like this. Now, you're probably like, what's an M-Sword? And why does he get a plus two? Well, we already talked about uh, that actually at the beginning a little bit, right? This is the last round, guys. It's the operative. She feels more comfortable next to somebody better able to defend her. So she, so Data Jin positions herself next to Soldier One. So she kind of runs up into that uh, corner. Right? Able to defend her, I, I would try and somehow get behind Soldier Two, but whatever. That's well, fine. yeah, but Soldier Two is under attack. Yeah, you know what? Still, still the safest place to be on this planet, as far Maybe. as I'm concerned. <laughs> so uh, turns and fires a shot. So she's got a base three dice plus one for the Vulcan credit. Uh, Vulcan cricket. No other modifiers. Two, 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 four. Yes. Soldier 1. Soldier 1 is about to take an aim shot. Like last round, that's 11 dice. Hang on. As, would, move on. To the, you're still on initiative. Oh, uh, the initiative page? Okay. There you go. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, want, I don't want you to see ahead. But we have to, because you're talking about it now. I know. So, Soldier, Soldier one, 1. Jammed. Of course. Yep. See? Well, he's, see, I, no, you see, this is a worthless piece of crap. Hear me out. As he pulls the trigger, here's click. The game master spent three darkness points to cause his weapon to jam. Oh. Now the it PC takes three. Yeah. Even for even if someone is obviously inept as Soldier One. But if you want to say less than whatever, uh, it takes <laughs> is to jam a weapon is three. Now here's what jamming does: the PC has to use a slow action to roll a technology roll. That's wits plus technology. Mm-hmm. Much to our Datagen's uh, chagrin, Soldier 1 decides to say, screw this, and move to a safer location or to unjam the weapon. He goes back into the corridor with the, with the uh, uh, cover. So she ran out there, and he's like, out! So, yeah, you can't see, see on I the screen. You. I told you, she hitched herself the wrong horse on that one. So, by the strict reading of the rule, Soldier 1 cannot make the technology roll. He needs at least two actions. Or no. all three. Oh, he needs all three, but that's okay, not the that's not that's action. not right. but that's not it. Why? Technology is an advanced skill. And since he has zero points at technology, no role may be made. So that doesn't make any uh, okay. sense. A soldier yeah. can't even unjam his own weapon. Let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Because because you have the same exact train of thought that I had. However, come on. Soldiers are taught how to unjam weapons. Hell, yes. Uh, Heathen Dog and I were in the yeah, Air Force. We, we we're not soldiers. We learn how to field strip an M16. <laughs> field strip it, slap, tap, wrap, all that other mess, you know. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we all had to learn how to do that. So, so to, so to this disallow this role, exactly, disallow this role is to be a dick. Yes. However, it is a slow action, and he only has three dice to roll because he doesn't have any actual skill with technology. Right. That's enough of a penalty. I will let the t I will let the character roll, but if you're going to be a hardliner, says nope. If you have a zero in advanced, uh, in, in any advanced skill, you can't do it. <clears throat> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I get it. He's not going to be using the data gen stuff. He doesn't know how to code. He doesn't know how to hack. 
but for the love of God, he knows how to, you know, unjam his own weapon. Yeah, Markman so, is right. No one in their right mind would use a weapon in combat if they can't do maintenance on it, unless yes. un, un, unless you are literally picking up dead enemies' weapons. Or or it's just such an emergency that you're like, oh, what does this do? Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that's that's the only reason you you would uh you would go into a go into a combat situation with a weapon you are not intimately familiar with. So why did the soldier not just drop his weapon and move into melee attack? Because I wanted to show the tech roll. Okay. Now, soldier two. He reloads, that's two two action points, and does a quick shot. Because that's all he could. Oh, I didn't talk about that with full auto. Once you go full auto, you're out of ammo. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you, you go your entire clip, right? Y yes, you must be out of ammo once you're doing that. So right. um he had to he had to reload. I didn't count reloads and all the other stuff. By the way, NPCs cannot reload without spending a darkness point. Why? That's just the way the game's written. If if you some if you uh, if an NPC goes full auto, well then uh, the game master has to spend a darkness point. That that's do you see why I saved him up now? <laughs> it seems weird, but okay. I, I Coriolis, the Year Zero games are a little more story oriented than your typical, you know, beer and pretzel. We'll just call it. All right. So I think I think it has to do with that. But either way, I mean, somebody's probably going to yell at me about this too, and probably already has. You could have had like 17 darkness points to start the round. It depends on how much the characters have, blah, blah, blah. I literally rolled up the characters, put them in the scenario, and that's how I treated it, even for the darkness points. Okay, anyway. Uh, so, so he's got a base of seven, plus, plus one for the carbine, minus two for the quick shot, minus three dice for close range. Once, that, once X gets into that melee range, crap, he only gets three dice to roll okay so i i understand now why he's he is as effective as soldier one with nine dice because he only has three i get it now okay <laughs> there you go. yes <laughs> so of course he gets zero successes captain yep. drops the accelerator pistol to the ground he did not stow it he dropped it declares the uses of his mercurium sword draws it for one action point closes in on the exo for an extra action point as the liquid is forming into, you know, forming out of the hilt into the blade, he makes a quick attack for his last action point, and he rolls uh, strength plus melee combat, which is your melee combat stuff. So that's five dice plus two for the Mercurium sword, minus two for quick attack. So that's five dice, and he got three successes. He really, really wanted this. This was good. Uh, yes, the captain chooses to do damage plus one critical. Now I've pretty much shown everything I want to show. Somebody be like, well, you didn't show this. You didn't show this other nuances. I think I've shown you enough nuances. You're probably bored already. So right. we're going we're gonna to end the fight. Um, Captain chooses to do the damage plus one critical. The base damage for the Mercurium Sword is three, but requires two extra successes for the crit. Guess so what? Three, so three damage plus one critical. I rolled a 41, which is lacerated kidney. Ouch. The, the, so the NPC X is stunned for two turns. With characters standing around you like that, that pretty much you're ends. Dead. If you if you stun, well, if not dead, captured dead. What it, combat's over? Yeah, yeah. He did roll. The exo rolled uh, for nine dice to resist the damage and got one success. Now I got a question. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, the the attacker got the critical right. Mm -hmm. The the uh, captain got the critical lacerated kidney. But what if? the armor resisted every single point of damage. That means the critical could not have happened because you couldn't have pierced his body. Correct. 
So the so the, the the critical would just would have been a wasted thing. You have to do at least one point of damage. That's that the way. Work. That's the way. I, I don't want to try to quote rules as written, but that's how I I treat it. Yes. Yeah. I, well, it it makes sense. I mean, you you can't cut off someone's ear or lacerate someone's kidneys if you did zero damage. Here's another thing I do that's not in the book, and that's why I didn't do it in this one. I allow armor rolls to prevent criticals. So what I mean by that is if you rolled uh, three successes, if you choose, well, one of my successes, is this is three uh, armor rolls, okay? Right. I want one of my armor rolls to prevent that critical. Okay. Now the other mm. two are going to go to the damage. The mm. book doesn't say you can't do that. It doesn't say you can do that. I allow that because... Uh, I like the games to move a little quicker, so I don't start going back and forth about what are you going to do for damage? What are you rolling against? What are you doing that? Just roll your damage. What are you doing with it now? Okay, so you did this. You add a critical on. Okay, you're rolling your armor. You're doing that. You got two successes. What are you using against damage? You know, because there there might be some. You might be really low on hit points. Your choice might be broken or lose an ear. You know what? I'll lose an ear. <laughs> you can have the critical. I'm stopping the damage. You know. Uh. So, but. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I can stop sharing the slide. Oh, do we? Oh, round six to end. Combat is over. Uh, there's no duress, so the weapon is automatically unjammed. Everyone is now reloaded. Uh, nobody's broken, but you can start doing your medical rolls, like, especially for Soldier 2. Well, we it's did been take some six hits. rounds. Those, those two guys who, uh, who the, the guy with the aorta and the oh, other I, guy, I, they're I'm dead. I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking they're, about that. They're, they're friggin' dead now. In my, in my games, they're mooks. They'd be dead anyway. Okay, well, this is technically round six, so they are now outside of uh, of help. They are dead. I'd have to look up each critical individually to guarantee that, because some are two d six, one some are one d six. So, but oh, okay. yes, for the sake of argument, yes, they're. I mean, come on, one. Well, the guy with the broken neck is not dead. He's just paralyzed from the neck down. Okay, well, he ho he hopes he will <laughs> die soon. But, right. Uh, the, the guy with the ruptured aorta, he, he died like twenty seconds ago. I mean, sure. <laughs> just, this is, yeah. He's done. Okay, let's stop sharing uh, and go back to StreamYards. I, okay, I can see StreamYards again now. All right. So I hope I covered enough there. I didn't cover every little nuance that could happen, but I hope I covered it there. Heathen Dog picked it up after never reading the book. Uh, by, by round three, he was on it. He was like, okay, so this happened because of that, da, 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 da. So I'm guessing that you guys who actually read the book, can you throw up the subscribe thing, please, uh, will actually understand what was happening even better. And maybe even try to correct me on some of the rules. But this is how I would do it. This is how I would run the game. And, I, and let me tell you something about Coriolis. I, like I said at the beginning, I went into this thinking it was like riding a bike. Coriolis kicked my butt. Hey, cat. Uh, Cor Coriolis, like, uh, it, and it's not in the rules. The rules are generally the same. The main rule difference between Coriolis and the other Year Zero Engine games are advanced skills. The other ones don't have that. And mm -hmm. the um, uh, hit points versus going off your attributes, but that's right. that's easy. I mean, you can you can figure that out quickly. It's the fact that every weapon had a different type of bonus. <laughs> like, right, right. That was the part. Uh, this one gets a plus one to to attack. This, but a plus two to initiative. And if I'm a player character, that's easy. That's my character. I just remind the game master, hey, remember I get a plus two to initiative. But when you're trying to go through and do four characters on this side, five characters on that side, and go through that, that was that was becoming a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, uh, the calling this rules light for for combat, I think, is wrong. I, uh, to be fair, I don't think Corio or Free League calls the game rules light itself. It yeah, just falls I, I, into the rules light category because 
it, it isn't crunchy like uh, like Pathfinder. Right. I, I would call this rules medium because there for the go. for the uh, for the for the character, you know, I always you know I'm using this gun. I get a plus two initiative. I'm I I'm using this gun. I need at least two successes to call a critical. Great. But because each weapon has a different special attack or di different special rating, the game master has to keep so much of this stuff like juggling in the air that it's not light for him. Right. It's pretty heavy. I, I want to look at some of this chat here. Um, so I'm going to read backward off the, off this chat. So uh, let's see. Right. Darkness points carry over from sessions. Yes. I I get that. I, I put that up on the screen, by the way. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know if he's trying to correct me, but I just want to follow no. up by saying that uh, I, I do get that. I was trying to make this as simple as possible while showing uh, multiple things. But uh, yes, yes, they do. Um, that was a really cool comment. Thank you, Indigo. Uh, good example, Max and Heaton. Thank you very much. Uh, hashtag balance. I got credit for nothing. That's great. Let's see, Soldier 1. I thought you meant that if you took Stormtrooper's package to have a rifle. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm reading this backwards. So, oh, okay. So oh, no, he was yeah, just. The, yeah, I got it. He's yeah, so Soldier 1 had, <laughs> had the Stormtrooper training, which means yeah. he misses everything and he gets pwned pretty well. His weapon jam for Christ's sake. He's an idiot. Well, now that was darkness points. To <laughs> hey, be you fair. know what? You, you do, do you think the captain is going to blame the uh, blame the whole supreme darkness that permeates the universe or no, the asshole gonna, whose weapon got gonna, jammed? He's going to replace him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, you didn't clean your weapon. It got jammed. Get out of here. <laughs> see, one house rule I can see is letting someone in Overwatch pray to the icons to get a shot. Well, okay, I got to be careful. So praying to the icon. Oh, so... Praying to the icons is just supposed to allow a reroll. If you miss, you pray to the icons to get a reroll. Right. It doesn't think, give you a roll where you didn't have one in the first place. But but I think I and he can correct me if I'm wrong. What I think he's saying is, well, you know what? If you don't have the points, I would let you do that because the game master is still going to get a darkness point. What what does it matter to me if you roll? Where I would start to have the the problem or start to get a little ooh, is if you miss that roll and then wanted to pray again. Sorry. So that, I might have to say I'll house rule that in because I don't necessarily think it's bad or wrong, uh, but you're not going to get a re-roll. You can only pr pray once around, you know, something like that. Yeah, I understand. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I would have done differently as, as the game master, knowing that you need two actions to, to, to use Overwatch. I, uh, I would say, hey, if you want to use uh, when, when the when the uh, when, when the rigor I'm sorry, when the, when the uh, Decker was saying, I'm, I'm going to take partial cover and go Overwatch. And I, and I would say, hang on, that's two actions. We only have one left. You cannot effectively use your Overwatch unless you have two actions left. So you either don't take Overwatch or you do not take partial cover. Fair. Now, he said Coriolis doesn't use different categories, D6s, like in Mutant Year Zero, which uses three different kinds of categories. Absolutely right. And then Alien uses two different um Oh, what, what, I forget what Vason uses. Uh, I haven't actually run through Vason a lot. What, what are my other ones up there? Forbidden Lands has three different dice also. Uh, includes D12, D8, D10. Uh, so, so yes, it, it's... Um, but that's because those weapons can break. And what I'm thinking is that in Coriolis, they look at it as a sci-fi game, and like, mm -hmm. stuff isn't going to break. Mutineer Zero is post-apocalyptic. So you're finding that stuff. It's all rusted out. You're finding it in the swampland. You don't know if it works. You're shaking out and just trying to fire. You know, Forbidden Lands is, is a, you know, you know, obviously it's a Dungeons & Dragons style game, so you know what your sword can break. But you're absolutely right about that. Uh, or maybe double the darkness point cost to pray to the gods for success or prayers. Wow. Hey, you know what? That, that, that is a great house rule. If you, know, you see what some of the stuff that the game master can do for these points do with these darkness points, it's crazy. I mean, yep. you know, you, you, you basically turned 
Well, Soldier One was not doing himself any favors in this scenario at all throughout the entire fight. But then, you know, as the piece de resistance, uh, his, uh, his his weapon jammed because he's an inept idiot. And no, so Belfort, Belfort, no we're, we're not we're not going to blame the devil okay well, they, no they do they have, weapon properly. that's absolutely built into the game and, and they would blame the devil they might even blame the devil even if none of that was happening they'd blame the darkness between the stars it is it is an absolute prevalent part of the game wow okay <clears throat> so take no responsibility for not cleaning your weapon soldier one good job <laughs> They, now, if you prove it, um, so no, no, I get it. it that, I don't have a problem with that house rule. Look, I'm not here to judge anybody's house rules at all. I already said that yeah, I have a fine. few that I that I use. So no, it, you know, one, two, four. I would be leery of that myself because I don't like to throw the darkness against players. I, I like it to be something like it happened there. That soldier was getting a clean shot at his back, and yes, well, you can say soldier one hasn't been hitting broadside of barn the entire day. All he has to do is have one good roll with eleven dice. And I, I don't care who you are. That, he's, that, had, he's had like two rolls with 14 dice. He still hasn't gotten one. I, I know, roll. right? So, yeah, I, I, I think you wasted that. You, you, you really should have screwed over the captain because the, the, the captain was the MVP at the end of that game. So sure. I, I would have I, I I had his sword, his, his T-1000 sword jam. The captain actually had a legit roll. That wasn't the roll I fudged. No. But no, I, I get it. Uh, anything else on you? Because I'm going to go to the Twitch side after this. Um, what my... Escape isn't to be pre-trains. Not to attract anything in setting with advanced technology. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm kind of in this mood. I want to play a sci-fi game. I just don't know what rule systems I want to use. I mean, uh, right now, um, Stars Without Numbers got me intrigued. But, uh, okay. Unless you think I missed something on that side, I'm going to go look at the Twitch side real quickly. It's a dice pool game, not a D20 or high-low game. Uh, Coriolis' best first game-wise. I don't know if Coriolis is the best Year Zero engine game to mm. learn. I can see the argument why Forbidden Lands because it has the cards, but see, uh, to be fair, I don't do I don't the like, cards. I don't like cards either. Yeah, so I, I just take them out. Now somebody's going to cry that that screws the warrior over because you just take uh, took away one of the warrior's potential talents. Well, now you have two. It makes the choices easier for you. I like to roll the dice, so I don't do the advanced combat. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I don't because I just, I don't like that nuance. Like I'm going to do this stance. I'm going to do this other thing. So on and so forth. So with that in mind. I think, uh, you know, Forbidden Lands is a good first game. Alien is easy. The only thing you have mm -hmm. to understand in Alien is if you're scared, you start to yeah, shoot up your own the, team. The, the, the panic uh, <laughs> yeah. type, type thing that, uh, oh, you, you get more dice, but you also have more, more chances to, to lose your crap. It just starts off. Well, yeah, uh, and I, I actually rolled the official Coriolis dice for the game. Um, let's see. In XCOM, you can die because of an overwatching squad. Fair enough. I just... I know that it's very beneficial at times, so, and it got boring when I was watching certain people stream because be moving and Overwatch, 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 Overwatch. <laughs> um, but I think any of the Year Zero Engine games can be a good first game. Uh, just pick one though and stick with it. Don't try yeah. to be like, let's play Coriolis this week, Forbidden Lands next week, and Gen Lab Alpha the week after, because you're not gonna like. Life. Yeah, you have to learn learn something new every single week. So don't don't do that. And crafty, no, I'm not gonna do spaceship combat next week. Because next week we have uh, something else going on. And as far as the week after, <clears throat> maybe. But uh, eh. original Alternative was great. Very underrated. I have Alternity. My pr um, I seem to remember, and I could be wrong in this one, but I want to say that my problem with Alternity was the same thing that I didn't like about Legend of the Five Rings, where I thought that attributes and skills were flip-flopped in importance. But I would have to go back and look. Um, all right. Anything else that you think I missed? Nope, we're good. Okay. 
All right. That, uh, I don't need this on the screen anymore. I don't need that on the screen anymore. Do you want to see the crits real quick or no? The crits? What? The, the critical injuries? Oh, uh, no. No. Okay. Then I'm, I'm close. Then I'm closing out the Coriolis book. You don't you get to see and, it. And uh, that is your example of Coriolis combat. I hope you appreciate it. If you have any problems uh, with uh, with how it was presented. Send all hatred towards heathen, dog. Shut up. Or or if you, if you have any problems with, with the facts as they were given to you, go ahead and put those in the comments. And be specific toward Max Liao. Because I didn't do this. <laughs> so don't, don't do it toward me and please whatever problem you have uh cite that problem and if you can you know it'd be great give a timestamp. that would be awesome oh i love it when people say you were wrong there it's a like, one like hour where? video <laughs> like where the whole video like i didn't say anything correct my even my name no come on help <laughs> us out okay help us out and there you go so, Bruce, um, as far as West End Game Star Wars goes, we've actually, I think we've talked about this for like the last three weeks in a row. Um, we like it. I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for Heathen Dog, but I do remember him saying he liked it. But we both feel it has the same problem. The pips, the pips get in the way. <laughs> I would rather have a character with 3 plus 2 than a character with 4D. But, uh, Battletech, yeah! <laughs> Battletech 3025, that's the only proper era to play. Why no clan crap? Because clan crap speeds up the game, makes it less tactical, and the first person to do an alpha strike pretty much wins. I know that's not 100% true, but I love the 3025 era Battletech where you could be walking around limping, arms aren't working, internal structures all tore up, you've got one medium laser left. Best battle ever. Best battle ever. This guy hates me now in real life. He's hated me for like 30 years. But, um... Uh, because he became uh, deep into the druggy scene, you know, the, the, the techno scene back in the 90s or whatever the hell it was. Um, but it was around 1990-ish. Um, we were playing an archer, an archer versus a catapult. I was the catapult, he was the archer. And I'm telling you, man, we had like one round left. I don't even think we had missiles left. I think we were just down to the, the, the medium lasers. Every, every place you could think of was damaged. We are limping along, minus movement points, heat sky, you know, skyrocketing. I finally won that one. I can't remember how. I finally won that one just because of attrition. I love that. To this day, I still remember. <clears throat> Loved it. Single heat sinks. Yeah. Well, look, <clears throat> this is my Battletech rant. I hate people who make their own battle mechs. I do. Okay, I don't hate the people. What I hate about it is the fact that everybody, if you've played the game for more than a week, every single person in this world can make a better mech than what's given in the technical readout. For me, the challenge is using the mechs in the technical readout. Use that Dervish. Dervish is a great mech, if you use it right. If Phoenix Hawk, the Phoenix Hawk fires that large laser and tries to run, it's already used up all its heat sinks. You know, the, the, you use the mechs given in the game, and so many people, people hate the Whitworth. I love the Whitworth. If we're playing tonnage, a 40-ton mech, I love it. It's a little mini archer. But, uh, so I, I get really annoyed because every time I play now, first of all, it's always 3070 crap or, or whatever the new tech, you know, the newest new technology is, but also, um, everybody has to make, well, this is my own custom design. I know you can make a better mech than what's in, in, <laughs> in, in the game. I know it. I can do it. You can do it. Everybody can do it. You're not impressing me with your battle mech skills. I've made thousands of mechs. I probably duplicated mechs and don't, haven't even realized it. So it's, I don't play in many. I used to play in a lot of BattleTech tournaments. I don't anymore. Lambs, yeah, land air mechs. Land air mechs had a habit of getting jammed though in whatever position they were in. I would only use lambs as aerospace fighters. So 
Uh, I always like making spider- oh, see, the spider, the, the spider itself, if you use the dragon magazine, uh, additional rules, they're, kind of, they're called quirks now, but uh, it was plus one to hit a jumping spider. Well, that thing was already jumping eight hexes. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, uh, Battletech's utility over style, look like giant walking trash can. That's, yeah, no, that's what it is. They were supposed to be walking tanks, they weren't ninja mechs. Which is why when my friends liked Robotech, even though I like the Robotech RPG and so forth, I much preferred Battletech as a game because I like the idea of them just being walking tanks, hundreds of years old, rust and falling apart, boom, just, you know. Well, <clears> yeah, <throat> but uh, Robotech does have that. It's Destroids, just that. Destroids are even more maneuverable than, than your average battle mech. Than your average battle mech, yeah, but they are nowhere near a, a, a Veritech fighter in, in mobility in, in any form be, because of the whole protoculture thing where uh, a, a lot of the destroids are nuclear powered and not and not protoculture powered so they don't get the the man-machine merging bonus that the, the Veritechs do. That's a Battletech people is more robot jocks than Pacific Rim. Yes. Yes. Except for I, don't, I don't like the robot jocks reference because it was a horrible movie, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, and uh, so what Bruce said, he always liked, uh, or so somebody said something about they didn't mind the pips in the game. I, it wasn't game-breaking. They were talking about West End game, Star Wars yeah, game. Yeah, I, kind of, I heard as uh, that came back is, in. It isn't game-breaking. It's just, no. it was one of those things where I looked at, and I mean, I will tell you that the West End game, Star Wars, is much more, if you like the original trilogy, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, okay, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, it is the best representation of the original trilogy of any game, any Star Wars game that's been done. Now, is it the best Star Wars game ever? Well, that's debatable because I think Heathen Dog prefers the D20 system. I do. I still prefer the West End game system, you know, with regard to that. But, you know. Yeah, the uh, only problem is is one that I didn't know existed until recently with the okay. West End games. The, the only real problem, besides you you and I both don't like the whole Pip thing because it seems like, you know, having having plus two is always better than having an, an extra. With technically, mathematically. Not, not true, but. is not true, but anecdotally. I've always had more more successes with a die less and plus two pips. I've always had more successes with that. But I've had more success with a damn wild die. But anyway, yeah. let's go ahead. But uh, um, according to the original West End Games rules, only humans could be force users, which means Yoda was what? A little green human, apparently? I don't know. Well, fair enough. I, I yeah. actually didn't notice that. So yeah, I, I, I didn't actually... know it until a couple weeks ago, until someone told me. But uh, yeah, that was the only problem. But so since yeah, I probably didn't know it because I always played humans because I'm a humanist. So Nathaniel Boris says Robotech mechs are also Battletech mechs. Warhammer versus Excalibur, Tomahawk, same model. Blah, blah. Yeah, the Harmony Gold lawsuit. Yeah, I think, yeah Harmony Gold crap. Man. Every, every, but it was, it was, there's like a company called like 10 Ton or something like that that was also involved or, or Tom's something. I forget what it is. You know, I, I don't think it was Tomahawk, but maybe it was. Anyway, they, they all signed agreements, but Harmony Gold is so litigious it didn't matter it didn't have to be battletech they they sued everybody so um yeah uh, i still play with the stinger and the wasp because i play 3025 era battletech <laughs> okay um i think we're ready to jump into segment two unless there's anything else did, did we answer everything for segment one i think so oh uh miss mr mr max says uh yoda might be a force user but not a jedi no he was in the original trilogy, he was a Jedi. He was the he was actually a, a Jedi. So uh, yeah, um, the, the original West End games would not classify Yoda as a Jedi. It would classify Yoda as a star as a Force user, but in the original three 
movies, he was a Jedi. There was, there is no doubt about that. In in the original movies that the West End Games uh, Star Wars RPG is based off of, Yoda was a Jedi, but in the game, Yoda couldn't be a Jedi. So it it, it was weird. It's it, it's the it's the only thing that that is like super bad. About, I'll go uh, in. I'll about go in with West a ruler games. and a sharpie and just go. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> eat, just work that out. Just like I did with my second out. edition uh, Earthon books, where I, I did it with pencil instead of uh. When I went in, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. All right. Uh, the humans were unlimited advancement. I, I don't know, but you, you might be right, Bruce. You may be yeah. right. It, you know, a, a Wookiee force user for damage resistance. Yes, Wookiees already have a whole crap ton of damage resistance, and then uh, there are force powers in the original West End games that give well, damage for, They're force-sensitive. Well. I mean, so you could just be a force-sensitive Yeah, you could be force-sensitive Wookiee and, and, and have, you know, and, and, and still get... Well, there are some, some powers you really have to be trained well, for powers, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to actually get, but uh, being being force sensitive and and not being a Jedi or a, or a trained force user still has a lot of benefit in the West End games. Actually, it has a lot of benefit in the in the uh, D twenty version as well. Just being force sensitive means you you have the ability to have uh, uh, to hold a lot more uh, force points, and uh, you have the ability to have three uh, force user skills. <laughs> Um, right out of the gate that you can train yourself in without having any any force user levels. All right. <laughs> Emotional connection's been severed. Oh, that's sad. So we, we have three things. We originally had two, but we have three things to talk about in segment two. Well, hang on. So let's I, pull up segment let's pull, two. Well, let's also Bam. pull up the disclaimer. Okay. Hit it. Should we actually, should we surprise them with what's going to happen next week? No. Do, do the okay. disclaimer first. Okay, let me find the damn disclaimer. There it is. We're going to disclaim all opinions and comments belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the Legion Myth organization. That holds true for segment three also. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions are often and intentionally used for simplicity and or effect. He and his have long been considered neutered pronouns. If you don't know that, you're either under the age of 10 or you have bad parents. And not meant to exclude any gender. I went back and actually started reading some books just uh, to get ideas for my game, and all of them say he. Until like 2016. And then it just flips. So I, cause I've had a couple people recently, but that's how I've always learned how to write was they, 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 no, you didn't. <laughs> like, no, that's all. That's what you've always done. Cause you're a lazy prick. Exactly. Yeah. So, and this content is not meant for children under the age of 13. And remember, if you want to join us in segment three. Okay. <clears throat> So, uh, what do we want to start with? Uh, we have three things we can talk about. We've got the Chris Gonerman versus clownfish. Which don't really have a lot to say about that. I just want to point it out. Uh, okay. We have uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Crafty posted something. How do you guys read your rule books? And then Mar Hawkman gave us like, uh, uh, how often is it a good idea to give players hints? I think that's we should save that one for last. Cause I think that's going to yeah. be the longest one. Yeah, let's 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 do the let's do the how do we read the rule book one first? And then put clownfish in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so another suggestion for a topic, how do you guys read your rule books and learn the rules? Do you browse, then go back and read, then play test character creation and mock combats? Do you create characters as you read the character creation chapters? Do you have another player who helps you with the mock combats, etc.? When do you guys feel comfortable enough with the rules to run a game? I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, how I read a rule book. Uh, the first thing I do is I, I look at the foreword and the... Uh, 
and the de definition of of what is a role playing game. Now, the reason I, I I know what the definition of role playing game is, but each book will write this in a different way to set the tone, to set the tone for the book. And I want to know a little bit about the author's mindset going into this. It will help you understand their their style of writing. Now, this is important in games like Star Trek Adventures, where it's where the rules are written in a stupid narrative style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, now, as, as you can see, I do not like rules being written in a, in a narrative style format because it's it, it creates ambiguity. Whereas, you know, when when you want rules, you want them to be as clear as possible. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It should be written like a technical manual. Exactly. It should be written. It should be written like a TO. Now, if you read the foreword, you can, it, it, it's basically, you're getting a little bit into the mind of the author. So you will have an easier time reading the rest of the book. That's what I do. And then at the very next thing I do is I look at the character classes, OCCs, uh, prestige classes, what, whatever, whatever they call it in the game, mm -hmm. the classes for that game. Because I, I want to see what what the what in this base game the the base classes are. For example, in in D and D, you have fighter, mage, cleric, thief. These are the four main classes. Then then there are subclasses. There's the thief acrobat. There is the paladin. There is the there is the ranger. There's all this stuff. But you read the four main classes, so you get yourself. Uh, into the idea like these are these are the basis of characters in this game these are the 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 base abilities you're starting from and then i move on to the system of rules how how initiative is rolled how how two hit is done how damage is done and then then i then i uh read the spells if there are spells in the game then i'll go on to that and then I will read the entire book from cover to cover, probably not from cover to cover, but I, I, I will read every section of the book that is pertinent to the rules of gameplay. I'll, I'll read enough of the equipment and enough of the weapons to get the gist to see if there are any outliers like, Oh, th this weapon gives a plus one to bleed or, or this weapon gives a plus two to initiative, you know, stuff like that. I, I want to know the outliers. And, and how they fit into the rules, stuff like that. But the main important thing for me is to read the foreword to get in the head of the author and to read the main classes to understand the, uh, um, the, the basic interactions that the player characters will have with the world. You get those two things down and you'll be better able to understand the actual mechanics of the game. And what that was that you just put no. on the screen? What's that? Oh, he's just saying that he looks at the character sheet first because it gives him an idea of how complicated the game will be. Oh, and, and hey, you know what? That that's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. Uh, but it that can be deceiving. That can be very deceiving. Uh, if if you look at a uh, at a second edition AD and D character sheet and an Earth Dawn character sheet, <laughs> I think in 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 my opinion, the Earth Dawn character sheet looks more complicated. But in my experience. AD&D 2nd Edition is more complicated. So... I agree. I, I, I get it. You know, if, if, the, if the character sheet look, looks busy, you might go, oh, crap. This is weird. 
things. But the reason I don't do that is because of uh, my, my anecdotal experience is that the character sheet, if it looks busy, sometimes it's because it's, it's helping you out. It's, it's, uh, it's writing down all the bonuses and minuses you could possibly have to in the end result, make combat and using your character much more smooth a smoother experience because you have you have all the information in one area and once you understand what that information is boom 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 everything goes quicker whereas a character sheet that is very simple looking is missing all the nuance that can happen in combat or in interaction and you have to either know that or look it up which can slow down everything so yes so yeah, to, to sum up again, forward to get in the mind of the author, basic cl classes, OCCs slash whatever the game calls it, to to get the basic idea of of uh, of uh, how a character is, and then go into the actual minutia rules. So you uh, the, the those two first ones give you context to better understand what the author is trying to impart to you. So that, that's how I do it. How do you do it? I don't have a set way. Oh, <laughs> and, and 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 no, I I don't. And and uh, it it's because there's so many caveats. The first thing I don't do for the games out there who have books that are this thick, and the first thirty pages are some weird random story about some character that you're impressed with. I skip past that. Okay, I'm not saying it's bad because, like Heathen Dog says, it gets you into the mind of the game, mind of the author. I don't care. I'll do that later. I need to see what I'm going to be playing. I'm not a min-maxer. I'm not the type of person that needs to uh, figure out every rule of the game, but I need to see generally how the game's played. And uh, in my mind, from what I can remember just from the books that I've, I've gained recently, obviously D-Genesis being completely different, <laughs> that one doesn't count, but the rest, I usually look at character classes first. What, what can I be in this game? What is this world? Uh, what, you know, what does it entail? Like he said, if it's just... Fighter, cleric, magic user, thief? Okay. Uh, can I do anything past that? I mean, let's use an example. The game that I'm making has, right now, those four classes. However, how you spend your points... Uh-oh, did I just say points? No, it's how you, how you pick your skills and how you do your stuff. That's gonna what... That's gonna... Uh, uh, that's what's gonna make you the individual you are. Yeah. Is it possible for you to be a fighter, but pick the thief class? Yeah. It just means that uh, your talents will just call, and that's not what they're called in the game, but they will just say your talents are going to be different than a fighter's talents. But instead of being a warrior, you're more of like a thug. Uh, you've, you've got these abilities that, uh, you know, except for you, you pumped up your melee combat, you pumped up your strength, you pumped up, you know, so and so forth. So <clears throat> when I start noticing things like that, then I start saying, okay, so this game might only have four classes, but within these four classes, I've got infinite or near infinite, uh, a realm of imaginative possibility. Now, the next thing I look at um, is I, I just, I do some basic dice rolls. What happens if I'm standing here, you're standing there, and I want to club you in the head? In the head. Uh, outside of that, I mean, like I said, I don't read books from cover to cover. I just read the chapters that I need, and I skip around. I really do. I skip around, and, you know... I don't know how to say it any other than that. Like, like this book right here. Uh, my wife put a note on there saying, don't die. Actually, she said, please die, but whatever. Um, this, this right here, I still haven't read the Starship Combat of this one. So that's one of the reasons, Crafty, why I don't want to do it. 
but I've read the uh, the character creation and the talent section multiple times. I've read the game master section multiple times because that's where all the darkness behind the stars and so on and so forth. Um, but I haven't read the starship combat section because I haven't had a need to. Uh, if I were to run the game, <coughs> excuse me, if I were to run the game, would I, would you stop trying to fall? Uh, would I do, yes. So, I kind of pick and choose what interests me. Uh, for my game, if I were to make it a sci-fi game and I wanted to get ideas for how, how do these different games handle Starship Combat? Yeah, I'd read uh, Stars Without Number, I'd read <laughs> Starfinder, I would read, uh, you know, this uh, Coriolis, Alien. I, I would pick a lot of these games up to get an idea of how they do it. And then have it mesh with my system. If I'm a player, to be honest with you, I only look at what I do. If, especially if it's a brand new game. I love learning systems by watching the people play it. So let's, let's uh, Heathen Dog Lakes Palladium. Let's say he was going to run a Rifts game. Now, I know Rifts, so it might be a bad example. But uh, I, I would say, okay, uh, I am going to make a... Uh, well, I probably wouldn't make something that's magically oriented. But I'm going to make a... Uh, uh, a glitter boy, because that just looks awesome. I want. I got a big gun. Hell yeah, let's do it. I would learn what the glitter boy does, what its possibilities are, how to roll the dice, how to roll the skills, how my attack rolls work on a very basic level, and then you know leave it at that. I don't want to know how leyline walkers work. I want to look over as a player and a character and go, "Whoa, that was cool." It's one of the reasons, like, uh, so like when I uh, gave a. Uh, Got you guys into Earth Dawn, first edition. Mm -hmm. I gave the wizards a packet on casting spells and thread magic. And I you gave, gave you gave all the warriors a packet on on uh, on uh, yeah, um, combat advanced, options, uh, co combat options and techniques. Yeah. So the first time the wizard was like, "Wait, I can give ground and not get stabbed in the face so much." The warriors like, "What? You didn't know that?" Well, right, <laughs> because a wizard doesn't go out there and be like, "Okay, how do I not get stabbed in the face?" But they learn it. Then they, they're learning it both as players and characters. So I, now I don't do that to be a dick. I do that because that's how I also like to learn. Give me what I need to know to do this. Uh, Heathen Dog, I think, did a fairly good job of that with the, uh, the mage game. Uh, I mean, first of all, we were all technically hollow ones. We weren't following traditions. Right. But yeah, I, I, I removed a lot of the angst from, from the World of Darkness. I mean, there, there was still the, the permeation of, of uh, you're, you're fighting a losing battle type thing you know the whole sisyphus up you know rolling up the hill type thing but it, it wasn't pronounced all the time no no one no one was was crying in their in their kool-aid or whatever but uh yeah what, what 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 i did was the powers you had are the what you knew you knew other stuff existed but you didn't know how to use it to learn so rote you magic what other you do. you didn't give us rote magic even though it's no. rote but you allowed us to come up with our own rotes right Right. And that's what I loved about first and second edition is that uh, each each dot of five gave you a giant general ability to manipulate this part of reality. And it's up to the player character to find powers within that things to do and cool little cool little things you can do if you also use this other part of magic in conjunction with you know like like life magic and matter you can actually do this or forces and and entropy together you can do this if you have two dots of this and three dots of this i wanted them to to play around and experience it. And I just wanted to arbiter it like, no, that can't work. Or yes, that can work. Which in the and old version then, of mage you could do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but Max says, I hate when RPG books have character creation first. If you don't know the basic rules, telling me this class gets a plus one on attack roll tells me nothing. Plus one on a D6 different than, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I I understand. I, I understand that all that that that's that's a thing. Uh, the the only reason I said that I like to look at the character classes right after the forward is because I want to know uh, what the author thinks are the most important classes in the game. And then that will help me understand why the rules are written the way they are when I do get to the rules. I'm not I'm not looking at, oh, fighters get a plus one here. Fighters get plus four to this thing that I don't know what is yet. You know, I just wanted to know that, you know, the main things are fighters, psionics, and thieves. Those are those are the three main character classes in this game. That means in the I'm I'm closer to understanding how the rules are going to be structured because they're going to be structured based on these three core classes of player characters Stuff right, like i, I want to hit some comments here so uh, i never enjoyed a game that skimped on the art um you're gonna love degenesis go check oh, yeah. degenesis <laughs> um, yeah go ahead and check out degenesis the art is amazing amazing I'm, I'm of two minds on that one i don't like it when games backtrack the art if you start off with amazing art sorry but let's use Dungeons and Dragons. I love second edition art with Parkinson, Elmore, uh, Caldwell, so on and so forth. When they went to third edition and that little emo stylized nonsense, I hated it. I hate Earth Dawn art. I, I'm sorry, but Lobenstein is not a great artist, uh, at least from my taste. But damn it, that is such a wonderful game system. So I don't know. Um, as far as the character creation, characters first, and I got a couple other comments I want, I want to follow up on also. Um, but as far as the character creation first, I don't know. I, I, that, that, let's put this up. That doesn't bother me at all. I, I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because all I ask is that character creation is together. A perfect example of that is Astonishing Swordsman. Sor I had it. Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerers of Hyperborea. Okay. That was step-by-step -step character creation. You went like 300 pages into the book. <laughs> before your character was done but that's because it put everything at one time here are your attributes here's what they mean here's how you roll them here's how you get them this is what they do next here's here here's the professions you can be every single profession pick one next here here are the gods you follow you know I, I forget all the little things but i i like that as long as i don't care if combat's first or if character creation's first as long as it's all together right uh so right. now that, uh, that that's why i hated uh star trek adventures because you had to jump around mm-hmm it wasn't all in one place. Like if, if you want to make a character, you had to jump all the way around the book. Yeah, that, that no, that no. sucked. I hated it. it. It was mainly because of the, of the, of the narrative style. It was, it was telling, it was telling you how to play the game through a story. And sometimes stories meander. That's how it works. That's how stories work. You know, some, sometimes there's flashbacks. Some, sometimes there's flash forwards and that, that's exactly how the book works. And I hate it hate it thank you very much for the 100 bits sheriffs thank you for the salt yep. <laughs> and uh coffee freak thank you very much i missed that before but thank you for the subscription you're awesome thank you oh, thank really? you thank you yeah, on twitch oh crap. so absolutely appreciate that thank you um we had so somebody's like oh i missed the robotech talk we didn't talk too much about robotech yeah, I think we, we talked more talk about battletech than robotech but yeah the problem with Robotech for me is that uh, well, it's not in print anymore. I would buy them instant at the Palladium version, and people are like, "Well, there are other versions." No, I only want the Palladium version because it's yeah. the one I like the system. I like the game, but um, I'm bad. less of a Robotech fan and more of a Palladium fan. And for me, the whole uh, uh, that was my first Palladium game ever before Fantasy, before Risk, before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is actually my main game. 
I played Robotech first. Um, art has never been all that important to me, and I, and I get that. Um, like, if art was important to me, I would hate Earthdawn. But I, I, but I, I don't hate Earthdawn. Uh, I mean, I hate what's happened to Earthdawn, but... Uh, when you guys uh, read character creation, do you create a character along with it? I do. No. Not the first time I read through it. I look through it to see how tough it's going to be or what's going to be involved. Then I look at character classes and then I start paging through. Ooh, that's a pretty picture. Ooh, that's a sparkly. Ooh, that's a sp <laughs> like, like uh, if I were to let's use AD&D second edition for an example, I would start and be like, okay, small font. Can be stuff to take in. Oh, it's got humans and elves. That's neat. Uh, ooh, look at that spell. Fireball. What does fireball do? 1d6 damage per level of caster. So that means if I'm like a fifth... Oh, so fireball can be kind of cool. Well, how many hit points would I have at fifth level? Oh, character creation time. Okay, at fifth level, should I only get a d4? Wow, so that fireball's awesome. Not counting in the fact that, you know, fighter has a d10, but I'm, I'm more haphazard. I will read through the book from beginning to end, maybe not directly, but if I'm going to run the game. Outside of that, I literally just pull out the information that I need. I have fifth edition D&D books, I went through the character creation pages because I was required to. I read through the Warlock pages because I was required to. That's it. Oh, and the Xan Xanathar well, st stuff, I looked at uh, Hexblade because I had to. Outside of that, what's that? I, I just I just put a link in chat for, for you to fight with everyone who is, in, who is watching right now. This is a $10 <laughs> buy it now, one, one in inventory, original 1990s Robotech Palladium book. $10. Just click a button and it's yours. Wow, I'm not getting it. Um, damn it. So uh, after I spoke, I realized how decent the Palladium system is for handling. Like, uh, the only thing that Palladium did weird, you just got to get used to it. It's not even bad. I know Al has more hang, or sorry, Garthon has more hangups with it than I do. I don't think he really complains about it. It's just he finds it a bit nonsensical, if I remember correctly, is like when you start doing wild shots and, you know, so on and so forth. And, and I get that. I, I it, it is a... <laughs> unique take on on how to handle you know doing a spray and why does it take this much and only does like one point of damage and and so forth so forth because it's more suppression fires the way i saw it but hey whatever yeah. um so I, one of the things i liked about the robotech game is i like mini missiles so oh yeah the the way they and as a matter of fact the, the the way they did missiles in general like uh if if uh if, if you fired a cluster of missiles and if you if you fired a spray into the cluster and one missile exploded, you had like a seventy percent chance to blow up the rest of the cluster because they're so close. You don't have to dodge; you just shoot into it. It, it makes sense, and 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 uh, you know it, it looks cool. I hope I'm not missing any uh, any chat here that I'm supposed to be answering. Um, was that I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are strangers where uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja had the best example in the book about crappy sparrow. Me, hey, hey. No, I, I, I'm not a big fan of bird. Uh, I don't like the flying thing. Flying in TMNT is akin to true seeing for me in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, yeah, I, I, know, I know how to get around it. I don't want to. I would rather you just have to run and drive cars. But, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I don't know. We, that was a huge... Oh, no, no. Uh, that's right. We were actually answering questions. I, I guess I can't answer the question the way maybe Crafty wants, or maybe that is the answer he wanted, but it's just... I said uh, how did i treat this because it's the only book i have right next to me i mean this one i went in because i already knew the year zero system i looked at it and started just reading off the bat like okay what is combat oh this one treats combat a little bit differently uh let me go back to character creation oh crap okay so it uses some of the similar themes of your the age of your character oh this one doesn't use age this one now uses are you a plebe 
Are you stationary or are you privileged? Uh, and that affects your attributes and your skills. But it's the same thing as age in, say, Forbidden Lands. Um, you know, so now that I recognize that, okay, I get it. Oh, they got these icon things, so that's pretty big. I mean, when I first looked at it, I thought following an icon meant you had to follow that icon. No, no, no. It's like uh, Final Fantasy. It just means you're born under that star. And you get a bonus from that. You don't have to follow that icon, which good, because that would mean every soldier mysteriously was always born in the same month because they're all going to want to follow the judge, you know. Uh, but the uh, Genesis was such a different one. That's the only new game. Well, oh, no, no, no. The anime game. Uh, Bessem. 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 How did I do that one? Honestly, Bessem, I kind of started that one beginning to end. Like, I picked it up and I just started from the beginning. One, I'm not an anime fan. And two, it's a point-based system, and I didn't want to miss anything, so I actually paged that one through from beginning to end. Almost like you saw us do it on the stream, so. But how do you approach your books and learn the rules? you got a lot of different books. I answered well enough. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, a lot of my rules are, are experience. I, the only game that I can go to you right now and say, I learned this one without playing it was Earthdawn. And that's because my first group at Kirtland Air Force Base in 1993, when it was just a pamphlet before it was actually even a book, we picked up the pamphlet. I liked the idea of it. I wanted to try it. We were getting bored of second edition AD&D. Boom. Once the books came out, we started, we, we kept with it, and we kept going. And sure, I didn't have everything memorized. Hell, by the time I did Heathen Dogs Group in like 1998-ish, whenever that was, 96, 98, um, I still didn't have all the rules memorized. Because I rely on the players. And I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'll be upfront with you. And I've read some books recently. I think the Bessem book does this. And I want to say Degenesis did this as well. And Degenesis is kind of rude about it. Where it's like, hey, you as a player, you're, you're responsible for your damn character. The Game Master can't know everything. There are over 100 potentials, different levels, all this stuff. You can't expect a Game Master to know everything. And, and that's kind of my approach to games. Like, okay, I'll run it, but you have to know your character and don't bullshit me. Yeah. Which really helped because you, you only gave us information pertinent to our character. Yeah, I mean, by that point, I'd actually run it twice. I mean, by twice, I mean two campaigns. One, a real failed campaign. Let's not even call that a campaign. A couple of sessions before that bombed. Um, that was my whole Korea. That was part of my whole Korea nonsense. But, uh, but I ran a year long at Kirtland, so I'd already kind of known what was going on. But yeah, I mean, I didn't memorize everything. so Because I didn't run into everything. Uh, to this day, I still don't really... I. I get nervous about illusionists, sky raiders, and air sailors in the game. It's because illusionists do weird things that can totally just turn the game on its head. And sky raiders and air sailors are going to be bored because I don't like fast travel. I don't like fast travel in MMORPGs, and I don't like fast travel in, in uh, fantasy role-playing games, so I'm not going to give you an airship. And especially when it comes to the, the sky raider more so, but both of them, they have to have an airship. Yeah, or else, they're, or else, you know, 90% of their, of their talents are useless. Uh, Shot says, uh, West End, D6, Star Wars, and Shadowrun, despite all their flaws, always love their flexibility. Yep. I, I like the fact that you only need one kind of die. I mean, that that's why mm -hmm. I like I like uh, uh, Shadowrun. That's why I like uh, Old World of Darkness. That's why I like the 1980s uh, um, uh, Marvel superheroes. You only need one kind of die. A D6 or a D10 for them. That's it. That's all you need. You know, you may need multiples of them, sure. But to hit, defending, damage, everything, same die, same die, just one die, just a number of different, different numbers of the same die. But in the Marvel superheroes, everything is just a percentage die. That's it. Mm -hmm. 
D100, everything, everything. Super easy. Um, so shot for Degenesis. Our actual last series was on Degenesis, so you can see some rules on that. Uh, there's a, there are a couple other YouTubers out there that that talk about it. It's a very niche game. I, I wish more people would pick it up. So we do have videos on that already on our YouTube channel. Uh, was it uh, Coriolis? Coriolis is like uh, I don't have too much Coriolis specifically, but I do have a bunch of different Year Zero engine. That's actually what the folder is called or the playlist is called Year Zero engine, and. Uh, um, I remember that one. Had to actually shift. Yes, had to shift. And and, and was it? What was the? What was the? Uh, the infinity sign? Yeah, that that was beyond. Beyond. There you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was something he said just a moment ago. I had it on the screen. Oh, I don't like point by systems. I get their appeal, and I will tell you that the game I'm making is a partial point by system. But I also believe in randomness. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that everybody is the same and everybody gets 35 points. I believe that some people are going to be born with 30 points. Some people are going to be born with 37 points. Now, how that translates into the game, I don't know. My, my game, I'm, I'm, I'm handling it a little bit differently. Uh, essentially, for skill points, everybody has, I think, uh, well, let's. I'm just going to throw out a number. Uh, everybody has 10 skills, and then you roll a D4 on top of that. So you might have 11 or you might have 14 skill points. Because everybody has, everybody's a little different. I, I don't like pure point-based games where everything's balanced because I just don't believe in it. With that said, I absolutely understand that point-by games. Now, it depends on how point you are. I mean, GURPS, I can handle. But when you start talking hero system and even Bessem to some degree, that, that, gets, that gets a little out there it for me. It's super crunchy sometimes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. but if you're talking like a D&D &D type, a 5th edition type point, I, I get it. I, and, you know... It's it's quick, it's simple. Once you know it, you you go through it. I mean, to be fair, Earth Dawn, you could have played Earth Dawn without point by, but we still did the point by for that as well. Um, so I can't say that I that I hate it. I, I, I just my preference is point. Let's have point by, but let's have some randomness. Hmm. Uh, custom D six and Thunder Road is. Some of you people are posting on both sides. Here. I know. <laughs> uh, let's get a, one and two. Wait, what is that? The custom D6 in Thunder Road is because... Oh, that's right, because you said that it had like one, one, two, 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 three, four, whatever. Right, right, okay. right. One, one, two, two, three, three, and four. Or three and four. Yeah. That makes sense. Original Top Secret. God, okay. This is like the fourth time this week I've heard somebody mention Top Secret. I've never played the game, but everybody I know has played it going back to like 1945. I mean, come on. Except for I'm me. Like, I haven't played it either. Okay, I'm, yeah, I, I I played ninjas and super spies when I when I played my secret agent game. So, yeah. mm -hmm. but I like it's weird because I hadn't heard the top uh, I'm sorry top secret in years, and I've heard it multiple times this week. And I'm like, <laughs> cyberpunk, you can roll point pool for set right. Yeah. Um, all right, I think um, got some good chat going on there, and I appreciate everybody chatting. We'll try to keep up with it, but I think. Um, <laughs> technically, shadow and dice are one no 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 five and six. Well, no no. Uh... Uh, I just say six because four, four is the is the normal normal success roll. Is it? Yeah. So it's it's four, five, and six are 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 your average difficulty successes type thing. But uh, you know, uh, sixes are the re rolls. So, so yeah, yeah. So sixes are the exploding. So it'll, it'll go up higher. But uh, um, your your average your average difficulty for an average task is going to be target number four. I can't do a segment on it, Ravenslayer. I'm not learning any new games. Uh, I, everything I'm doing now for the foreseeable future is going to be games I already own 
or updates to games I already own. Uh, because was, he has to concentrate on moving. Well, that plus, I mean, let's be fair, and I don't want to speak for you, Heathen Dog, but we did talk, it was kind of burning us out, too. So, because uh, you have to consider segment two. I, I usually have to spend a couple days trying to figure out segment two. Uh, I have to spend time, you know, researching the games, make sure I get it right, because a lot of times I find out that the way I'm playing the game <laughs> isn't the way everybody else plays the game, you know? So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, Indigo Dragon. Uh, that was the only thing I liked about Star Trek Adventures was the was the the life path character generation. I liked that. I think they did really good job with their with their uh, life path character generation. Well, but you that, should do Traveler then. Traveler's got a great life path system. Yeah. You can die in character creation. Yeah. Hey, you know what? The that's, original that's Twilight Two Thousand had a life path system because what I would do is I always played a Soviet. Soviet expat that played on the NATO side mm -hmm. because, because, you know, I was speaking Russian at the time and, uh, uh, and I always made my character really old so that he could have ranks. <laughs> and, and there are a couple of times I aged myself out, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do like life path games as long as players are willing to accept the randomness of it and game masters are willing to say, okay, I don't want any characters in this game past age 25 or everybody in this game has to be a grizzled veteran or something like that. I hate it when one character is like an 18 year old with no capability. And the other one's like a 45 year old doing everything, but he dies at one hit point, you know? <laughs> so, okay. 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 Let's, let's, right, yeah. let's move on to the second yeah. one. So this, the second one that we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about something that I just came across like an hour before the stream started. So I don't know how many people I've been talking to Heathen Dog for a while, but Clownfish TV is saying, "Hey, I'd like us to put some content out there like Clownfish TV." Well, now he's going to see it, except for he's going to see it in a stream uh, a stream format instead of a, a YouTube video format. But it's pretty much the same thing. They're just a bit more casual on the stream than the YouTube videos, right? Um, but an interesting comment was made. I was listening to the stream, trying to finalize some stuff, and and I had to stop. Like, wait, what did I just hear? Um, Heathen Dog, would you like to talk about your experience while I get this uh, set up for a moment with your experience uh, of uh, the old Legion weekly live stream and how you talked about basic fantasy RPG? All right. Well, uh, basic fantasy RPG. Uh, I, I liked it. It was it was it's extremely easy to get into. It's extremely easy to un to to understand. You, you anyone can pick up the book, read the rules and and be able to play competently. I mean, it is uh, for it is uh, it is deadly, which means is there there, there is, is, is the one more danger. danger. Oh, I'm dumb double because you have that, that up. Okay, it's also flickering too, which is weird. Okay, uh, there there is danger, so uh, it is it is uh, it would be considered more OSR, and it's it's built that way, you know, high fantasy type type thing. And uh, magic is is not completely prevalent everywhere. You know, not everyone has has a magic spoon that that creates food all the time. No, ma magic is 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 rare and and prized and powerful. So it it, it gives an atmosphere that I enjoy. And uh, and uh, it it doesn't. It is it is apolitical. And well, it is a sociopolitical because it's just rules part of the game yeah it's just the rules that's it that's all it is there there is no commentary social political or otherwise there is no commentary because that that's not up to the the, the person who created a game to figure out how you're going to play you're going to play how you're going to play these are the rules you play by and that's it and i loved it it was great what what, what i played as, as my main game it doesn't have 
the it doesn't have the built-in flavor that I like. Well, that, that's because you're supposed to be your own game master, exactly, your own game, exactly, game world exactly. builder. But that, that, that being said, uh, it's it's simplicity and lack of flavor means that every single game master can interject his uh, his or her own uh, personality and and uh, flavor into the world to to create a a unique feeling using the exact same rules, which is great for for what it is. It's great. And, and, you know, and Chris have, Gonerman actually, no actually and Chris Gonerman, the creator of the game, actually uh, supplied us uh, uh, giveaways. Yes. So I want to be very upfront about this before we talk about what's next. But uh, yeah, he he uh, Chris Gonerman has been cool with this. He's responded to emails and chats or whatever else that mm -hmm. we needed. So Chris Gonerman has been cool with us, and t as far as I'm concerned, he's still cool with us. But you know, we like to talk about some topical stuff that uh, happens in the gaming world. And I'm going to try this. Go ahead and mute Heathen Dog. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try to play this, and hopefully it's not all flickery again. If it is, I'll have to try something else. Um, that. Do that. Ah, it's flickery! Are you seeing it flicker? Okay. Oh, that kind of stopped. Let me see if I can do it that way. Alright, seems to have stopped. Uh, hopefully it's good. Now I'm going to play only about a minute. Actually, it'll be a minute and uh, a little over a minute, and then I'm going to skip to a second clip that'll be a little under a minute. So we're going to play about two minutes of video here. Uh, please tell me in chat if you cannot hear it. Hasn't started yet. Don't start chatting now. Well, how many people do you think will just make their own stuff instead of going to legacy entertainment, like fan films, 3D printing, miniatures, etc.? I think tabletop gaming needs to... Uh, find a way forward to do the whole alt uh, thing because uh, you know I, I've been looking for an alternative to Dungeons and Dragons because I don't like fifth edition. Sixth edition is going to be a train wreck, and I found one. We had a, a viewer tell us about Basic Fantasy, and the writer of Basic Fantasy got all butt hurt that I mentioned his his gaming system. Yes, on Confish TV, and I had nothing but good things to say about it because I said, look, it's a throwback to '80s Dungeons and Dragons. It's kind of homebrew. You can go get it on I Amazon. I know for a fact it worked. People were buying it. People, hundreds of them via the link we put on Clownfish TV. I know this. And then he freaked out. He never contacted me, but he freaked out and said we were making it political. I'm like, I'm not making it political. I'm just saying I don't like the fact that Wizards of the Coast is getting political. And I like your system because it's a throwback. It's not political. Because it's not political. And yeah, he got we're mad. making it political by saying it's not funny heathen dog he just like said that freaking the hell out and i'm like oh my god dude and he never he never contacted like, me screw you and I have i'm like fine i won't not selling them uh, yeah i won't recommend it anymore but we need i'd love to have clownfish tv needs to come up with a, a dungeons and dragons alternative okay now i'm going to fast forward to one other and this one will be a little shorter come on slide out right that's close enough on twitter his name is Blaine Martha Gibson. There are going to be a lot of people leave Rooster Teeth. That is a sinking ship. I'm I'm not apologizing for that. It's a sinking ship. They're going to be a brand under Warner Media, and that is it. Now there's talk that Warner Media and Universal might merge, mm -hmm. and which means so more I guess I was a little early on this one. Um, Alex Walker, thank you. You can get a video game version of uh, uh -oh. Animal Did Farm I pick the wrong on time? GOG.com. I like GOG more than Steam now. Steam is... Uh oh I may have picked the wrong time. Oh, I did pick the wrong time. Damn it. I'm a minute. I'm a minute early. My bad. My bad. Sorry. 
That was my fault. Oh, 14240. There we go. 14240. No, 14140. About tabletop. Yeah, I'm I'm really bummed about because I I love basic fantasy. We bought like almost everything and the kids loved it. It was easy to understand. And the dude flipped out. I was like, sorry, we made you money. Sorry, I won't I, do that again. You won't do that again. I won't recommend your I never said he had the same politics as me. I just said, here's a game that's apolitical. It's like D&D back in the early 80s. He probably did have similar politics to you if he actually asked, but not that it matters. No, because I think think the cancel culture mob came for him, and he's not used to that kind of attention. How dare you Hundreds of copies of basic fantasy. It became to our attention that you made cool things that that we didn't get to control yet. We got to fix that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, so that's, uh, let me turn this off. Stop sharing. I'll come back and talk. Okay. So sorry, sorry about that middle mix-up. I, I selected the wrong time. So that's all right. Yes, pro it, streamers here. That's for, right. <laughs> from from what I know of of Chris Gonerman, I think that he just misunderstood what was can, what was going on. I mean, well, I I, me I, I think it is a misunderstanding on his part. I, I probably. But uh, is there a link to this video? Yeah, I can put a link in there. It's it's a stream. Just so you know, it's Clownfish TV stream. Well, if you just go to Clownfish TV's uh, site on YouTube, if you type in Clownfish TV, you'll probably find it faster than I can get this share link. Um, oh, there we go. Do, 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 do. Bam. All right. Oh, you have somebody else. Put there. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so I, I like Clownfish TV. Now, now, here's the thing. Clownfish TV is openly is center left. They just don't like cancel culture. I am more center right. Like, I'm libertarian right. You know, uh, I, well, I don't care that people do certain things in their lives. I feel I have the right to mock them for it because I do believe that society needs some structure and so forth. But, hey, I will also defend your right to do it. They are on the other side of, of the fence in that regard where it's like they don't even necessarily like that. You know, they think that everybody should live and let live. And, uh, you know, if you're mocking somebody, I'm not saying that they say it's hate speech, but, you know, they lean more towards we're not going to do that. I, I don't care because I don't care about your feelings. Um, now, the reason I say that is because this whole cancel culture thing has gone weird. It's just gone weird. If you've got Clownfish TV, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope a heathen dog's right. That was just a misunderstanding. Clownfish TV isn't right. Yes, they have a lot of people that want to cancel them, but they're not right wing. There, there are quite a few times when they say things, I'm like, eh, I can't get with you on that one because that's a little, that goes off the deep end for me. It's just how I, how I feel. Literally about it. left field for you. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, literally left field for me. And I, but I admit that I'm a right winger. I, I have, I am not scared of anybody in that regard. Uh, you know, but I'm more of a libertarian right winger. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a, you know, let's, let's, oh, the, the whatever, uh, you know, the corporations and, and so on and so forth. I want to let people live and let live, but I also want to be able to say what I want to say and call you an idiot if I think you're being an idiot, whether it's true or not. Um, so anyway, I, so I don't know. I, I hope Heathen Dog's right about the whole Chris Gonderman thing, that it was probably just a, you know, a misunderstanding. But at the same time, if Clownfish is right, and, you know, the SJWs or whomever got to uh, Chris... And said, you know, these are hateful people. I'll tell you right now, clownfish are not hateful people. I'm way more hateful than they are. I openly admit that and don't give a shit. Uh, at least in the way I talk. So, I mean, so what does that mean? So what does that mean if uh, Chris Gonerman and us? I, I don't suspect that he watches our streams and so forth. But does that mean he doesn't want us to talk about the games? That's one of the games on the list of things that I thought that we would talk about in the future. Why? Because it is a simple system. It's something we could go over again and something we could focus on because I want to talk about mo- most uh, more OSR type games. And guess what? It's one that he and the dog and I both have in our 
I mean, I have a physical copy of it. You can get the game for free on the, the basic fantasy RPG site. We have a physical copy of it each. So yeah. why not talk about it? And I, I, I probably still have the slides that I used for the, for oh, yeah. the Legion of Five stream. So I got all the rules out there too. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't want to copy what we did there, but, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. I mean, it's, and, and I'm not saying we are for sure going to do this. What, what I'm saying is that this was a consideration because we're trying to look at things that we can talk about that we can jump into without as much work, at least over the next couple of months few months, whatever, you know, with regard to my move. I know I've been threatening that for a long time, but it's just the way nature of the way it works. I like basic fantasy heart. Uh, uh, thank you, Heathen Dog, for introducing it. Hey, I'll be yep. honest with you. There's only one thing I don't like about basic fantasy and has nothing to do with basic fantasy itself in, in the regard of, um, well, it, it does, but everybody's doing it, okay? I don't like, and this is a personal preference, I'm not arguing about the OSR or what you think the OSR is. Personal preferences, I don't like something called OSR if it's all roll high or uses third edition saving throws, which effectively, if I remember correctly, it does. Reflex save, fortitude saves, or something similar to that. That's just a personal preference. I'm not saying it's not an OSR game, but I don't, I, I like Rod Staff Wand, Paralyzation, Poison, Death, Magic. I like old school saving throws like that or the way Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerers does it even a little better. Uh, Shot says, so it's another D&D 3.5 style game? No. No, it is not. It uh, it feels like uh, like first edition AD&D. It feels like it. When you're reading it and you're, you're getting the gist of it, it feels like that. So, Crafty says, old school essentials is better than basic fantasy. Might be right. The problem is, old school essentials writes in that SJW format, and that's not something I'm going to buy. If I catch it beforehand, I don't buy it. So I have basic fantasy. I can't tell you what format that's written in because I, I don't remember. Uh, but now, to be fair, I'm not saying that that uh, that basic fantasy isn't a good game, and I'm not saying that it isn't OSR, and I'm not saying that people should hate it. I'm saying for me, I prefer Combat Matrix Thaco, and I prefer saving throws that aren't directly tied to to stats. I don't like, oh, just make a fortitude save. I, I just don't like it. I... You know, uh, so, but if you like that kind of thing and then add on the fact that it is deadly, like, you know, first, second edition AD&D mm -hmm. or then basic fantasy is a, is a good game. Yeah. Like, and, and like, like they were saying, uh, like, like Clownfish TV was saying, uh, it is a really easy system to learn. I mean, uh, you want to talk about rules light? That's, yeah. there you go. It is. A lot I mean, of the pages you know, are just equipment. Everything you need and anything else that actually says in the book, Hey, up to, up to the game master. You know? Yeah, it does, it does have more optional saving throws, but yeah, the word optional happens a lot. Yeah, not not to be just fair, just shot. like it did in in AD and D and Second Edition AD and D, the 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 word optional happens a lot. Mm -hmm. In in Second Edition AD and D, if it was in a blue box, it was optional. It was up to the game master if you wanted to use it or not, and to if you wanted to speed things up, if you wanted to make combat and everything else move faster, then you just ignore everything in a blue box. You're good to go. Uh, base basic fantasy is is the same way. I mean, uh, you can make it as complex as you want, but the base game itself super easy to learn. You can you can read it, pick it up in half a day, and start playing and oh, be easy. effective. Yeah, and and, and for shot, he says looking at the character sheet has modern style saving throw. It it does. I mean, but to be fair, most yeah. even OSR games have that now. Yeah, it's like an amalgam of first and second edition ideals, but they like the third edition change to always roll high. And I get it. I do get it. And, and you know, and the, the easier to understand saving throws. 
I would be more uh, to as a compromise. I would say, okay, let, let's keep the roll high thing, but can you bring back the old saving throws? <laughs> like, at least, I don't know, there's just something about paralyzation, poison, death, magic, rod, staff, wand. If you're not rolling against an attribute, you're rolling against an item type, and I just, I prefer that. Again, I prefer the way Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer does it better, but I don't have that memorized, and I can't uh, think, of, like, they have transmutation versus petrification, polymorph, whatever, so. Mm. And yes, basicfantasy.org is where you can get the game for free. So I don't understand the attachment to Thacko, Okay, okay, um, ban him. I, I'm not going <laughs> to no, ban him, no, but I'm, I'm going I'm 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 to let you talk. I'm going to let you finish. So I'm going to go away for a sec so you can yell at him. Well, I was not really going to yell at him. It's just that it's not an attachment to Thacko. It's just that's that was a core nature of Dungeons & Dragons. I play all types of games that don't have Thacko. But Dungeons & Dragons should have Thacko or the Combat Matrix. Because that's what Dungeons & Dragons, that was a core mechanic of the game. Now, you can argue that initiative changed from D6s to D10s to D20s, whatever. But the, but the Thacko or the Combat Matrix chart from First Edition was a core mechanic of the game. And that was a defining feature of the game. I won't argue and say that, you know, rolling low and, or, you know, decreasing armor class can potentially be more confusing, although I think it's first grade math, you should get over that. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. But what I will, and it's not so much an attachment to Thacko. I, I don't care about Thacko, except for when people complain about it. It's just, it doesn't feel like D&D anymore to me. And it hasn't since 2000. It just does not feel, without the combat matrix, or without Thacko, depending if you like for, you know, basic first edition or second edition AD&D, it's basically the same thing. It's not the same game. That, that's just, yeah. All right. So. For the combat matrix, like, yeah, so, like, Astonishing Sword, I, I, Indigo Dragon, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I prefer the combat matrix as well. Especially, have to go have a good week. Hey, you have a good weekend as well, Hungry Ewok. Oh, so he's not going to pop in later. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I hope that clears, I mean, the, the point being is, I, I'm not hanging on to Thacko like we have to have it, but that is a defining feature of D&D. I am more adamant about people who complain about Thacko. If you complain about Thacko, then you raise the ire. That then it's like, okay, well, that goes stupid. No, you're a fucking moron. You know, because if you can't do first grade math, I have a video on fucking Thacko. Yeah. So if, if and, you can't figure it out, it's if you universally liked because it's really easy to follow. So except for the people that just hate Thacko as a whole. But now, mind you, my video is opposite of what the book says, because the book spells it out for you. If you read Thacko and how to do an attack roll, you don't need my video. The book says, do this, do this, do this, do this. You're done. It's in the second edition player's handbook. It's right there. Mine is flipped. And the reason mine is flipped is because I play with a lot of game or dungeon masters that don't like to tell the armor class of the creature. Well, now, how do you figure out what, what your role is and so on and so forth? Thacko minus, dar uh, sorry. Thacko minus die roll equals armor class hit. It's a mantra. Thacko minus die roll equals armor class hit. So if your natural Thacko is a 10 and you roll a 5, Thacko minus die roll equals 5 because that's the armor class you hit. And then the game master determines the rest. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that, that's, that's my thing. If somebody doesn't complain about Thacko, I don't complain about rolling high. So <laughs> I will watch the Thacko video <laughs> chainmail. <laughs> oh god, I, you know, I never played chainmail, so <laughs> like... <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not that old, damn it. <laughs> that goes really good. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. I don't want to call out Chris Gonerman over anything. He's been cool with us. We like his game as well. I guess my point is, and this is kind of the thumb in the eye to whomever, whether it's Clownfish or Chris or anybody else on the side. If Clownfish makes you angry, <laughs> then yeah, you something wrong. 
Yeah, you don't mind you. And you're really going to be angry when we start talking about your game. <laughs> so I've been nice right. the last couple of weeks, uh, comparatively, you know, if you compare to some other uh, videos. Right. All right, the and last what, thing, I'm sorry. Yeah, what's our, what, what's our third thing? What do we got? The well, third thing is I have to go back over here. Sorry, I was reading some Discord chat. Um, I can do two things at once. Suggestion box, there it is. Um, how much and how often is it a good idea to give players hints? So he, uh, what he was saying, he's thinking oh. about the Shrooms Guy quest. There were multiple right. times when Heathen Dog, here's a thing you can take with you if you want. He never spelled out what it was or why we should take it. Okay. Now the reason I gave, I, I, the reason I gave hints in that area is the reason I give hints, uh, in any game I give, I give hints only when I think that the player characters may not think of something because it's outside their personal wheelhouse of experience. Now, the reason I did hints at the gas station. Now I'm going to give a little background for people who, who didn't watch you, you. You should watch that live stream. It's separate. It was three actually parts. good. And I don't like watching exactly. live plays. And, and this, this one is in uh, part part one where they, they were gearing up at their at their base of operations and it was based in 1969 all right now for frame of reference now nobody has a paper map nobody has nobody thinks to bring a flashlight because everyone has a smartphone they have lights <laughs> on their phone and they have maps on their phone i'm old exactly yeah we're old so we would think of a paper map and a flashlight. All right. That's what we would do. I don't even, I don't even own a smartphone. Yeah. Okay. My wife has to tell me about stuff like that on my smartphone. It's like, you know, you have a flashlight on there. I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Now the reason I, the reason I kept hinting at, is there anything you want at this gas station? This gas station has everything that the, this, this garage has everything, everything that a mom and pop garage and a normal gas station would have in 1969 and i said it three times because no one said map they knew which, which anybody who drove in the 60s 70s and 80s you in your glove compartment every map books knew, of everything <laughs> yeah every gas station had a local area map and a state map available for sale up up until the the mid to late 90s yes the uh, look uh, again Oops. again Yes, but he stopped doing that as soon as we packed them. Yeah, I, yeah. you remember the AAA maps? Good, yes. No one brought a map, which is why you, you, uh, which, which is why the player characters got there a little late and it turned dark sooner. And dark is worse because it, it made the driving rolls worse try, trying to get away from all of the tiny killer mushrooms in the dark. <laughs> it made it, it made it worse. So yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the map would have helped. Uh, you guys picked up flashlights. You, uh, you, you, you picked up a, a can of gas, some all top cocktails and Mar Hawkman. I believe, I believe it was Mar Hawkman searched the, the barn and found kerosene. So excellent. Everyone did that. But the big thing was the map because, uh, um, no, nobody, nobody in the group had, had land navigation skill of any kind. The, the map would have basically got you an auto, an auto thing to follow the directions. That, that that's why I kept doing it. But again, me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the reason I, that's the only reason I give hints in a game is I, is where I think the people themselves will not think of it because we're, we are in some kind of period piece game or they're, they're new to the world that their characters are in and their characters would think of it, but they would not. 
So I only give hints when the characters themselves would definitely think of it, but the players may not because it's not part of the modern world. Like, for example, uh, if, uh, if, if you are going on, if you're playing in a fantasy game and you are going over a long overland journey, you as the person may not think to bring food for your horse. You may not think to, to, to bring uh, bags of grain or, or meal or whatever, whatever your, your mount will eat, but your character would never miss that would never, ever miss that. So I will hint that until you get it. Because your character would not, I'm not, I can't come out and say it because I want you to, I want you to make the leap because once you do that, then you're more apt to make the leap again without my hints. So stuff like that. That's why I give hints in a game because character knowledge and player knowledge are not always, you know, completely in sync with each other. And I want you to have to, to be able to think like your character. And sometimes that's difficult. Especially in a, in a, I remember that was a convention style game too. So yep. you had a definite beginning, a definite end that you had to get everybody to. So yes. if things started getting off the rails to say, oh crap, we don't know where we're going. Okay. You're just adding adventure time that is unnecessary that in a, in a more sandboxy type game wouldn't be such a big deal. Cause you can no. maybe have a side encounter or maybe right. they just go a different direction, completely forget about it, you know, whatever. Right. But the, uh, the, you didn't need the map. It just meant that you got everywhere late and it got darker sooner. That's all that's all it meant. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to not fight the main bad guy in the dark, which is worse. But, you know, no one no one thought to bring the map, which is fine. Like it, it the, the the game was supposed to be 4 to 6 hours. It was almost 4 hours exactly. So it did not affect the actual time of the game. It only affected uh, you know, the 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 end the end combat. The, the the last two hours of the game was a little harder because you did it in the dark and that's it it's still it still ran smoothly though so yeah yeah it still ran smoothly it was fine I, I was able to work around it it was good but yeah uh character knowledge and player knowledge are not always you know uh completely apparent and i want to make sure that you would not miss something the character would obviously not because it would be a granted like yes i would take a map because that's how you get that's how you find out where to get to places you've never been you have a paper map in the night in 1969 that's just how it was done now you got your iphone or or your whatever you pull up google maps and boom you're you know you're gold you unfold your phone <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. so uh, so with me as far as helping it uh, wow there's so many just i don't have one way of doing anything I, I, for me, it's about how it feels at that point. Now, if I'm running, like, say, a, a convention-style game like Heathen Dog, I might tell you everything. I might play the game for you. <laughs> like, it might get that bad. Um, on the other hand, if I'm doing a sandbox game, I'll let you, I tell you anything. You either pick it up or you didn't. If you didn't pick up the wooden stakes to, to stab the vampire in the heart, I guess you're re-rolling characters. Um, but it, it just really... Those are two extremes, but uh, my point being is it just kind of depends. Now, in my more modern view of games and so on and so forth if i really want you to have something or it is of absolute necessity you must have it i'll have an npc say here you go i'll have somebody drive up on a scooter here you go this is for you if i have to you know uh you know either the the, the quest giver or whatever you'll have it 
With that said, I very rarely have that because one of my personal rules is there's always three ways to solve every, we'll say riddle. I don't want to say every encounter, but every riddle. And, you know, for example, like in Heathen Dog's game, it was just made things slower, so who cares, right? But let's say you need something, uh, well, Crafty posted about uh, rolling perception checks for a, uh, for, like if somebody's going through a desk, maybe they miss something. I'm just going to read off the inventory items in the, in the desk. And if you take them all, you take them all. If you don't, you don't. Whatever. Um, you know, it depends on, especially, I like games that actually deal with encumbrance like Year Zero Engine, where it's like, you're not taking them all. You're not going to want to take them all because you're adding that crap to your character sheet and you might only be able to carry 10 items uh, effectively. So you have to think about what it is. But, uh, you know, again, those, those wooden stakes come up. You grab them, you, did you not grab them? I don't care. Now, what, what I won't do is I won't have you roll to see if it's important. Um, you're in a dungeon. You've got wooden stakes. I, what? I mean, maybe somebody was well, trying to pitch a tent here. Uh, unless, yeah. unless you're in the dungeon for vampires, that, you would I'm know still, the wooden stakes are immediately important. Then you grab them or don't grab them. I don't care. Yeah. That's, but that's, if, if, if your character knows that they are going to hunt vampires, your character would not pass up wooden stakes. I, I would just I consider. Would I would cons I wouldn't because I'd consider willful ignorance. Okay, I, I would. I would hint. I, I I would hint that your character would not pass up wooden stakes. So I I would hint that the I would give uh, a push that these wooden stakes are important. Or if uh, if if there there is a flask of water with a holy symbol on it, I would hint that that would be more important. I would than identify it, strength. but. Nope, I'm, I, and, I, and I used to do that. I used to almost be like, what you find here is a dagger, you know, plus, you know, probably magical. Do you actually know what convinced me to stop doing this? A scooter with bright yellow exclamation point, <laughs> exclamation point, pulls up, hands you a quest envelope, then drives away. There you go. <laughs> I found you. And it's got to be a gnome. Now, um, you, you know what actually stopped me from, or started the, the path of stopping me from doing that? Because I used to do that a lot in D&D. Where I would run a game and I want the characters to have something and I didn't prepare well enough to have like multiple different outcomes. Like what happens if they don't have this? I mean, could you still fight a vampire without it? Sure. Slam the door. Hopefully it doesn't turn into gaseous form. Run away. Go back to where the stakes are. I don't know. Cast sunbeam. Uh, you know what? I mean, there are things you could do, you know, to regroup for a moment. Sure. Uh, but damn it, you need those stakes. Then you go back and get them or you find another method of beating. It was actually Earth Dawn. Purifier. Oh yeah, yep the 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 biggest troll item in the game. Yep, it's a rusty looking nonsense, like almost like you don't want. Now it's not overly expressed unless you're a bad game master. It's not overly expressed. It's just yep, there are there are a pile of items here. You see about four rusty swords, a short sword, long sword, maybe you know a couple axes with the heads starting to fall off and so forth. And uh, a land against the wall, though, are some pretty pristine uh, long swords laying there that look like they've actually either been well kept or because they weren't laying on the ground, you know, are, are good to go. Yeah. And unless and unless your character does some sort of uh, uh, astral sense, thread weaving, whatever. I mean, maybe there are things you can do that aren't check every sword, but that sword is in that pile of rusty ones, and you're yeah. gonna yeah. I mean, it, it, the the way the sword, the way this very magical sword is described, you would not pick it up unless you were absolutely sure that you were up on your tetanus shots, <laughs> right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to pick it up. I don't want to risk that. 
<laughs> right? But, uh, but again, there, there are things you, you, I mean, there are things that characters could do in the room. There's no direct detect magic spell, but let's just, for the sake of simplicity, say you could throw out that detect magic, it would glow. Yes. Well, the, um, the, wiz the wizard has the, has the uh, sense magic. Yeah, winlings can sense magic too, yeah, and astral sight. Natural, natural magical sight. Yeah, yeah. astral sense, astral sight. I mean, there yeah. are absolutely things you could do. Thread sight. You could just, I mean, you could say we're picking up everything and we'll go through it all later. I don't know, but I mean, that might be a little more weird. But the point being is that it was actually the impetus. I remember that started the impetus of me saying I got to stop telling people that there are good things here. They just either pick them up or they don't. Now, what you also don't do as a game master, you go, man, you miss purifier back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't do that. That's just that's just being mean. That's just being dick at that point. Uh, on the other, what's was that? On the other hand, uh, the legendary sword purifier is ten. Does it have ten magical ranks? Is it ten? It probably is. I know it's a it lot. It probably is because it is it is a no joke magic item. It's right. But yeah, that's that, that, that's why I call it the the biggest magic item troll in the game because <laughs> uh, it it is it is the worst looking magic item and one of the most powerful. I think once you tie a thread to it, though, it cleans itself up. If I remember correctly, uh, I forget. It's I been think, it's I been a long time. I think two. It's been a long time. Second rank, and yeah. it cleans itself up. But, but uh, uh, yeah. It's so, so, so Heathen Dog and I differ on that, where it's like, now I'm not trying to throw you to the wolves and be like, ha ha, you're screwed. Again, it depends on what type of game I'm running. If I were doing a convention style game like Heathen Dog did, I absolutely, I might even, like I said, I might even go to the extreme the other way and be like, hey, you guys might want the map. You know, uh, it's just because that's how my brain works. But for the most part, if you chose to do it, you did it. If you didn't choose to do it, you didn't do it. And if it caused your character to death, well, I always try to provide an out of some sort. Even with the vampire thing. I mean, to be fair, a few first, second, third level characters aren't going to be able to take out a vampire no matter what anyway. But, you know, with proper planning, you know, higher level, proper planning, you've got some things available to you. You can at least slow it down and go, crap, there were stakes back there. Go, you'll probably send the thief. Go, 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 go. We'll hold it off. And like I said, you got uh, Sunbeam and uh, what else are vampires uh, allergic to? You know, uh, trying to turn holy water you're throwing at them. Oh. Oh, there, there, there was one, there was one time where I gave points. I, I was, I was, I was like, wow, that is a really good idea. Uh, there was one second edition AD and D game where, uh, um, there was, I did not hint that there was going to be a vampire. Okay. No one knew, you know, no one knew a vampire lived there. None of the townsfolk knew because the vampire just got there. So there wasn't the, oh my God, we're, we're, we're missing virgins or people got, you know, holes in their necks. None of that happened. That vampire just got there. And that, that vampire attacked the camp, turned into misform, started scaring them, you know, doing all kinds of scary shit, trying to scare them away. Uh, they, they had a, a, uh, a sealable metal container. Uh, they, they, they poked a bunch of holes in it with their, with the, with their uh, stiletto dagger. The, the thief, the thief poked a bunch of holes in it with stiletto, with a stiletto dagger. Wait, what, and, what was uh, the item? What was that? What was the item? It was a it was a sealable pot. It was it was like a pot okay. with a with a seal how, on it. How did that shatter? It was a metal pot. Oh, metal. Okay. It was a metal okay. pot. There was okay. putting holes in it, and uh, the the uh, the uh, cleric put a bunch of holy water in it, and the, the the wizard heated metal. So it it boiled the holy water into the air, forcing the vampire to come out of misform because it was taking damage every round because the holy water was also in misform. And so, uh, you know what? That that's clever. I'll allow it to work on him. That that would be one of my one-time rule things. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can it do this clever. one time because that's yeah, awesome. But don't work. 
Yep. It was cool. It was neat. So it forced him back out of misform. So so they and and then then they they could take out logs from the fire, you know, and start start beating beating the shit out of him because he couldn't turn into misform again because he would just be damaged by the holy water every round. So yeah, that that was pretty fun. But uh, whenever, yeah, I, I love that. That was good. Whenever I, I go know, camping, I don't know why that reminded me of the but yeah. Well, <laughs> we're talking about vampires. Uh, anytime yeah. I go camping, especially when I was in the military, I would down so many garlic tablets that my animals wouldn't come anywhere near me for days. But you know what? I never got ticks, and I didn't get bit a lot. And believe me, when you're out in the fields of New Jersey, Fort Dix, trying to pretend like you're playing war sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. You remember when I went out in the, uh, oh, in the swamp yeah, the in Maryland? The, the, yeah. the A-10 crash? Oh, yeah. The, the, there was a warthog. Uh, an A-10 warthog crashed in the swamp in southern Maryland, and I was volunteered to, to go out there and... Yeah, to, to to go out there and uh, and re recover, search and recover, not rescue. That dude was dead. Search and recover. And uh, yeah, it was a swamp, so you you, you can imagine that uh, I brought the deet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, on the way there, I was like, I'm going to a swamp. Deep woods off. That's my plan. I brought I brought four cans. Everybody came back with all types of carcinogens, but you know what? Nobody had mosquitoes. <laughs> It actually That's changed the biochemistry of my body for at least 10 years <laughs> wow. with all that, all that jet fuel, oil, coolant that, that I was swimming in, you know, and on top of whatever is naturally in the swamp. Yeah. It screwed me up bad. Yep. You were voluntold. Voluntold. Yep. To have, to have mandatory yep. fun. Yep. Voluntold. But I, but I don't think it, cause we weren't Marines. We were in the air force. They were pretty honest about it. It was going to suck, but you're going to go anyway. Yeah. Nobody, nobody in the Air Force tries to hoorah anything like that because we're all smarter than that. We're like, no, you can't, you can't make me pretend that this is going to be fun. I didn't have to go on any of that crap because I was in mobility. I was an augmented combat camera, so I didn't have to deal with any of that crap because I could actually go places. So, All right, so those are the three things. I mean, we talked about, uh, so the part one was um, how we read through how, our... How we our, read a book, yeah. Part two is uh, Chris Gonerman and Gon, uh, Clownfish TV, which yep. I, I hope I... I absolutely sincerely hope that you're right that that was just a misunderstanding i think it was a and uh and part three was uh yeah uh, hints hint for characters thing. yeah, I, yeah. It's, to be clear i i try not to and if it's really important like god the characters are going to need this or i'll just give it to them i you They're know both. it's going to be yeah. part of a quest you know oh yeah yeah there you go all right before we go into segment three i think it is time actually can you send out the link for segment here? No, no, no. Let's let's, let's start segment three. Let's start segment three. Let me let me. Hang on, let no, me no, no, no. Don't start yet. Don't start yet. Copy the clipboard. Hang on. Well, I was going to put up the segment three rules also. Sorry, he is put in, or he's putting into chat. Uh, there we go. Click on that link. And you can join us. And here are the rules. I mean, come on. If you can't click a button just to follow. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Mar Hawkman said, fun. That sounded like 0% fun. It was not 0% fun. It was about 5% fun. Wow. What were the 5%? The 5% was, you remember the story. The, Probably, uh, but... uh, where uh, they, they gave you waiters and a... Uh, uh, yeah, the, the six, little the foot long rod to to poke in front of you because there was there was holes, and if you fell in a hole, you could fall over six feet, which means you die. 
because the, the, the mud will encase you. You it's over your head. You won't be able to breathe and no one, no one will, will be able to pull you out. You just die. So you have a pole to poke in front of you. So you don't step in one of these holes. Well, I was poking a hole. There was a guy next to me, but we were in a line, you know, fod walk, basically looking for line. Do, 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 do. And I looked over at him. He said something. I look back. I hear, I look back. He's gone. He's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? I look down and I see him. He had somehow, <laughs> somehow, by, by the grace of whatever God he believed in, turned his stick sideways and put it under his chin. That is the only reason that dude lived. The only reason that dude lived. It took us 15 minutes to get him out of that hole. And we had to do it by unstrapping him from his waders and uh, and pouring water inside his waders to, to separate him from his waders so we could pull him out of the hole. What month were you there? Oh, shit. That was... Uh, it was hot. I don't, it, it, was, it, was either, uh, it was either mid or late summer. Okay. So right, yeah, well, it was it was it was it was eighty. It was uh, high eighties, low nineties, with of course a swamp, so ninety nine percent humidity. So it was shit the entire time. But uh, but yeah, that that was funny. I mean, not at the moment, but looking back, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. And oh, and uh, the the awesome part is I got to fly in a Black Hawk helicopter. Nice H six. Yeah. I got oh, to no, fly, no, no, in, no, that, fly in a Black Hawk because I almost died. Nice. Yeah. Uh, every uh, every A10 Warthog has a has a chaff ejector module behind it, where it, its whole purpose is to explode out small shards of aluminum to uh, to uh, um, basically have uh, radar locked missiles lose their lock. Okay. And big story time. Evade. Quick now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And 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 you and and you can evade. Well, I found it. And I started poking it with my stick un until the army EOD guy started yelling at me like real fierce <laughs> to get the fuck away from that. And I did. And uh, they, they boxed it up and they, they helicoptered it out. And the next day when we came back, the guy told me, yeah, it blew up on the way back. <laughs> on, the, on the way back, taking it back to base, it exploded in the container. So uh, he, I was like, wow, I lucked out. That was great. And and the army guy remembered me. And when, when they were evacing after all the explosive stuff was gone, they said, Hey, you want to ride? And I went, yeah. So I got to fly in a Blackhawk. It was pretty awesome. All right, there you go. Now we can go to three. Well, Mark Hawkman's going to wait for one more moment. Cause I've been waiting to tell we, before segment three actually starts. Oh. I want to tell of what's going to happen next week. So hold okay. on Mark Hawkman. So next week before Mark Hawkman goes here, Putting that up on the screen. This is what's going to happen on our channel. We're going to have Grim from Postmortem Studi Studios. If you remember him from the past, he visited our channel, graced us with his presence uh, back in October, I think it was. Yeah, and was he, was a he was our first, uh, our first real guest. He's a great guest to have on. I, I absolutely enjoyed his time here. Hopefully he did as well. Well, apparently he did. He agreed to come back. So, <laughs> um, but uh, Grim from Postmortem Studios is going to be here. Aaron the Pedantic, who we had on just a couple weeks ago, is going to be here. Uh, he, he graciously agreed to join also. DM Bloodworth, who we had on, uh, I want to say November, uh, he'll be here as well. And somebody we have not talked to before. I followed his channel for a little while. 
Uh, I don't think Heathen Dog knows him from Adam, and everybody confuses him with somebody else, because <laughs> I made a mistake and called him DM Dave, which apparently is somebody that's known. It's GM Dave, the man behind the screen, and the reason I invited him is, one, he's got a small channel, but two, he's going to be on my side. Every time I bring people in here, they're all you little left-leaning weirdos and so forth, so now I finally get a right-winger in here to uh, hopefully back me up, although he likes third edition D&D, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, no. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and and the the whole format for this is everyone is is going to bring uh with them in their pocket a tabletop RPG topic. Something have you they read that chat? About. Everybody so far said I don't have a topic yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's talking about topic. Well, we better find one. You got a week. You got a week to find one, and uh, uh, you you bring up the topic, and we're going to talk about it. So that's going to be next week. Turn, and every everyone everyone is going to have a good time. And uh, sorry, Mark Hockman, one more thing. And Heathen Dog, if you want to wait to answer this, go ahead. But uh, this uh, came up. Uh, have you read or played Palladium's Dead Rain game? That's that zombie apocalypse uh, one, right? I, yes, I believe it is. Okay. Uh, I like the guy's thoughts on the game. Um, I have not. I have. I haven't. I haven't. I, I don't. I don't own the book. Uh, I can look. I can look at it. And uh, if, 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 if I do like it, then maybe it'll be a new segment one. To, to be clear, I hate zombies i think the the yes this the, is going to be when max is gone during his move and and we have a real person to take his place i mean what? <laughs> i mean what? i could be I mean, here what? while you're doing it but i would have no interest in it because i think the zombie theme was tired and old back in 2010 i don't want to see a zombie again in my life and i love playing necromancers in games but i'll raise everything in the world except for a freaking zombie i'm so tired of that so anyway, and that's how I see the game. But with that, Mar Hockman is here now. Let's get our our, our th uh, segment three up. Oh, you did, did put it up, okay? Yeah. And uh, there we go. All right, Mar Hockman, what do you have for us? Well, uh, this isn't actually what I was wanting to talk about, but what Heathen Dog said about the whole EOD thing reminded me of a story someone said once. It said this guy had what he believed to be a dud uh, mortar round that one day fell off of his desk and exploded, even though he'd had it on his desk for 20 years. <laughs> See, dud, duds are, are yeah, short, short for uh, dumbass who holds it. Because <laughs> ju just because the, the firing mechanism uh, is damaged doesn't mean it, it will never work. <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing with this one is that it was a round that had the powder charge in it. It was, you know, still an it was still a bomb. <laughs> and, you know, one day, you know, it just happened that it got hit just right to trigger it, even though yeah. the, the first six or seven times someone had dropped it on its nose, it hadn't exploded. Oh, well, so anyway, did the person die or kill somebody else? I don't remember. You don't remember? That's the important part. <laughs> I, I... Well, well, instead of okay. thinking about that, let's let's talk about a gaming subject. <laughs> well, the, the story got told to me by someone in EOD who, if I remember right, the person who was in EOD kind of sort of the way he was telling the story was to emphasize why you shouldn't take uh, EOD. Uh, D materials home with you. <laughs> it's yeah, like, totally, oh, you, totally bad, yeah. you, 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 you think it's a, a, a dud? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it just hasn't exploded yet. Anyway, though, I don't know about that. All right. Um, the, the the basic thing I was want to talk about is like the hinting things. Like uh, one of the the 
RPG uh, sessions I have was like this this thing where you know like you have this party of adventurers who are you know they have this place they're going to, and um, along the way you know have to fight stuff blah blah blah. Well, one of the things that that he did was that you know he mentioned that um, one of the enemies is like okay you, you 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 shoot the guy it's a skeleton he like falls apart you see some glowing purple thing fall to the ground as, as the skeleton is falling apart. Well, it was a hint that the skeleton had been carrying a magical object that would be helpful to us. And his intention was for us to, you know, go and pick it up at some point. We completely forgot about the fact that it existed because of the fact that it took us like five to ten minutes of to clear up the skeletons. Yeah, and we could like completely left that particular plane of existence and, and didn't even think about the fact that it was there at all. <laughs> so how how did the uh, game master reconcile that later on when this item became? Yeah, because there should always if something's needed, the game master needs to have multiple avenues well, either of success or putting the item in the game. Exactly what you said about multiple avenues. Remember what I said about okay. useful, but not, you know, absolutely essential. <sighs> okay. We, we, he didn't actually tell us what the item was supposed to do. He just told us that it was a magical item. <laughs> okay, yeah, but me personally, uh, not, not knowing the world or, or how, how magic worked in that world, um, I would not pick up anything worn by an undead. Well, that was also part. Smart. That was also part of the thing is that the players didn't know exactly how magic was supposed to work in that world either, because of oh. the fact that it was basically a homebrew setting. And okay, it, it was sort kind of sort of using D and D rules, except that you know, again, homebrew the heck out of everything. Right, right, <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. Hey, and 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 as long as the game master had a secondary avenue of success that did not involve this item, then he was doing a good job. Well, uh, that's just it, though, is that he mentioned that it was a magical item that could have been useful and didn't tell us anything more about it. So well, that's I, fine. Honestly, I it because you didn't I, pick it up, or you don't get to know. I, I honestly yeah. don't know how useful it would have actually even been. So, yeah. Probably, it probably would have been like, you know, you hold it up and, and it makes all undead stay within 40 meters of you or something super oh. useful like that. You know, it'd be something like that. I mean, he probably didn't tell you because he didn't want to make you feel super bad. So, okay. Yeah. Right, well, well, okay. He did actually tell us one thing. It was a hat. It was a, that, it was a glowing purple magic hat. It was, yeah. it was a pimp hat. <laughs> yeah. I, again, it's like, it's like, okay whatever uh but um later on there's 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 a few other things where because he put in several like puzzle ish elements to it like uh you walk into this building and you see this like elaborate metal door and you have to figure out how to bypass the door and it was one of those puzzles where it a lot. If this was a uh, computer game, half the people who were playing the computer game would look at the puzzle and then then look up a, a, a walkthrough on GameFAQs to figure out uh, what to do with it. 
Yeah. <laughs> because of the fact, because of the fact that it it was one of those things where yeah, like you know, like in the to that two braided games where you walk into the tour room like, oh hey, there's a bunch of statues in the rooms. Now I have to like move the statues into. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's a it's it's a it's a puzzle game to to the point where it doing it doing it without cheating is going to take so damn long that it's not worth it. I personally don't put puzzles like that in the game. I mean, uh, for the, the, the most I'll do is like, uh, uh, three symbols that have to be put in a proper order. Well, well, it's it, it, the it, hardest it, one that I will do. And this one, it, 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 he actually did a thing where if you were to approach the problem, right, it would semi solve itself. It's just that none of us thought to look in that one specific place. And, and mm -hmm. then he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, what about this thing over here? Maybe you should look at that. <laughs> Mm, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm not big on the whole puzzle thing either although i think that they're important uh mm. for for a lot of dungeons but again every puzzle has to have multiple ways of solving it even if one of them is just crashing through the door mm. yeah. like it, when you only give the the worst puzzles are puzzles that only have one solution to it and the game master is sitting here hee he, he, only i know the secret to this because i looked up stuff online and these guys don't know how to code in fortran or some crap like that it's like no there's, there's uh, gotta, you've got to you've got to make the puzzles solvable multiple different ways. Um, it doesn't have to be crashing through the doors, or at least get the clues multiple different ways that don't make the players feel stupid. My problem with puzzles is I overthink them. Hmm. I've been burned so many times in the past on puzzles that I never go for the easiest solution, and that's what screws me in puzzles. And then I feel even stupider because it was like all you had to do was light a fire, you know. Hmm. Well, actually, that, that that was one thing that I kept trying anytime he put any sort of puzzle in front of this is lighting it on fire until the final one, at which point I'd given up on that because of the fact that it never worked in any of the previous ones. And and then he's like, wait, I was expecting you to, tr uh, to try lighting that thing on fire, too. I mean, well, at, at that point, you lit everything else on fire. I would expect you to light this one on fire, too, <laughs> to be fair. I mean, because like the, 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 there was this one thing where he, um, we, we walk into to this room with like a flat stone floor, and there's this, uh, you know, obvious treasure chest in the in the middle of the floor. I'm like, okay, this is a trap. I'm going to burn the treasure chest. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, it, 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 that, that that's basically the game master hinting that this is a trap. Yeah, but you have a completely bare room with treasure right in the middle. I mean. Well, I, actually, I've seen it, all it, the it's movies. not even treasure. It's a treasure chest. <laughs> um, see, yeah. I mean, everyone's seen that movie. So, yeah, no one could be fooled by that. Yeah, and no one was surprised by the fact that the floor uh, collapsed as soon as someone opened it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Mark Hawkman. Well, Oh well, we'll see. The 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 the, the part that I, when I didn't immediately try lighting something on fire though was we had a pseudo boss fight at, at, at the end of the uh, uh, session. I say pseudo boss fight because we don't beat the boss. We have to figure out this puzzle combat sort of thing to make the boss go away because it's a magical projection and the boss isn't physically there. Right. But that was the trick, is that we didn't actually know how to get rid of him, and he was expecting me to try to light him on fire. Yeah. Because you lit everything else on fire. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, just, it's just that the first thing he mentioned is that we can't actually kill him because, you know, that's 
just not going to work. So, which is the entire reason why I didn't try doing that is because of the fact that, you know, I can't burn him to death. So what's the point of trying to light him on fire? <laughs> hmm. Oh, well. Yep. Okay, understood. All right, Mahawkman, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Mm -hmm. All right, talk to you later. I'm going to put the link right. out one more time. Please do. I like the pimp hat of Baron Samidi. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so remember, guys, this is open mic, so anybody can join. All you have to do, you don't have to have a camera. Yeah. You, you want to talk about microphone. combat and Coriolis? You, you want to talk about uh, the uh, um, Chris Gonnerman uh, clownfish thing? You want you what you want to talk about how you uh, approach a brand new game system? Go ahead and uh, jump in and tell us what you think. In the meantime, uh, do, 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 do. I'll put this up one more time. So that's what's going to happen next week. Looking forward to this. I'll laugh of my surgeries on Friday. <laughs> uh, well, I won't. Also, then I'll be doing this alone. <laughs> I, I will I will drug myself and I will be here somehow. No, no you somewhere. don't understand. If if you have hernia surgery for the first seventy two hours, you will not be able to sit in a chair. I will lay. I will use my tablet and lay down and stare up at it. <laughs> yeah, there, your your body will not go into a right angle. All right, there is no way. It's not happening. Here's what I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put a bunch of links into chat. This is so everybody in chat knows what's going on. The four people who are going to be gracing our show next week, I am sending you links to their YouTube channels. In the meantime, while we wait for somebody else to pop in here, if not, well then after these links, uh, we'll wrap the show up. And if you have not followed or subscribed or whatever, it's YouTube, please so subscribe, subscribe to these folks, please do. I'll always tell them Legion of Myth sent you. Oh, or right. RPG Digest, either way. Either way, it's fine. And we're not just sending you these links because they're random people. We actually like them. Oh, the many, many uh, zombie, zomb zombicide board games. My favorite zombie board game is Mall of the Dead. M-A-U-L of the Dead. It's actually based in a mall, and uh, there's a never-ending stream of zombies, and you have to collect uh, certain items to be able to get out before you get overwhelmed, eventually overwhelmed by the zombies, and it's a fun board game. I love it. Sheris is in the wings waiting for go us. Ahead, so go as, ahead and bring him in. I'm still getting I got one more yeah, link to do. As, as soon as all the links are out there, we're going to bring Sheris in. Okay. Trying to not clack, clack, clack with this crazy mechanical keyboard. It's actually a Cherry Silent, too. Oh, you want crazy mechanical keyboard? Check no, I do not. Check this out. Yeah, IBM, so, bitches. 1940s? What was that from? Is that a typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's older than Heathen Dog. It is. Look at well, thing. There's only it's one thing here older than Heathen Dog. HP. Both of us, yeah. actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at that. All right, so you guys were talking about approaching how you approach uh, reading a new G, uh, RPG yes. title or whatnot. For me, I always start with a character section because I found um, if it's hard to make a character because I'm either bouncing around the damn pages or it just it doesn't flow right, I found the rest of the RPG to be the same way. It's mm. been, you know, like like your Star Trek experience where you're all right. over the freaking map. All over the joint, yeah. Um, 
And oh I, my god, that game! What the hell is the name of that damn game by those Italian people or whatever or South American people that you showed me? One second. Oh, <laughs> oh my is, god! I'm using it as a monitor stand. <laughs> Are you? It's a monitor stand. That, that, that's like on its side, and, I'm, and it's holding up my <laughs> secondary monitor, <laughs> so it's a little bit easier to read. Just one I, second. I want. I want to write down because the if you think the Genesis art is good. This, oh, this art stuff is insane. Was absolutely fantastic, but trying to read the game, <laughs> what, in the what ass. is this? I couldn't figure out how to play it. I even gave Neither it to Max. Can, can you figure this out? <laughs> I and can't. I couldn't. Uh, it's spelled E O R I S. E O R I S. That's it. It doesn't have like a subtitle to it. No, it's and it's from South America, is what I found out eventually. Um, and I, they still sell it. I checked it about a actually about a half a year ago to a year ago. It was still on sale. Um. Yeah, but that's, I mean, I love the artwork. Like, one whole book was, it's like the Genesis. One whole book is about the world. And the other book, I just don't give enough. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. It was, uh, it talked about all the different races and, you know, like depending on where you worship some sort of gods, but they're not gods. Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. It was, is Aorus <laughs> Essence. That's actually what it's called. Yes. And so, I mean, I, I bought it on a whim because I love the artwork in it. And I was like, you know what? I, I got to try it because I've never heard of it and nobody in my gaming group knew about it. And I was like, let me see what the hell this is about. And yeah, probably I loved it for the artwork. But other than that, it's just a wall I, I think hanger, that if basically. we took time to actually sit down and go through it, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I gave it the college try, but I had I had other stuff to, you know, look at in my life. Uh, anyway, yeah, but I, I was reading it like I read it like two times. And I still can't make heads or tails because a lot of it's based off of. Um, there's no rolling from what I could tell. A lot of it is storytelling. Oh, uh, it's one yeah. of those like a uh, storyteller RPGs versus mm -hmm. like you don't like roll your stats. You pick. All right. This is what I will look like. And so uh, so I'm cuter than normal. So right, I'm going to put my dot over here. And I just felt like that. You you're just too much for a power gamer system. Um, But yeah, so that, I mean, that was one game. system. I was like, oh, hell no. Um. And uh, when it came to the character creation, because I like I read it several times, and it just it just could not get through the thick mental barrier that I call my skull. Okay, um, yeah. So so yeah, I mean, uh, whereas whereas I go to the foreword to try and get in the mind of the writer, and then go to to the characters. You went uh, to the character descriptions. You went straight to the character generation just yes. to see is to see if you could follow it, and yes. you and it it took you into the woods. <laughs> it did. I mean, I I. I went back and, you know, try to read it from cover to cover and it just, no. Well, and th th that is, that is an example of what, uh, of what Max looks for in a game. If, if the character generation is step by step, boom, 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 take you through the whole thing, holding your hand through the whole thing. That's fine. <laughs> that's good because then, then you fully understand your character. And yes. if you fully understand your character, you'll 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 have a better idea of what your character can and can't do, and you'll have a better understanding of what rules are more important to you. What what rules are more important to a fighter, the class, than a thief class, than a mage class? These rules are more important. You're going to know because you understand. This is more like nature class, uh, spirit, animal class. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. over the mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why I liked Earth Dawn because it was I mean from beginning to end you you knew everything about your character. Sure, you had to do a little bit of jumping, but Overall, it was well put together. And I mean, second edition, the same thing. You know, you had to jump to your equipment. You had to jump to, you know, certain pages. But overall, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to go. How much time do I got to spend balancing between pages? Um, 
And I think that's what decides most of my RPGs, actually. Um, even the two different versions of uh, Firefly and Serenity that I own. Uh, though the second one, I think, was written by Margaret Weiss. I gotta reread that one. Well, it's like, I have Shards of the Stone. No, not Shards of the Stone. Uh, Sovereign Stone. Yes. But I have the original version that was done by, uh, what was it, uh, Weiss or Hickman and Elmore and so forth. So it's not the D20 crap. It's actually almost like the step system or like the Savage World system. Yeah, I always wanted to get my hands on that, but never did. But yeah, so yeah. So me, like I said, I yeah, think I can get in the agree towards Max on uh, yeah. what to do with that. Cool. All right. Um, anything Thanks. else? We've got Bruce in the wings here. Um, unless you've do, got you something else. You want to stay on and see what Bruce says? Oh, sure. You can make fun of me, too. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm not going to make fun of you over your choice in games. <laughs> oh come on which one of us because that could be all of us yeah, could, that, and, and that also goes for the people in the chat too just because you guys want to play like super furry bubble gum, bubble gum pop princess don't okay. mock mlp <laughs> what's what's My mlp oh oh, oh. My little pony. didn't you do a review of that game or was that some one of you guys in the I, I actually live stream because I bought it for my daughter to uh, get her broken into it. If you walk around with the little brony shirts on, though, I no, am going to no, mock no. you. You, I think, I think you were still living in Illinois when I picked it up. <laughs> you lived in Illinois too. I'm so sorry for that. I know that's yeah. my home state. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I live in yeah. PA now. Which is, I don't know which one's worse. Both of them are pretty effed up. I was I was forced to be there twice because I had I worked on Scott Air Force Base twice. Okay. So no, I, I joined because I liked the example of combat you did earlier, and I I do have to say that I, I like the aggressive mentality that you have for trying to describe the combat, and the fact that you're like saying, "Don't go on Overwatch, don't make your move," and then go on Overwatch every fragging turn. Okay, I, I get bored from anything if I find a crutch that every round the players do the same thing. I will go so far as to say that rule doesn't exist in the game anymore. I do not like crutches. Now, if you do it on occasion because it's necessary, or if you do something because, you know what, it makes sense at this point. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it into actual words without saying, just don't abuse a rule in the game. Don't cast the same spell every freaking round. Don't stand in the same spot. Every, don't worry about the same five feet or whatever every single round. Overwatch is a good thing. But Does grease spell make flammable grease? There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do that that's once the... at first level to show me you know how to play your character and then find new and interesting ways of... So, I mean, I, I missed the first part. So are, are you saying basically, like, I, we'll, we'll go back to our Earth Dog game. So this, unfortunately, Bruce would understand. Um, wow. Eric, he used to use what we call the Big Whopper. Every time oh, yeah, he yeah. got into well, combat, well, are no, you no, saying no, the no. same so, thing as that, or no, no, no? Actually, a... the Whopper was cool because remember he had the double cheeseburger, the Whopper, the Whopper with cheese, and the Whopper Supreme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he, he had variations on the theme, and he, right. he would he would dole it out to where it would be situationally appropriate. That's fine. He didn't just do Whoppers every time, you know, and and, and clog everyone's arteries. No. Okay, I'd just be curious on where you it's stood like, on that if, one. If you, I mean, even if you had the same opener all the time, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, I guess yeah, what my I point mean, is, you is just dance and decide not to use it. You're just dumb, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, un unless unless you're chained up or you literally can't do it. You know, there there, there is some stuff like like it. it uh, using Perfect air dance example. every round is is the same thing as uh, Elders. Elders, yeah. You, using air dance every every round is the same thing as 
uh, shooting people with a with a gun every round as your only range combat option. Dude, I have a gun. Well, I'm gonna air dance is also, I mean, that's an initiative role. Why would you not yeah. use it? You want to exactly. go first. It's not yeah. about one ability. It's about how how you approach the game. One, <laughs> one specific tactic. Now, now, this Eldritch Blast thing is funny for me because I play a Warlock, a Hexblade, and I refuse to take it. And everybody thought, oh my god, your character sucks because you're not taking Eldritch Blast. I'm like, if the game can't be played without it, then it's a broken class and shouldn't be in the game. If it can be played without it, then you're just lazy. So, anyway, okay, let's get back to Bruce because he, he's the one that graced us on here. So, uh, what, what else you got, Bruce? <laughs> no, the, the, the main thing is that the combat system should be fast, have good resolution, should be easy to follow, and it should demand players' attention. Mm -hmm. That system seemed to cover all the bases for what a GM or referee needs. Mm -hmm. Now I have to ask you, the characters for that game system, are they are they variable? Or do you feel mm -hmm. like it's more like a four-class option that we have from basic D&D, where you have four basic types, et cetera, et cetera? So... I'm I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm not going to answer that directly, and here's why. I'm not as versed with Coriolis as I am other ones, but I have the book in front of me. So uh, what I want to say is, yes, there are still classes, and there are still themes. You play more of a theme than a class, but within that, you have things you can do. So uh, character creation in Coriolis starts with the group makeup. So we all sit around, let's just say it's the four of us, and we're like, well, what do we want to do? I'm going to actually go right to that page. We're going we're to quickly make a character without actually making a character. So what do we want to be? Do we want to be free traders? Do we want to be mercenaries? Uh, do we want to be explorers? Agents? Pilgrims? Uh, those are the five main groups. Now, honestly... Mercs. Uh, mercs, okay. Well, that's what I... By the way, that's what I did with those. With yeah. those characters in the game. Now, mercs sounds the easiest, but mercs comes... I just comes said free with... traders, but that just because it allows us to do a lot of everything. <laughs> You really love playing playing all games that 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 involve like money. So mm -hmm. I, I would pick free trader money. I would pick free trader also because when you start the game, you owe half the debt on your ship. <laughs> so rather so, than full, huh? Well, it's you assume to have paid some of it off, or you've got a loan and so forth. But but the point being is like. Yeah, uh, I mean, but all of them are good. The only one I wouldn't want to do is Pilgrims. That's for a real heavy role-play group because it includes the more role-playing classes and so forth in it. But, are you, Bruce, since this is your, your, your question, are you good with uh, going with mercenaries? I'm actually good with mercenaries because okay. either mercenaries are free traders because there's money. Well, let's, let's do mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the only one. All right, all right. <laughs> well, um, so when we look under mercenaries, now we look at the, uh, the concepts. Do you want to be Corsairs, which are pl which plunders the free trades? Of, uh, sorry, just basically plunders trade routes, you're pirates. Do you want to be no. rebels, fighting to free people from oppression? No. Or do you want to just be tactical teams, which is what I picked for my example, uh, where basically you just get missions. It's almost true mercenary, like we're going to hire yeah. you for this. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with the third one. Tactician okay. sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, Everything else sounds like the GM is automatically going to just stack the whole deck against you. And even though tacticians in an RP sense could be like, okay, well, congratulations, you're in a war, and uh, you guys get the super hard mode, the nightmare difficulty stuff. <laughs> Everybody else is on easy and recruit difficulty. You, you get the hard stuff. That's what I love about this game is because that's not true. If you decide to do like pilgrims and you just and you walk into that same war, you're going to be fighting. You better hope that those charisma skills help you get through that. Um, so but but I get what you're saying. Now, mind you, as the GM, you could add more on there. You could be like, well, 
I want you guys, or my the goal for my game is to actually have you working as contract mercenaries, yes, but you're going to work for a faction. Factions are very important in this game. So you could add a fourth on there if you wanted to. I, my, my only point being is you're not limited necessarily to these three, but these three are what's in there to get you started. Okay. All right. So, so then now the next part comes up is you want to pick your character class. So you have the soldier, the officer. That's what the captain was in my example. Sure. You have the soldier, the legionnaire which is what the soldiers were in my sure. example. Sure. You have a trailblazer, which is a scout. I didn't have one. Mm. You have a pilot, which is a fighter pilot. And you have a scientist, which is a technician, going to fix your stuff. Or the operative spy, which is what I did, except for instead of trading it as a spy, I gave it, even though it's the same thing, I gave it the skills of the data gen, the hacker. So, yes, within there, I already turned that character away from being a direct spy and turned it into the hacker through the skill selections. Again, could you do more? Yes. Could you find, because a lot of the classes weren't even mentioned in the mercenary unit. The thing is, is you typically wouldn't play them. You wouldn't play a, uh, there's a pilot, there's an operative, there's a negotiator. I mean, it might sound great. Uh, hey, negotiator is going to get us better contracts, right? Hmm. What are you going to do during the actual mission? Sit on the ship, twiddle your thumbs. Right? I'm so no you could be like, um, oh shit, I'm trying to think, like Nathan Fillion's character okay, off of Firefly. Okay. You can be anything, but I'm just, my point being, is like, we can all use our imaginations, but these are the core ones that they set you up with. Uh, yeah. The art for the pilot is amazing, yes. Um, but let's see what they didn't include in Mercenary. They didn't include the artist. They didn't include Fair. the data, they didn't include the data spider, except for that's kind of what I turned the operative into. The operative into, right, yeah. Didn't include the fugitive. Fugitive didn't might work. Didn't include the negotiator. Um... Did, uh, there's the operative, there's the pilot, there's the preacher. Didn't include the preacher. Didn't well, oh my god, wait a minute. It, it, if, if you pick the right classes, you, you can actually recreate uh, Firefly. Yeah, I'm we here. We got that. a preacher, we got a engineer, we got a merc. Wash. Got, this is great. We got Mal. Where's the Let's, angry, drunken soldier? I want to play Jane. That's a legionnaire. <laughs> well, well that would be, that'd be a legionnaire, but you actually have River Tam in here also. <laughs> what? You have a psychic in there too? Yes, if you play, I think it's a fugitive. Uh, which one is it? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's the fugitive. You can have what's called magic abilities. And the magic abilities are not fireball. Good. They're very close to what River Tam could do, like see the future. Mm. Or no thing. So, yes. Uh, take Firefly, remove the Chinese. And I think I said this like two years ago when I first covered this game. Uh, re remove the uh, Chinese at Arabic and you have Arabic Firefly. Oh. Nice. So, yes, you, you could do that. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm not going to go through the entirety of the character creation, but but you get the idea. And then from there, you pick the skills uh, and so forth. How Put do you make... To the manufacturer in chat or drive through uh, link in the chat. Uh, Please. Yep. So it's free again. Now, I'm giving you to their whole, their entire site. It's the English version. Oh, that's what God dang it. Thank you for making me do this because I completely forgot to save this link. They've got a brand new game coming out. What's it and called? I, well, Sheriff, if you know, be quiet. Hold on. I can't remember it. Good. <laughs> um, I've got to find it. Where's the link to it? It's Car Wars. No, I'm just kidding. Car Wars. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> that was that's another one of those games that I was like, oh crap, this is too okay. rules heavy. Car Wars? Car Wars has like no rules. It's just all yeah. damage to wheels and so forth. 
okay um skidding like and stuff i didn't like it now i'm putting it i put it in the chat but just so you know the game specifically is coriolis they have two sci-fi games one is alien based on the alien rpg sure or sorry the alien ip the alien movie and the coriolis i prefer coriolis to alien for two reasons number one i think it's a little bit better fleshed out two alien uses sjw talk they them <laughs> bullshit and i don't like that but um, Coriolis doesn't. Coriolis uses real pronouns like he and she. This is the you, same company that has the Twilight 2000 IP. Yes. Ugh. You, don't like, you don't like him? No, I love Twilight 2000. Oh, okay, so, yeah, I like the original, I just, yeah. I was, the other I was thing, thinking, like, oh my god, we're going to kill communists. <laughs> the other thing with Alien that I, I really couldn't get into was the whole theater setting where everything well, You didn't have to do that. Them. Well, yeah, yeah. There's there two versions to play the game. Yep. The, the theatrical way and then the straight up rpg type way and you know you just play the straight up rpg type way now if you play Coriolis, oh i did know about this yeah you actually the can one ring. you actually can play the alien game without all the sgw flavoring right it th that's a thing for me if you don't care when people say when a wizard gets plus five they are when a wizard casts a spell they get plus five if that doesn't bother you you're not gonna have any problems i have a problem with that because that's not how pronouns should be and i don't care how people's feelings are why, he, why, is, he wait, is gender why, neutral why is that when a wizard, wizard when no. a wizard casts a spell a is singular it's called pronoun antecedent agreement a is singular a wizard casts a spell they get plus five is bad grammar it should be he or she gets bad grammar or if you or want to do it right wizards. just say yeah, as you say, wizards. Put wizards plural. When wizards cast a spell, they get plus five. Yeah, that's absolutely right because it's plural, plural. Yep. Cool. But then the SJ, but the SJWs have decided to tell you nowadays that nope, you have to say they for everything because you don't want to gender blah blah blah. Fuck you. Hmm. Um, it's so, actually infiltrated my wife's job as a social worker. Yeah, yes, it's infiltrated. They have to put he, she, or they at the end of their uh, well, title. Well, he, she is correct. Yeah. I, I, I work for the federal government. Biden signed something that says that I have to do that, and I won't. <laughs> um, so anyway, the One Ring here is uh, the new thing that uh, Free League is doing, Free League Publishing, and it is basically the next version of uh, Gerald Tolkien's, you know, Lord of the Rings. Hold on. What the hell is that? That's it's my fucking... Of... They've got a freeze warning in San Antonio. They're not used to this. Oh, oh my God. What, is it going to get hit with 30 degrees? So it's funny. It's well, actually, twenty six right now, and watching everybody freak the fuck out is great. <laughs> that actually, <laughs> that's that actually reminds me. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually reminds me. Uh, I don't know how long ago, like 10, 15 years ago, it uh, it it went below freezing in Mexico City for the first time in over a hundred years. Wow, which which means no one alive knew what to do when it was that cold. <laughs> I had to go on the TV and radio to tell people to layer their clothing and actually how to build a oh, fire. Crap. I put the wrong link up there. I wanted to put the one ring link. All right. But uh, yeah, I, th I thought that was pretty funny. Like, like the, the, the whole city freaked out be because people were going to start dying because no, no one knew how to stay warm. That's great. That makes that's, me laugh. That, that tells me we have existed for too long at the top of the pyramid. 
<laughs> yes, Indigo Dragon, it is one ring, second edition. You're right. So uh, I want to grab some chat here real quickly here. Alien is best at theatrical sci-fi. Coriolis is better at campaign. I think I'd agree with that. I actually like the, th you don't have to do it, but I like the theatrical side of it because it actually pits players against players, kind of like Burke against Ripley and Aliens. Mm -hmm. or ash against everybody in the in the first alien it, it does that it has that component to it and what you have is you have things that you have to try to get done and if you succeed at that you get character points and so on and so forth and ultimately everybody could live everybody could die so on and so forth do you have your bread eggs and milk you know that will mean you need to stock up on french toast supplies <laughs> <laughs> for the first uh, time in 10 years i cannot go to work on the next day because it's going to be 26 degrees projected high tomorrow. So wait, what, do you work outside with shorts? <laughs> I, I, I can't wear shorts, but I usually have them on under my pants. So as I'm leaving my job, I'm peeling my pants off like, fuck this shit. Fuck, fuck these pants. Fuck these pants. And I get my sandals on and I wear my shorts. <laughs> I drive home in a huff because I've had to wear pants all day. <laughs> wow. So you're, right. you're from Illinois. And yes. everybody here is from Illinois or higher. See, I'm from Minnesota. I love watching people and 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 heathen dogs. Mine's my place is a little colder than him, but not yeah. much. Um, but uh, and and heathen dog and I when when we uh, <laughs> look at some of the shenanigans in '96, there was a blizzard in DC. <laughs> I remember that. And we had like yeah. a week off of work, and I'm like, shovel your snow and we're I know, like, right? I. I during that blizzard, I was I was actually affected because I was stuck in my room. I I was uh, on the third floor corner corner room, and the wind had piled the snow so high it literally blocked my door. I couldn't get out. <laughs> I had to walk to work every day during that. I couldn't get out. Well, that's because you're a medical. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, worked I, in the I, headquarter I building, call, and I did. <laughs> I had to call building maintenance for them to shovel me out because I, I because my door opened outward. <laughs> And it was over half, it was over halfway. I physically was not strong enough to open the door enough to get out. And I couldn't open the window because the window was frozen shut. <laughs> to answer, answer Balfour, and I've got a, a corner store about 500, 600 feet away that I can get those items. But HEB is one mile from here. So I'm good. No, that's good. So, so what I what I, I want to do here is, I, as I'd like to, to you know to talk about Coriolis a little bit before you you purchase it, my suggestion. Well, first of all, I think they have a free, uh, maybe it's not a full game, but a free PDF that that uh, talks about some of it. If I remember correctly, like a quick start, uh, you can check that out. But also remember, they have two sci-fi games, Alien and Coriolis. I would pick your poison on that one. They have a little bit different uh, function, but if you play one of them, although it's not exactly true as I tried to explain on the stream today. You can play Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, Mutant Mechatron, Mutant Elysium, Twilight 2... Well, that one's going to be actually quite a bit different. Uh, Coriolis, Alien, Vason, Tales from the Loop, It Came from the Flood. I, I don't have to name it. They're all the same system. The only one that's majorly different right now is Simbaroom. Yes. Which sucks because I like that world. I just can't stand that system. But they're all the same basic system. So if you were to like one and say, you know what? I really do want to play an Alien game. You can pick up Alien, and with the exception of learning how how stress works stress with the works, two different, yeah, you're you're, you're already eighty five percent there. Yep, absolutely. Yep, you're starting off 85 percent to the goal. Now, is mutant real uh, mutant year zero? Is that the same as mutant from nineteen nineties that became Target Games's uh, 
No, that's that's the uh, that's the Modifius Entertainment. Those asshats. I just said their name out loud. It's like saying Beetlejuice. Oh uh, shit! Here they come across the bridge. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, you you keep saying the p word, and I hate it. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, no, no. So with uh, with the the M game, uh, that that's the one that's the direct descendant. Now, my understanding is is that Mutant Gen Lab Alpha was taken from it indirectly, or not Gen Lab. Sorry, Mutant User was taken from it indirectly, but is not the actual true uh, next iteration of it because Modifius owns that as just the Mutant Chronicles game. We were supposed to get one of my first reasons of not liking uh, uh, Modifius is because they were supposed to give us a free copy of it to review and then didn't. And then all of a sudden they turned all crazy. Uh, oh, weirdo! I really nope. dislike Simbarum. Oh, I, I like I like the world, but here's here's the thing that Free League does that is it bothers me a little bit. But I get it if you're a publisher, get as many things under your roof that you can, right? But they have two horror games, Simbarum and Vason. They have two sci-fi games, Alien and Coriolis. Now you can say, look, they're two different types of games. I, I get it. Um, they only have the one post-apocalyptic one, and then they only have the one fantasy one for now, but, but they're going to have two post-apocalyptic ones. At least they're way different. Twilight 2000 is going to be way different than, than Mutant Year Zero. But it's like, I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that uh, Alien and Coriolis, which one do I do? Well, everybody plays Alien. That's a very popular game. Wonder why. Alien IP. <laughs> like, can't get anybody to play Coriolis. See, I'd rather play Coriolis because it sounds like you have a lot more, um, I guess you'd say, diverse, God, I hate that word, uh, options for as a GM to run. If you want to run it as a space farring trader game, you can. Mm -hmm. If you want to run it as a Master of Orion, we're going to you know, colonize this planet and we're going to take over from mm -hmm. the inhabitants. We can do that. If you want to run as a... I guess you could say like a Mutant Chronicles type of we're fighting demons on Venus. You could do that too. To some degree, it, like it, it, it has its own backstory, to be fair. Here, okay. Here's what I say about, about Coriolis. If you want to play it, not right, there's no such thing. You play it how you want. Yeah, but I would say play it like Firefly, remove the Arabic stuff. And it's not that I have anything against the Arabic stuff. I, can, I lived in Kuwait for a year as a contractor. I'm sorry. I, I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved Kuwait. Uh, I don't know if I would now, but I loved Kuwait. But I like hot and dry, so Kuwait and New Mexico are two, my two favorite places to live. Um, but uh, if you take away the, the Arabic stuff, or, or if it doesn't bother you, I, I don't know how to say it. It's just go with it. I would take it out personally, but treat it like Firefly, and you're kind of playing it within the spirit that I think is intended. Now, they have a campaign setting, the Mercy of the Icons, and I can't... Uh, something cavalcade... I, can't, I forget what the second one's called. Freaking amazing. And it actually goes into the first and second horizons, because if you look at the full name of this book... What did I just do? Something felt like it broke. Um, but Coriolis, the third horizon. Well, there's, there's a whole story behind why is it the third horizon, blah, blah, blah. Hey, cat. But um, anyway... But you could play it as your own type of just, I don't know if it'd be great for a Star Trek type game, but you could play it as any type of sci-fi you wanted. But I wouldn't shy away from the story too much. Just personally, I would stay away from the Arabic side of it because I wouldn't be able to do it justice. I'd get the words wrong. I wouldn't be thinking like Arabian Nights. I'd play it, you know, you see what I'm saying. So Last Cyclade, there you go. I have not read through it, Crafty. Don't tell me about it. I have not finished reading through The Last Cyclade yet. And that's actually part two of three. So there's going to be a third one that comes out in the future as well. What's that? 
Uh, Max clearly didn't spend enough time at K and B. If I don't know what K and B is. KB Twin Hobbies. No, I I don't. If he thinks Kuwait is dry, Kuwait is dry. Um, I I I worked on Camp Doha when that was open, and uh, I spent a lot of time in Hawaii and uh, and uh, um, K uh, Kuwait City. I didn't go down to Arif John much or Fahahil because they're too crowded. Mm. Yeah, the the I haven't been to the Middle East. I haven't been to Africa, but I've I've been to Arizona, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've been to uh, there. There there was a there's a there's a city that's built inside a dome that used to be a copper mine. Okay, and uh, it the it's 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 a it's a dome, and they don't worry about drainage because it rains like one inch a year, <laughs> 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 so they don't care. Dark Nova. Role-playing game. I'm looking it up. This came out a few years back. A friend of mine helped write it. Uh, he's based out of Corpus. The other authors are in Houston. But it's not a bad... feels a lot like Palladium sci-fi. Okay. Ooh. Complete with uh, anthropomorphic characters. Complete with... <laughs> are you trying to sell it to me? <laughs> no, I'm not. Because <laughs> you're doing it. It's got anthropomorphics. It's got, it's got a bit of history to it. Um, I'll, I'll get you in touch with the people that helped write it. That way, if you want to bring them on sometime in the future, you can, but it's, it's a pretty fun system. It's just nobody, nobody around here plays it. Now there's a group in Germany that beta tested it. And now there's groups in Germany, but it's kind of interesting. Wow. Regional for German only, apparently. Yeah. That's, that's and that's very weird, but no, it's, you may uh, not play my game. Cultural appropriation. I don't spend a lot of times at the German gaming stores like some people do. I just I haven't needed to. So yeah, I, I, what did Mark Hawkman say? Kuwait naval base's seaport has something. Look, I tried to stay as far away from that nasty ass Adriatic. Not uh, whatever the hell the Persian, whatever that sea is there, because at nighttime when the temperature dropped and the sun wasn't burning everything apart. You could smell the sewage that they were dumping right into the freaking water that they would jet ski on. I'll and never tell, go back there again. I'm telling you, that was the most god off. I thought the Korean binjo ditches were bad. Look, Kuwait might be a rich city, but or a rich country, but God, do they do some things? And I'm telling you, they pump their shit right into the seawater and then jet ski on top of it. And it's the most god awful horrible smell at night. It's the only thing I hated about Kuwait. Everything else was cool. I really wanted the city to be besieged by a bunch of Italian plumbers. I really did. <laughs> wow. I'm Mario. <laughs> Only the master dice may be rolled on this tape. What did what, I miss? Uh, all so, right. Oh. Question for you. Because, okay. I mean, I've played multiple different sci-fi um, RPGs, like Star Wars, both the D20 and the D D6. <clears throat> Palladium... But um, all those ones, and Coriolis. Um, how would you stack Coriolis up against all those ones? I wouldn't, because uh, the the thing is, is like uh, Palladium's a crunchy game. Maybe not to the Pathfinder level, because you're not min maxing every five foot, but it's a crunchy game. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not min maxing every five feet of this game, but you know, <laughs> well, no, no, but but I mean, but it's got a lot of skills. It's got, I mean, the the rule system for it for you know how to you know plus one to strike your auto dodge da da da. You know all that. It starts to add up. Um, I mean, Palladium's just 
played him. If you played one, <coughs> excuse me. I'd like to say you played them all, but you know, it's not exactly true. Um, as far as the start, I mean, I don't like any D20 system. I don't like the OGL and I don't like what's the new systems, whatever the hell they call it. I just don't like the systems. Generally speaking, I don't Watsy. like them. I don't yeah. like Watsy writing stuff. And I, I'll even, I'm going to throw Paizo in that pile of here. blank as well, because nobody should buy that shit. The only thing I give Paizo credit for is at least they made their own thing. Yeah, it's cost. Yes, it's it's based on D and D three point five, but it's not called Dungeons and Dragons. I just don't buy it because they're a bunch of SJW asshats. I don't like the people behind them. If anybody who hires Jessica Price, even if they fired her later on, doesn't deserve my money ever. Um, so and I'm so happy when Guild Wars fired her. But I, um, every time she gets fired, I go on a rip roaring bender. We got to do this sometime <laughs> online. I, last time I got drunk, I got in trouble. And. Uh, <laughs> And Sherris is here to remind me of that too. So we're there was just a video that was deleted somewhere. It was, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the only one I've ever deleted. His wife told him, "No, you can't have that out in the world." My <laughs> wife was, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't about. It was about you know, well because Sherris is here. He he knows what it's about. But anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, because uh, if you think I talk shit when I'm sober, and I, even though I haven't done that in the last couple of weeks, but uh, but as far as like the so the D the D six to me, it's not always about systems. Systems can be can work for anything. You can use a D six system for a fantasy game, for a future game. It's all in how the game is just developed around it. One of the, I don't know if you guys did you guys ever play the FASA Star Trek game? No. Yes. Okay, I hated it. I no, no. Let me phrase it. I had a love hate relationship with that. I loved character creation, the yeah. the percentile system, and so forth. I loved uh, one of my favorite things is that it said was basically kill captain, gain new rank. That's where that came from. It also yeah. had one of my favorite lines ever, where it said if if uh, Klingons are barbaric, Romulans are satanic. I just love you know I, I I some things that I took from it. But every adventure was so step-by-step. Step. You'd have this adventure book. There was no sandbox at all. It said, you will do this and you will do that. It's like, why are we even playing? If you oh, tried you, to go... You were locked into episode format. Oh, and it, it, yeah, you were. it was beyond Dragonlance because, to be fair, I've seen people break the Dragonlance adventure once. Uh, but to somewhat to that degree, yes. Uh, but the, the modules were so episodic, there was no thinking outside the box. As a game master, you had to pull the person back in. So, and, and look, I'm one of those few rare people that loved the Star Trek Three Combat Simulator and wish I could get my hands on that. What? But uh, I love the Star Trek Three Combat Simulator. I'm not familiar with this, so please explain. Um, so when FASA owned Star Trek, it's, it was like a Battletech type game, but it was for oh, Star. It was for Star yeah, Trek ships. The one with the with the map, the, with the with the grid map, and uh, and it would take like eighty years to play. Are you talking about Federation uh, battles? Not, no, 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 not Federation battles, and not Federation and Empire either, which takes like forty five hours for one turn. Um, no, no, this was actually. Have you ever played Battletech? Yes. So imagine it just you're doing it with starships. That's, I'm that's, mildly erect at this thought, but okay. So it's similar to like Crimson Skies, then. Uh, Crimson Skies, Crimson Skies, Crimson Skies. That was that the airplane was the, game, uh, right? Yeah, the airplane yeah. one. Um, aerial Ren combat. I mean, these are the same people who made Renegade Legion also. I mean, I, I can't necessarily compare it directly because I don't have... Uh, the, I, I didn't play Crimson Skies. What I can tell you is that it's hex-based. It had phases. You had to power your shields, power your weapons, and so forth, and that determined how much damage you do. The problem with the game was is if you didn't take equal-level ships, you, it, there's nothing anybody could do. So there wasn't a lot of variance in it. You had to play 
well, I got to take a KD7 versus you know a Constellation class, otherwise that's an automatic win, automatic loss. Well, what if I take two of these smaller ones? It still only does five points of damage per phaser. You still have to do these. It's got seven. Uh, you still got to do these uh, adjustments. And that person over there has seven shields and can still do one point of damage to you every round. You're going to lose no matter what. You know, uh, it's not Starfleet Adventures. You can look at you can, here. I'll I'll look it up and I'll put a link out there. Uh, Star I'm Trek. I'm wildly excited about this. We need to need to start. And, and whoever wrote something about the new FASA doing over stuff, the new FASA isn't FASA, it's Red Brick Gaming. I'm talking about the old FASA, and I, and I don't normally do, I don't normally get into that semantics, but I don't like the new FASA. I, I, and it's hard for me to say that because they've treated me with respect, but with what they're doing with their IPs, I can't, uh, I can't condone. Um, all right, I'm going to bail because I don't got much more to say on all right. <laughs> this stuff that's going on right, right now. Well, thank you, Good talking to you. Yeah, thank you, you Sharers. Hey, I noticed you painting with, uh, is that Reaper miniature paint? Absolutely. Yeah, they're my they're my second favorite company after um, West uh, Game Workshop. I hate to say I bought into Game Workshop, but I did when they were still a little bit cheap, and I've just got a shit ton of it. I understand. I get it. I, I live. Uh, I, I used to live about a half hour to forty minutes away from Champaign Urbana. So when I tell people that I'm from the birthplace of Midwest D and D, that means Decatur, Illinois. I know that entire horrible family that lives there. Not horrible. The Bledsaw family are generally nice people. It's just the one kid that opens his mouth and gets <laughs> the SPLC after him. <laughs> no, I'm right outside of St. Paul, Minnesota, so I got the whole Gary, uh, the Dave Arneson thing, and uh, Heathen Dog's right outside. Actually, he lives in the I, same city I, that yeah, uh, Palladium I, dude. I, uh, I, I grew up in the same in, in the same city as Palladium headquarters. So, dude. <sighs> Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like Games Workshop was never cheap. Actually, back in the early '90s, it was. Let's see if I can zoom in on this. Tactical Combat Simulator, 1983. That's why I never got a chance to play it. Yeah, oh. and of course, it went out of print with uh, with FASA and so forth. But uh, that that is it. Playtime and... 30 to 120 minutes. Yeah, well, it Not depends how many cool. ships you put out there. It's a lot. I'll tell you that this game is quicker than BattleTech. But you also know who's going to win fairly quickly. I mean, it, unfortunately, it had some weaknesses because of the fact that it, it was really difficult. How, how do you balance the ships? I always played Romulan, so I got to cloak. But what sucked about that is you cloaked, you used up all your damn power. So then you, you had to uncloak, wait before you could fire. It's like, oh, well, the Federation, who has who had by far the strongest ships in the damn galaxy, would just be like, oh, there he is. Bam. Bye, Romulan. <laughs> I played Starfleet Battles, and that was not quick, but we could get eight different ships resolved within a four-hour frame. Uh, Federation Empire played a one time, and I said I will never play that game again because, like I said, it takes like two hours for every turn. Um, is there a good? Let's try the Wikipedia. Does it have a good? Because eh. I think this is what Star Trek Adventure, Star Trek Battle. Um, there's a faster version of Federation and Empire. Maybe it is Starfleet Battles. Uh, yeah, Federation Empire. This is what I played right here. If you can see the mouse. Yes. Spin. Yeah, this is what I played right here. And apparently this turned into Starfleet Battles. I played it one time at uh, War Games West in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I, I, as much as I love the concept of the game, because I like 4X style games, this, because seriously, you, you take your turn... And with all the math and spreadsheets and everything that were involved with it, it was about 45 minutes to two hours, depending on what you were doing. This looks very familiar to me. Uh, maybe you 
played it. So I'm trying to think is I thought it turned into what you guys were talking about, but I could be wrong. Anyway, you can you can look it up. Uh, you know, I just did it. Starfleetgames.com, Federation Empire. Hey, Crafty, I'll, I'll get a hold of you on uh, Discord. Okay. All right. Um, it's after 10. Now, I don't have to work tomorrow. It's a holiday, but it is after 10 o'clock. And while I love randomly chatting with people, uh, I do think it is time we start moving forward here. So do you have anything else, Bruce, that you want to talk about directly related to what we were talking about today? We talked, we did a little, we answered Coriolis questions. You answered uh, all of my questions about Coriolis. It okay. looks like a really good system. I'm, I might have to buy it. I, okay. I really, I'm going to watch a couple more reviews on it. Um, but that looks like a good system and I'll drop out. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no you. problem. You have a good one, man. Yeah. Good one. Be well, guys. All right. I think um, I did accidentally put that link one more time and nobody picked up on it. So I'm just going to say it is time to end this. We've been doing this for four hours. Um, I think it was a good stream. I love it yeah. when people come in here and talking. I kind of feel bad to Mark Hawkman because we kind of kicked him out and then <laughs> everybody else stayed in for a long time. Sorry, Mark Hawkman. But uh, I think we go through our proclivities and I'm going to show I put the links to everybody's channel in chat somewhere to the ones that are going to be on the show next week. But I yep. do want to say one more time because I'm excited. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm excited. Uh, next week, we're going to have, like I said, Grim, Aaron the Pedantic, DM Bloodworth, and GM Dave. Not DM Dave, GM Dave uh, on here. And it's going to be interesting. We've never talked to GM Dave before. I've watched some of his videos, but uh, that's it. So, uh, Indigo, Indigo Dragon, you, you have a good day as well. So, I'm actually really hungry all of a sudden. Like, I just got kicked in the face with hunger. Um, so, okay. And a uh, little, we had it Slap on. with Slim Jim! Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you me. And this is gonna be our this is gonna be our background for next week. Yep. Can I can I change to a different look here? Maybe small in small in us. I cannot in small in nope. us. Not when there's only two of us. Okay. Oh well. But uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have Heathen Dog and I be the uh, the, the capstones here. Capstones. End caps. There we go. End caps. And then we're gonna place the guys in the middle. And we're gonna just have fireside chat. And we're gonna talk about uh, tabletop RPG games. I would love to tell you what it's gonna be about, but apparently nobody has a topic nobody knows yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I do. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to give a hint? Because I do sure. actually want to advertise the stuff. Uh, one, sure. You know. I I I want to I want to ask everyone uh, what what they think about uh, uh, the games that use uh, the same dice for everything or different dice for for everything and we're going to go extremes like earth dawn uses every single die under the sun whereas no, no dcc uses every single yeah, die dcc <laughs> uses uses like made up dice you know <laughs> they just made up their own shit like a d16 or whatever yeah uh, uh or or uh stuff like uh uh, uh shadow run old world of darkness and marvel superheroes where they only use either one kind of die or just a single die or or you know uh, uh Cassian call of Cthulhu where it just uses percentile. Well, they, they, they're kind of the middle. <laughs> they, they use damage dice, but you know, one, one single kind of die or all the dice, which one is better? Which one is worse? Why? I want to talk about that. And Mark Hockman says, excuse me. I felt the real D 16 in my hand. Well, so have we actually, I, I, I don't I, think I, I have, I, I have a, I've held a D 24 and a D 30 and it, and those I, are only two weird ones. I have all the Zassi dice, so I have a D5, oh. a D7. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, Bruce's comment didn't show up here. Oh, yes, it did. West End Games D6 for the win. 
Okay. Hey, it's it's got us at here. You know, I actually bought the 30 year uh what do you call it? Maybe maybe we'll go through that one. Edition, yeah. yeah, which is basically just first edition of the game. So if you're used right. to second edition, well sorry, this is first, but yeah. all right. Um but that's what we're gonna be talking about next week. Please check out Aaron the Pedantic, check out Grim Jim, check out Unscripted and Unchained RPG reviews, and check out GM Dave on YouTube. He goes by the man behind the screen. Uh, give them a follow. Tell them, tell them we sent you. And, you know, you don't have to like them all, but it's going to be great to see uh, all of us sitting around the table. We've got people from all to, all proclivities, multiple countries. I think it's going to be a fun time. I mean, DM Dave, he's from California. If, that's if a different I, country. Yeah, that's a different country. Or GM Dave, sorry. GM Dave. We got uh, Unscripted Unchained. If I remember correctly, he's from New York. You're from Again, Michigan. Again, different country. Yep. You're from Michigan. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Minnesota, but live in Germany, and Grim lives in Germany, and Aaron's from Texas. We we we're spreading, man. The only thing I think we're missing is Japan and Hawaii. And just pull your wife in here. Yeah, we have to talk <laughs> about the, we we have to talk about the Asians again. <laughs> so, All right. So Yep. Uh can't find there we go. Branding. Boom. Boom. Do it. So those these are our links. Please check us out. Come by our Discord talk to us uh we'll chat with you i've got to really catch up on all those youtube videos but that's who we are i mean if, you, if mines is great for me it wasn't so great this last week but generally i like the way mines is uh is acting so uh that's some good stuff of course we have twitter because you know everybody's got twitter until we get banned uh but yeah go ahead and uh, send us a message there if you want to buy your stuff go to redbubble we have masks and we have shirts we have like what 40 designs or 30 designs or something crafty says he needs to start a pod again no you just need to come on this one yeah uh, Max is going to be gone for a week or two during the move, and uh, a you week can or two. It's going to be I like mean, a month I mean, or two. I mean, not replace. Sorry, <laughs> you can sit in, but I mean replace, and that'll be great. Got kicked off my own show. I it's know, like a right? CEO who gets fired from his own company. I never understood that. Don't um, worry, you'll have you'll have a, a paper parachute. Well, luckily, I still own all the trademarks and names and so forth. So <laughs> you think? Oh, I do. My lawyer knows I that. Know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Don't need that. Don't need that. So we'll just go to this. Yep. Want to thank our monetary backers. Want to thank the bits that we got today. Thank you, Ravens Lair and Shares, for the bits. We want to thank uh, Crafty for his donation. And I hope I didn't miss anybody else on there. If I did, though, we do appreciate it. We will catch it on the flip side on that one. Uh, want to thank uh, everybody who gave us super chats. Anybody who backed us on Subscribestar and uh, Streamlabs. By the way, for Subscribestar backers, or pretty much any paid backer, because it's also on our, our Discord, and if you look for it and can't find it, come talk to me. I will find it for you. But, uh, yeah, like Parlor the CEO got fired, right? Um, but uh, the module that I wrote for Forbidden Lands, it's an introductory module. It's kind of a let's learn how to play this game module for both game masters and players. Uh, but I have a Forbidden Lands module that uh, you can run through. It's very simplistic. only takes about three to four hours to get through. But uh, like I said, it's meant specifically for people who've never played it before and need a kind of a starting point. Uh, that's that's for it. But uh, that's on our Discord and on our Subscribestar. For those if you who are a backer or subscriber yep. in, 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 any, in any of these formats. Yeah, in any, in any subscription format. Yeah. Yes, Missa, we are ending. I'm sorry. Oh, would we miss? Oh, are we any... Yeah, sorry about that, but hey, you know what? It'll be on. If you're now, see, that's another thing. If you're a paying backer, like you're a Twitch subscriber, a YouTube member, or a Subscribestar backer, you get the entirety of this stream available to you as soon as I get it edited. It's usually within 24 hours. Um, I try, I try to do that, but by, we'll say by Tuesday morning, it'll be there for you on one of those platforms. If not, well, you get our segments, and you get segment one and segment two up on YouTube. 
And obviously, we want to thank everybody who is here, all of our followers, all of our subscribers, our chatters and our lurkers. Where the hell is Spectral Fire with his parting comment today? <laughs> and uh, if you don't want to give money to us, you can give money to the Wounded Warrior Project. You, a link's been spammed by YouTube on that one, or if you're watching on Twitch, there is a panel on the screen somewhere there where you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project and give to people who have, in effect, given to you. And lastly, friends of the channel, if you're watching on Twitch, you can hover over the screen, you can see friends of the channel. If you have names to add to that list, we have room for at least two more, if not three or four more. If you have names of channels that you think would be cool with us and we'd be cool with them, love to promote them, we'll check them out. But you have to send us the link either in Discord or something, send it somewhere um, so we can find it. We'll look into those channels and we may add them to that list. So, Mrs. said, I can give you a parting comment. All right, as long as it doesn't get us kicked off of YouTube, go ahead. And yes, Sherris is right. Subscribe! Okay. And with that, I am going to put up this. Um, what? SJWism kind of strange. Okay. So there you go. It's a parting comment. That is. Um, what are my words of wisdom? My words of wisdom after talking today are don't. It's going to be something you've heard me say before, but do not give money to people who hate you. No excuses as to why you play 5th edition. If you buy 5th edition and then you complain about Watsi at this point, then that's on you. I don't, I don't want to go so far as to say you're a hypocrite, but that's absolutely on you. Do not give money to people who hate you. Find people who don't hate you and give them money. Uh, other than that, uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Now for Heathen Dog. <laughs> we, we spoke a little bit about uh, how you how we learn a game and Sheriff came in and said how he likes to learn a game and there are all different ways to do it. I mean, uh, for games like, uh, um, uh, stars without number, maybe reading the backstory is the way to get yourself into the mindset of the game, which I completely understand is a completely legitimate thing. However you want to do it. That's the way that works for you. That's the right way. It's completely fine. So uh, when, when, you, when you get to a new book, read through the table of contents, and you know what? Just try something new. Read through the table of contents and go, oh, I'm more interested in this right now. Skip to page 227 and read that. What, whatever can hook you, get you into the game, it, that's what you need to do. So what works for me, what works for Max, what works for Sherris, what works for others, it may be completely different for you. You won't know until you get into the book. And I think if you have no idea how to start looking at the table of contents and figuring out which section most interests you and starting there is probably the best way to go. So yeah, there you are.